This is an incredibly exciting day because under the table, I found a second gavel. So that's a good start to this day. You know, it's true. <laughs> and it's a black lace it, I love it. It's, it's, I, I love the gavel. You, know, you can't have it yet. Not till next year. You know what, Marty? I bought you the biggest gavel ever for your party. Yes, you did, which I appreciate. It's like 10 pounds. Nice. That's, that's what I want. Well, hello, everybody. How are you? Welcome to our special Broward County Commission meeting on Wednesday. Uh, it almost feels like a meeting of the Broward League of Cities, and we're happy to have everybody here. And uh, we have, of course, uh, some very important issues on today's agenda. But the first thing that we're going to do is we are going to say the Pledge of Allegiance. And there are lots of elected officials here. So if you are an elected official, you get to lead the pledge. Stand up and let's do it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. It's customary before the beginning of each county commission meeting for us to observe a moment of silence to honor people from our community who have recently passed away. Colleagues, do you have anybody you'd like to remember during this moment of silence? Commissioner Lamarca. Oh, nobody. Okay. This is me. I thought you were poking your. That's good. Uh, there appears to be nobody at this time, but I'd like to, of course, keep the brave women and men who uh, keep our country and us safe uh, every single day and risk their lives for us every single day of our military. Thank you. This morning, we heard the song Final Countdown by Europe. Then we heard Make Me Smile by Chicago. And at the end of the meeting, we will hear <laughs> School's Out for the Summer by Alice Cooper. <laughs> Commissioner Bogan selected the playlist today. Well played, sir. Well played. Well played. Well played. You have made a great contribution to today's meeting. Uh, for those of you in the audience, please turn off and silence your cell phones. Any member of the audience who wishes to address the county commission on an item on today's agenda, please come forward and fill out a speaker form located on the dais and furnish it to staff. Once the item is called, further speaker signups will not be allowed and you may not be permitted to speak. When you are called upon, you will have three minutes to speak. Please keep your comments to the subject being discussed. We ask that you address the commission in a polite manner and that you refrain from making impertinent remarks or personal attacks. This is directly to you, Mayor Orders. I'm not sure. There you are. No, <laughs> now you're a wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. If you fail to do so, you will not be permitted to continue speaking. <laughs> Please be respectful of those who are speaking today. We do not allow any applause, cheering, or booing during the meeting. Any person disrupting the proceedings will be asked to leave the chamber. Uh, right now, I'm going to read the Tuesday night memo. The following requests are submitted for your consideration. Withdrawals, deferrals, none. Scrivener's, er Scrivener's errors, none. Additional information for the 10 a.m. meeting. Items 4, 5, and 7, the public hearing will be taken up first on the agenda. For your information, that's the, those are the tax items on today's agenda. I request without objection that items 10, 11, and 12 be moved to consent. Additional material. Item number two, memo to the board from the county auditor. Item number two, two, memo to the board from county administration. Item number three, letter to the mayor from the office of the inspector general. Item number four, compromise 0.5% transportation surtax resolution submitted by the office of the county attorney. Item number five, draft, draft transportation system and infrastructure surtax interlocal agreement submitted by the office of the county attorney. Item number five, two, outline of potential board action submitted by the office of the county attorney. Item number five, three, Drafted a transportation system and infrastructure surtax interlocal agreement submitted by Commissioner Ryan. Additional material for the public hearing. Item number seven. Contingent 1% county infrastructure surtax ordinance submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. Item number 72. 0.5% county infrastructure surtax ordinance submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. 
I'm now going to ask if there are any polls from the consent agenda by my colleagues. Seeing none, there is items ten. There's a, there were supplemental items on consent that were just appointments to boards. Right. Uh, so now the move to consent are items ten to twelve. Regular items number one to five. There are no withdrawals, or deferrals, and supplemental items are items number ten to thirteen. Is there a motion to approve the consent agenda? There's been a motion and a second. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Show the item passes unanimously. Um, I just want to let you all know, I, I know a, a number of folks have signed up uh, to speak today. Uh, there are three items <clears throat> that were all going to be heard together. So that what I'm going to do is open up the public hearing and we're going to take the regular items uh, at the same time. And if you signed up to speak uh, uh, more than once, we're going to allow folks just to come up and speak one time uh, on uh, the, all three items. Um, and then we'll bring it back to the county commission and, and we'll, we'll debate the matter and, and move it forward or, or not. Uh, so with that said, I now call the June 22nd, 2016 public hearing of the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County to order. Um, we are going to take up, as we say in the consent item agenda, items four, five, and seven. And uh, two of those items have been sponsored by Commissioner Wexler and, uh, and item number seven is on the public hearing agenda. I believe uh, that the ILA is really the driver uh, behind this and probably should be heard first, which is item number five. It was sponsored by Commissioner Wexler, so I'm going to give her the opportunity if she would like uh, to speak about all of them. Um, but uh, I do think that item number five is probably most important. And then what we'll do is we'll go and hear from the public, and then we'll come back to the county commission. Well, actually, thank you, Mayor, but actually, item number, without the support of item number four, four. item number five is irrelevant. Isn't item number five it, the ILA itself? It is. I, I was going on to the advice of the county attorney to take up item number five first. You can certainly take it up. You can take them all up, you know. It's true. I learned that a long time ago. I, I, you know? <laughs> I, I've been practicing law without a license for years. And, and you do a great job of it. Many I'm right. It's true. <laughs> so wait a minute. Any order is, is at the pleasure of the board. I just right. suggested sure. that because of the procedures that we had set out yesterday. Either way is fine. Or okay. also. So we'll just, which, you know, actually, Lois, you have two items, so why don't you address both of them? I would be happy to. And also I know Commissioner Ryan is going to have an amendment, so I'll allow him to explain it as well. And then we'll go to the public, and then we'll come back to us. Okay. All right, thank you. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you, Ms. Coffey, and your very capable staff, Mr. Myers, Mr. Rowley, and others that worked all weekend to get us where we are this morning. I also want to acknowledge the city attorneys that worked diligently also for weeks now in bringing us to where we are today. And the city leadership owes a whether this passes today or not, and you know my position, a real, excuse me, please, a real debt of gratitude to Mayor Sturmer because he is one hell of a champion. <laughs> Happens to also be my friend, but he's also quite a leader. And uh, um, I would have blown a gasket long long time ago, so, so he's, he, he, he's, he's quite a mellow guy. That, that brings us to the items, and there are many items in front of us this morning. And one was submitted by my colleague, Commissioner Ryan, as late as this morning, 
which is, um, I'm not sure if it's amending my amendment or if it's a substitute motion because it really completely changes um, the essence of what I was proposing um, before us today. Um, I can't read as I'm talking as papers are handed to me. I just have not mastered that yet, and I hope I never do. So for me, and I said it yesterday, and we had a very robust two-hour discussion at a workshop yesterday afternoon. <coughs> Mayor Sturmer was in attendance, and, and he participated in that. And for me, the 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 the... the statement, the only statement that I want to make before I hear from many of you that signed up to speak this morning is that we are so much stronger together than we are separate. And I, I believe that in my heart. I know that personally from, from the two, three, six, seven elections that I went through in my 24 years. And sometimes you do get old, smarter as you get older. And, and I absolutely respect and recognize what you bring to the table. I shared that with my colleagues yesterday as far as your commitment to get something passed. Because I believe that when we don't work together, we, f we fall. And with that, I'm going to leave, leave it alone, and I have much to say later regarding the details of this. Thank you. And uh, Commissioner Ryan, do you want to briefly um, address your amendment? Much of what has been um, negotiated in the interlocal agreement among the cities and the county um, was resolved through uh, some publicly noticed uh, meetings, and I do also want to thank uh, Mayor Sturmer, who is not only a very talented negotiator, but uh, a very bright man and understood many of the, the nuances of uh, these contract negotiations. Um, we really are only going to have one item that is going to be um, the subject of, of a spirited debate, and I look forward to hearing from, of course, the elected officials um, whose needs are so great for infrastructure. That's never been um, a question. Uh, during our workshop, we discussed at length what are the costs, both the capital costs and the operational costs for, for transportation. And um, we will see where this commission is on making a, uh, a commitment for um, transportation going forward. Uh, I think this commission has long stated that um, traffic congestion in Broward County is probably the highest priority for the members of this county commission. Um, the ILA that had been negotiated uh, has one major variance between the two proposals, as I think everybody understands, under Commissioner Wexler's proposal, 50% um, of the penny will go for infrastructure solely to be um, distributed to and utilized by the cities, whereas the proposal that I'm presenting this morning will have um, for the 30-year term in the first half of the first 15 years, one half of the penny will go specifically, it'll be allocated to the cities. And during the years 16 through 30, the half penny that is uh, dedicated for infrastructure needs 
will go 60% to the cities and 40% to the county. Uh, the reasons behind that uh, variation in the allocation was based upon uh, a lot of factual analysis uh, that was provided with respect to the county's transportation needs. So with that, um, we, we hope that something comes out, one of these interlocal agreements, which will then be placed uh, before the cities. We will adjourn at the end of this morning's meeting, and we will not be meeting again until August. And so it will be for the cities to make a decision on if you want to accept the interlocal agreement and the proposal that comes out this morning, then we can go forward with a uh, uh, with, with mirrored uh, with two ballot issues, half penny for infrastructure and half penny for transportation. If uh, either we don't get an ILA this morning, if we don't get an interlocal agreement, or if the county commission passes an interlocal agreement and the cities uh, representing more than 50% of the population do not approve of such interlocal agreement, then we'll go forward with what both the cities and the county have already submitted to the supervisor of elections, and that is the cities have submitted a one-penny uh, infrastructure tax of which 60% would go to the cities and 40% to the county. Um, the county has submitted a proposal for a uh, three-quarter penny transportation tax for a period of 20 years at sunset with an oversight board. Um, I, like Commissioner Wexler, want to see compromise and would like to see something in the form of an interlocal agreement that will be passed by this commission this morning. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Um, we're now going to go to the public, but before we do this, I just want to let you all know this is an incredibly important issue. So we're actually going to give rather than two minutes, each person can have three minutes if they'd like to take uh, that amount of time. And the second thing is there have been a few folks um, that have asked to speak only if a compromise isn't reached. Um, and so I'm going to allow that. I'll come up to their cards and I'll put them aside. And if we do not approve a compromise, then I will allow um, those folks to then come up and address the county commission for three minutes at that time. Um, the first person uh, on the queue is uh, uh, Mayor Daniel Sturmer from the city of Weston. <clears throat> Mr. Mayor, Madam Vice Mayor, Commissioners, good morning. <clears throat> at the workshop yesterday, I left you with a simple question. Will you marry us? <laughs> we are standing at the altar. Will you join us? Let's just cut to the nub of Commissioner Ryan's question. All those in favor of the proposal put forth by Commissioner Wexler, please stand. Thank you. Please be seated. All those in favor of the proposal put forth by Commissioner Ryan, please stand. There you have it. Please join us. Thank you, and uh, thank you for your brevity. Uh, we have about uh, 20 more speakers. The next one is Mayor Harry Dressler from Tamarack. Uh, good morning, Mr. Mayor, honorable commissioners. Good morning. All I wanted to say is that we have an opportunity this morning, and when I say we, I mean that literally. We have an opportunity to reset the relationship between the county and the cities. That's one issue that I would, I would ask all of us to, to ponder. We also have an opportunity to do what some people used to describe as politics. And when I grew up in Boston, the politics was described as the art of compromise. That's the world I grew up in. It is certainly not the world we live in right now. But we have an opportunity, us selected, representing the same people with, with very similar needs, 
to do something truly remarkable for the history of all of us, and that is to agree to do something that's to the benefit of the folks and represents a really excellent public policy decision, which we're going to let the voters decide on. So I want to congratulate all of you for your patience and hanging, hanging in here. This has not been what I would call a seamless, uh, no-brainer kind of a scenario. We all of us have our different views on money, how to spend it, or how not to, to, to spend it. So I'm here simply to say um, thank you. Let us join together and take advantage of this significant opportunity. Thank you very much. Thank you. No, 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 no. Yankee fans up here. You know, <laughs> the, the next is uh, Mayor Greg Ross uh, from, from Cooper City, followed by, um, well, Jamie Cole and Sam Gorin are two of the, the folks that may speak, possibly. So we'll put them aside. Good morning. I just want to say to each and every one of you, thank you for all your efforts. It is appreciated. To Dan Sturmer, thank you for your efforts. And to the electeds, thank you for all showing support of Lois Wexler's proposals today and the 50-50 proposal. The last time I came here, I spoke, I used the word compromise. And I'm glad, Commissioner Ryan, you have accepted that word. Today I'm going to talk about trust. Lieutenant Colonel Hal Moore said the answer is in trusting each other. The way the ILA agreement is written shows trust in each other to do the right thing by the residents. For those with consternation about voting to increase taxes, rest assured, you are not. You are merely offering to the residents two different opportunities to reinvest in their community, one in transportation and the other in the building infrastructure. Allow the residents to decide. Don't, don't take from them an opportunity which was taken from them 10 years ago. This commission failed the residents then. That's why we're in the position we are today. Let's go forward. Let's move forward. Learn from history. Do not let history repeat itself. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor Ross. Uh, the next person on the queue is Councilmember Susan Starkey, fired by, followed by my mayor, Judy Paul. I've been told to be briefed by my mayor. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I will find be. It's good to listen it's to her. It's always good to listen to her. Yeah. Um, I want to thank every one of you because I know that you have the best interests of Broward County in your hearts. And I want to thank our League of Cities and the cities who have come forward to work on these issues, especially Dan Sturmer. Um, our issue is simple. We all have needs in this county that need to be addressed for transportation. We understand that. But the infrastructures are failing. And we desperately need this. So please. We support Ms. Wexler's, Commissioner Wexler's compromise, and we appreciate the work that everybody's put forward on this. Let's move forward. Let's get this thing on the ballot so everybody can have a decision, and thank you. Thank you, Councilmember Sarkey. Uh, the next is the Mayor Judy Paul, followed by Mayor Frank Ortis. Good morning. Good thank morning. you again for uh, working so diligently on compromise. And uh, Commissioner Wexler, thank you so much for your opening words. Brilliant. And thank you for your leadership in this particular area. No, it's very, it's very important. Um, I think that we all understand that the results of true compromise, neither side is happy. And that, that means that we've done a good job. And I think uh, 
I want to thank uh, Dan Sturmer for taking leadership here and all the mayors for working together and being here today and to thank you as a commission for opening up and listening and giving the go-ahead to make this compromise to stick with the 50-50 and Commissioner Wexler's uh, plan. We appreciate it and hope that you will all stand with the municipalities. We understand and we know what the needs are. As municipal leaders, we deal with it every single day in our particular communities. So we would appreciate moving forward with the 50-50 and Commissioner Wexler's plan. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mayor Paul. Uh, the next person on queue is Mayor Frank Ortis, followed by uh, Mayor Mickey Belvedere. Morning, thank you, Mayor. Uh, Mayor uh, Commissioner Marco, what a great suit. A great suit. I have one like that. <laughs> I'll be wearing it to Indianapolis tomorrow. Nice. My great commissioners, Commissioner Wexler, Com Vice Mayor Sharif, Commissioner Beamfer, thank you. Thank you for being commissioners to the second largest city in the county, a city that needs transportation and infrastructure. We're a leader in that. And it makes you feel good when you go to a restaurant and somebody says, you're doing such a good job in our city. We love that, as you know. But as I say in our commission meeting, it's time to bring this eagle in for a landing. So I am going to bring back, hopefully today, to my commission, Commissioner Wexler's support, uh, Commissioner Wexler's amendment to try and get it passed in my commission meeting. Thank you all for your great support. Thank you. Um, the next person on queue is Mayor Mickey Belvedere, followed by Commissioner Lee Perman. I want to thank everyone, uh, Mayor, Vice Mayor, Commissioners, for the effort to compromise and to get together on this. I, uh, on behalf of my city, I would ask that you approve Commissioner uh, Wexler's compromise. I also want to mention to you that the majority of the streets, the roadways, and the sidewalk projects that the city has funded over the last several years have been county roads. So please, today, let's get together and approve the compromise. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Mayor Belvedere. Uh, the next is Commissioner Lee Pearman, followed by Mayor Lamar Fisher. Thank you, Mayor, Vice Thank Mayor, you. Commissioners. <clears throat> Mayor, I was going to give you a, a, a lesson in how to say my name. Oh, I always mess it up. You do. I do. But here's what it is. But you always mess mine up, too, so it works out fair. We, yeah. <laughs> but mine's easier. <laughs> it's true. Mine's easier. It's true. We are all peers. Absolutely. Oh, that makes sense. Peer men. Absolutely. Okay. Um, peer men. Oh. They don't let me speak very often because I don't speak as well as the mayors, but I am so totally blown away by the amount of work that has been done between the county and the cities. And Mayor, where'd you go? I don't know where you went. There you are. Bless him, because I don't know that I would have been as strong as he would was. But also the attorneys as well. I think every one of us want to do what's best for our residents. Yeah. I think every one of us want to give our residents the opportunity to make the decision. We make the decision on their millage rates their property taxes, this tax. This is one they get to decide on. And for us to be able to come together as a compromise, 
I think shows the whole county what we actually can do as, as, a, as a team. And so uh, I stand here in support of uh, Commissioner Wexler's uh, ILA, and I hope we pass it. And I hope you say my name right next time. Oh, thank you, Commissioner Pierman. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you all for all thank the work. You. Thank you. The next person on the queue is Mayor Lamar Fisher from Pompano Beach, followed by Commissioner Mark Brown. Yes, good morning, Mayor and, and Vice Mayor and Commissioners. Uh, good morning to you. And just wanted to not be repetitive this morning, but uh, just want to be excited about the opportunity to compromise with Commissioner Wexler. Thank you for your hard work and your efforts. And the city of Pompano Beach is looking forward to our city commission meeting tomorrow in anticipation of this one passing so we can hold hands together and we surely can be the team together. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor Fisher. Uh, the next is uh, Commissioner... What's that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's a good guy to learn style from. Uh, the next is uh, Commissioner Mark Brown, followed by Mayor Barrington Russell. Thanks. <clears throat> I've actually moved up the Vice Mayor. Oh, Vice <clears throat> Mayor Mark Brown. has a nice ring to it. Okay. It is. Uh, thanks to everybody involved for all the hard work. I'm here to support the 50-50. I know it's, uh, it's not everything that the Commission wanted. It's not everything that the electeds wanted, but obviously it was the best compromise we could come up with. I just wanted to remind you that this is not necessarily the end of the story today, that if something passes, it's still going to have to go on the ballot in November. And I think we have a much better chance of passing this in November if it comes out of the county commission with a unanimous vote and if we can do everything that we can do to get this through our municipalities, again, with a unanimous or pretty close to a unanimous vote. So that's what I would hope for. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Vice Mayor Brown. Uh, the next person is uh, Mayor Barrington Russell from Lauderdale Lakes, followed by... A second one of Mayor Barrington Russell from Lauderdale Lakes. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, morning to everyone. <laughs> Delighted to be here to join with my colleagues this morning in support of Commissioner Wexler's um, proposal for us to move forward together. It is said that there is no right way to do the there's no wrong way to do the right thing, and I expect you to do the right thing today. Politics is the lifeblood of a free society. Let's continue to be free. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor Russell. Uh, the next is Mayor Gene Robb from the city of Deerfield Beach, followed by Councilmember Carol Hatton from the town of Davie. Mayor Rupp. I should like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the very, very hard work you've all put in to make this thing possible. But I am here to say that the city of Deerfield Beach supports the proposal as outlined by Commissioner Wexler and also by the mayor of Weston. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the next is Councilmember Carol Hatton from the town of Davie, followed by Commissioner Beverly Williams from Lauderdale Lakes. Hey, Carol. Good morning. Good morning, Mayor, Vice Mayor, Council Members, Commissioner, sorry, I'm a Councilman. I'm just here to support um, a Council, Commissioner Wexler's proposal for the 50-50 for our town. And it's been a long, hard Well, Everybody's worked for it. Everybody's worked hard. And today's the day to do the thing, right? Thing. Thank you. Being from Davie, I'm happy for you to call us Council Members. Trust me. You know? <laughs> the next is uh, Commissioner Beverly Williams followed by Commissioner Joan Simone. Good morning. Protocol already established. I would like to say good morning to all of you. I represent the We Care City of Lauderdale Lakes, and we're here in support of Ms. Commissioner Wexler's. We're asking you to please, We know all we need is a yes vote so we can move on down the road. Thank you so much. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, the next is Commissioner Joanne Simone. Wonderful, thank you. You are my new favorite commissioner in the audience. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just kidding, I love everybody. Love everybody. 
<laughs> the next is um, Becky Tooley of Coconut Creek. Commissioner Tooley. Followed by Commissioner Sandra Welch. Mayor, Vice Mayor, Commissioners, um, I hope that um, you will follow and vote with the cities, working together. Commissioner Wexler, you've always been awesome. Thank you for your service, and I will miss you. But I have, I have spent a lot of time, not only here, I think I've been here more than I have in 16 years, I've been an elected official, but I have been from one end of our city to the other end speaking about this. And with the telling them, explaining to them what is gonna be the difference on what's on the ballot. And a majority of them would like Commissioner Wexler's um, ILA. And I guarantee you, if we work together and come to agreement, I will work 24 hours a day to sell the plan to the residents, both of our residents, yours and mine. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Tooley. Uh, next is Commissioner Sandra Welch, followed by Mayor Joy Cooper. Hi, Commissioner Welch. Good morning, and Good thank morning. you very much. And I, I like the uh, C word that was presented here last uh, commission meeting that we were here uh, in the compromise, and it seems like it has very much been done on both behalves. And, and what a testament that is to the leadership of all of those involved. And isn't that something to be proud of? So this wonderful product that's come about and coming before you here today, I respectfully ask that you consider all of the residents of Broward County, not just my beautiful city of Coconut Creek, but all of the other uh, 30 cities that are in the county, and let them decide how uh, they feel about it. So thank you. Thank, thank you again. Thank you. Uh, the next is Mayor Joy Cooper of Hollandale Beach, followed by Commissioner Patty Asaph from Hollywood. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Thank you, Mayor, and thank you all for working so hard on this issue. Um, we've come a long way, and in a compromise and, you know, gathering a term from the past of uh, a, a a battle, but it's it's a good battle because it's a democracy, and we need to work together. But I I didn't want to use that term, but I, I want to use it because I think it's very important. A lot of us have our principles, a lot of us have our ideals, and we are representative of our government and our people. I would suggest that do not fall on your own sword on this issue. Don't let maybe that one ten percent kill this issue. I want to make sure that you realize we have the power collectively to agree to this compromise and walk out all winners. And more importantly, Broward County residents can be winners. We collectively agree there's transit needs and we collectively agree there's infrastructure needs. We need to do this. That's what leaders do. Last, com last commission meeting was here at a young man. He sat through our commission meeting and he sat through your commission meeting. I said to him, I said, what did you learn today by this? And he loves politics. He goes, I really learned compromise. Collectively, you made an impression on a young high school student that knows that democracy can work. Not everybody's going to be happy. But we need to, as leaders, step up to the plate and realize this is the day. I thank you, Commissioner Wexler. I thank you, um, Commissioner Ryan and the mayors and all of you that support this. Let's get this done. 
I also need to talk about one or two facts. Sure. Facts. 80% on average city roads. I, as a small municipality, represent over 1,250 businesses that I can reach out to that get this, that get what it does to their economy and their bottom lines. So please, let's get this done. It is a good, good <clears throat> compromise. Thank you, and I encourage you all support putting this on the ballot because they're 100% right. This is about giving the voters the choice. So check your own personal principles and let the voters decide. Let's get this done today. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor Cooper. And the final speaker is Commissioner Patty Aseth from the City of Hollywood. Gee, you're the final place here. You are. <laughs> Good morning, uh, Mayor, Commissioners. You know, this is a very proud moment for myself, for our Broward League, and for our cities. You know, several years ago with the Broward League of Cities, we started a One Broward because we wanted to uh, connect, you know, cooperate, and, you know, be part of Broward County. And uh, Commissioner Sharif, you were there when we started this whole thing about it. And today represents that and accolades to uh, Commissioner Wexler because you came from cities. Most of you all came. A school board, sorry. Oh, well, school board, school's still there. Anyway, you came from somewhere here in Broward County. But now, when we started this, we, would, we talked about cooperation, collaboration, and communication. Now we need to also work on compromise. And what makes things great? It is like uh, a marriage. You can't always get it your way each time, but if you both look at each other, you'll put it together somewhere to make a great marriage. And that's what we're hoping to do here today. And please, listen to all of us. We really want to work with you. And it's a great day for Broward County and a one Broward. Thank you, Commissioner Asif. Well, now it's uh, back to the County Commission. And, um, oh, I'm very sorry. I forgot about that. Uh, Commissioner Sturmer, you may, uh, may speak again. Thank you. Mayor Sturmer. L let me just close with the following. In all of my years in public service, I don't think there's been an item before any County Commission where you've seen so many elected officials stand in the well of this chamber and consistently say the same message. Because as you know, there are times where not only does the county and the cities not agree, but the cities don't always agree. But what you've heard this morning is a unified, consistent position on behalf of our 1.8 million residents. We are the ones closest to the people. And we ask you, like I did earlier, to walk with us, to present this to them, and together educate them between now and November on why passing the related half-penny surtaxes are in their interest and to vote yes on both of them in November because when they both pass, we all win. If we don't do this, and there are two questions out there that are unrelated, can't tell you what will happen. No promises here on where cities may stand with regard to a county transportation ordinance. Be clear and put it out there. But again, nobody wants that to happen. You control whether this marriage happens. Thank you for your assistance this morning. Thank you very much, Mayor Sturmer, and thank you also for your hard work. Um, before we, uh, we come back to the dais, I feel it's important. I like to do this each time this issue comes up because there are many moving parts. I just want to quickly once before go through with the county attorney uh, just where we are and where we could possibly go. Uh, just please tell me if, if I'm wrong. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, right now, uh, the county commission voted to put its transportation surtax on the ballot. That currently is heading to the ballot, which is a 0.75% of one penny. 
the cities uh, representing 94% of the population have passed resolutions to put their infrastructure uh, tax on the ballot, which would be approximately a penny. That's going to the ballot. If nothing is done and nothing's repealed, both those will be on the ballot. And if both are passed, the sales tax would be increased uh, almost to eight cents. So it would be about 7.75 cents on every dollar, which would be the highest in the state. Today, uh, we have the opportunity to have a compromise. And if a compromise passes, just tell me if I'm wrong about this, the potential increase in the sales tax would be one penny. So instead of to 7.75, it would be seven. So to me, that seems like a tax decrease. With that said, let's, uh, <laughs> let's um, you know, <laughs> would you, aside from that last part, dude, it's true, hypothetical, aside from that last part, would you agree that that's pretty much where we are today? You've accurately described the status of where the commission is today. Thank you very much. Of course, of course. Uh, your mic. This county commission represents 100% of the residents in Broward County. We do, we do. I just wanted to make sure, because every time you say that, you say the cities represent 94%, and then you don't say that the counties represent 100%. So if I represented 6%, I, I think there should be less than nine of us. Well, if 94% of the people were not represented by you, we would not be in good shape. So there I'm glad go, that we have you. you know? <laughs> just making sure we keep you on track. So with that said, uh, let's um, now come to the county commission. And the way I've done this, I know everybody's going to want to speak. I'm just allowing people to speak as they've asked to speak, first come, first serve. And the first person that is asked to speak is Commissioner Ryan. So I'm going to let him kick it off, and then we'll just go around, around the queue. And I think... Okay, then Vice Mayor Sharif. I, I watched uh, all of my colleagues as... Um, comments were made by all the mayor's elected officials. I appreciate you all being here this morning. And it's important that we get um, all of the information out in a public forum. Um, compromise, compromise, compromise. Of course, that is the lifeblood of politics. And good policy is developed through compromise. So let's just turn the clock back and, and talk about how this whole initiative began. So um, maybe about two years ago, a discussion began here at the county commission about very pressing transportation needs. And we established priorities here at the County Commission with respect to a transportation tax and the necessity of relieving traffic congestion throughout Broward County. Um, initially, we came forward with a proposal from the county that was going to be a penny for a transportation tax and 75% was going to be uh, utilized by the county for regional transportation needs and 25% was going to be provided to the cities for local roadway and drainage projects. That proposal went through negotiations and compromise and ultimately there was a vote at the MPO for a 70-30 split of a transportation penny with 70% going to the county and 30% to the cities. Compromise. The next meeting of the MPO, there was a proposal to overturn the decision from the previous month and to vote on a proposal for a penny for infrastructure. And as the statute states, uh, the penny is divided, absent an interlocal agreement, 60% to the cities and 40% to the county. That particular proposal for the penny for infrastructure tax never came before the county commission. Never was there 
in this spirit of compromise, a discussion with the county commission. That was passed by the MPO on a vote, I think it was 22 to 4. The 22 representatives uh, from the cities on the MPO all voted for that penny infrastructure tax, and all the county commissioners in attendance voted no. And so then, without any further discussion with the county, that proposal was forwarded to the supervisor of elections, and now that's the city's proposal, one penny for infrastructure tax. I wouldn't call that compromise. So we came back to the county commission, and um, I said to my colleagues, do you think that's compromise? If not, what has happened to our transportation needs? And so we decided to pass a three-quarter penny transportation tax, but unlike the cities, it had a sunset period. It went for 20 years. And unlike the cities, it had an oversight board, an independent oversight board, because ultimately we don't make the decision, the voters make the decision on what is appropriate if they want to tax themselves. We didn't compromise because you had already made your move. And so at that point, we had two competing ballot initiatives. That's where we are now, because they're both up with the supervisor of elections. Now you talk about compromise. So there was a proposal of 70% of the funding would go to the county for the regional transportation needs. And this is not a number that comes out of the air. This is fact-based, and it was the subject of the discussion for hours at a meeting that we had yesterday, validating the cost of light rail, which is $60 million a mile for construction, and just the beginning stage of light rail in downtown Fort Lauderdale for a 2.8-mile stretch is $6 million a year operating. When you expand that to go to the airport and the convention center and to points out west, you can understand the increase, the geometric increase in not only capital cost, but in operations and maintenance. So let's talk about the facts and let's talk compromise. So we went forward and said, why don't we give more flexibility to the cities? Compromise. We will go ahead and offer a split of a transportation tax and an infrastructure tax because the cities said to us, we don't want to be bound by transportation only issues on spending the money. We have, we have important needs for infrastructure. This county understood it and this county said, we'll go ahead, we'll do a split. And at that point, in my negotiations with Mr. Sturmer and Mayor Sturmer, and I have been consistent, I have told him from the beginning, we cannot take light rail out to the western part of the county with a half a penny. The numbers don't work. I don't care how you prioritize it. We saw very clearly what the needs are and the interrelationship between our current mass transit system and the expansion of the system with multimodal uh, uh, transportation uh, purposes. So to do so, it was very clear that we had to have more than half a penny. So I went and, and compromised. I went to, to Mayor Sturmer and I said, well, what we'll do is we'll take the 70-30 split and we will give you, because you see, you'll get 60-40 on your infrastructure tax 
unless we do an ILA, because that's what the statute default position is. But I said, why don't we give you all of the, all of the infrastructure half penny for three years, and then for the balance of the period, and we were still discussing between 20, 25, and 30 years, then the county will, will have the, the balance of the funds. He said, it went back to the cities, they don't like it. All right, that was compromise number one. It was rejected. Compromise number two, let's extend the date to five years. No. Compromise number three, let's extend the date to 10 years so you can have the complete half penny for 10 years, and then because of the increasing operational and maintenance expenses for a robust public transit system, we must have more than half a penny in the out years. No. Compromise number four on an offer. Let's take it out to 15 years. That's what members you have before you right now. This is item number five, paren three. This is an ILA that says that for half of the 30-year period, the complete half penny goes to the cities for infrastructure. The other half penny for transportation for the regional transportation needs that we've discussed at length, whether it's enhanced bus service, uh, light rail, uh, uh, traffic light signalization, uh, regional roadway improvements, uh, improvements of school zones, complete streets, everything in the regional transportation plan. Everything that is in the plan of uh, Mobility 24, the MPO plan. Everything that you will find in the Florida Department of Transportation vision plan and, in, and Florida Department of Transportation five-year work plan. Everything that you'll find in the UNF's Department of Transportation plans for mobility in the coming decades. This is the plan of the county. It's not some vague plan. It has the numbers outlined. So compromise is compromise on the allocation. Not one time have the cities moved off their position that they wanted 50% for the entire term. The compromise that the cities have offered is let's have an oversight board. Well, of course you should have an oversight board because how can you get the citizens to vote for this if you don't have an oversight board? You don't have an oversight board in your penny uh, proposal for infrastructure tax, but it is certainly a good idea. How about having a sunset date? That was a compromise position, but you're moving to a position because you want to have the infrastructure question uh, voted on affirmatively, and that's why we want to join with you. We want to pass both of these together, but let's be serious about what compromise is. It's more than just a word. It's a compromise indeed, and this proposal to split the half penny 50-50, to split the penny 50-50 for the first 15 years is fair and understanding that we must address the number one priority for the average residents in this county, and that is sitting in your car, wasting hours in your car, burning gasoline, not having time to be home with your family, to help your kids with their homework and everything else that you want to do to get on work on time, not being able to do that. That is a frustration for the average resident that is the key to economic development of this region is a robust public transit system and mobility in this county. This is our priority which we have discussed and we have embraced time and time again. So members, I, when the vote comes, I urge you to accept the ILA with uh, the 50-50 split for the first 50, 15 years and a 70-30 allocation of the penny in the second uh, term from years 16 through 30. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Vice Mayor Sharif. Okay. All right, so I'm not gonna recap history. I think 
it's been done before and we've, we've, all, we've all been there. Um, the one thing that I wanna say about compromising is, um, I've been in support of compromise for many months now. And um, like I said before, we all represent our residents and we all need to um, make sure that we keep them in mind because no matter what comes out of this, no matter what split comes out of this, all of our residents are going to benefit, whether that's 50-50 uh, in favor of the county or 70-30 uh, in favor of the city, it doesn't matter to me. I think everybody is going to benefit from this. What um, I have been on the fence about the most with this is that we have come to a point where we are almost out of time. And I think we are out of time. I think that when you're gonna sell um, a surtax to the residents, you need time to spend explaining it. You're not going to be able to um, sell anything that we come to an agreement with, I don't think, in a, in a decent enough manner for people to understand it. So last night I was thinking about the, the best way that we could go about this. So whatever the compromise is, I think that we should consider placing this on the 2018 ballot and not the 2016 ballot. Now, I'm, that's just my opinion. We can still go through and put it on the 2016 ballot, but I just don't see us having enough time. Now, I'm, and I'm willing to do the 50-50. That's not, I'm not changing on that. I just don't think we have enough time to sell it. And I would be disingenuous if I sat up here and voted for it and didn't express um, my apprehension and my concern with it. I, oh, how are we gonna, I mean, we have to have a communication plan. We're gonna have to be able to put money toward advertising it. because so we, we need to come up with an advertising plan. We need to come up with an advertising budget. We need to figure out who's gonna pay that advertising budget, right? Well, we're not allowed to. Okay, so do, are they in agreement with paying 100% of the advertising budget for that? We're, it's good. It's, yeah, it's, um, when I was in the legislature, we passed a law that prohibited local governments from actively campaigning for okay. a ballot initiative. And here, so that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And so, and so, and so let me yeah. tell you, you think Absolutely. that we're going to be able to, as elected officials by word of mouth, tell enough people about this so that they can go out and vote for this and help us to pass this tax. Okay, well, so I, I just, you know what, Commissioner Wexler? Well, I have the floor, so can I please ask my questions? Because I have the floor right now. And I'm asking Commissioner Wexler to answer my question. You can answer my question, oh, okay, Commissioner sure. You told me I'm last, so I... Uh, no, you can answer Just writing it, it on my list. Okay, answer thank you. It. The cities are prepared to um, work with um, partners out there, business partners out there. We are all prohibited governments from right. getting out in front, but there are PACs that can be established um, in support of this effort. And there have been um, a, a number of folks out there, business leaders, that have expressed interest in assisting in moving this forward. Okay, so thank you. That's where dollars would come from. That's where the dollars would come from. May, may Commissioner, Mayor Sturmer address you as well? Yes, if you could ask. Sure, that. absolutely, Madam Vice Mayor. Mayor. In response to your question, the elected officials from every city are prepared to go out and educate their voters on why voting for this would be in their interest. So yes, 
you have the commitment from 150 local elected officials and would appreciate you, the eight of you joining us in the education campaign as to why this should pass in, no, in November. Mayor yes, Sturmer. Yes. The, I, the vehicle I, will be created I want to that. do that. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Right. Because I, I can go and talk to homeowners association meetings as well, the, but the, there's six or ten people there. Um, the, will, the biggest one we have is 30. I'm saying to you, yes. you need more than that to Understood. pass this. And it will be done. Okay. Right. You need mail and commercial money. So that that's my apprehension and that's my concern. And I wanted to address that today. Um, I've always been on the side of compromise. I, I think I've, I've been voting with you all for a while now and not getting any credit. I'm still the big bad county commission, I guess. You know, I don't get any credit for being good. I don't. I get bashed all the time, but that's okay. We get bashed as a body, so I accept that. Um, I love you. I, Okay, Marty. Um, <laughs> Mayor Ortiz, uh, Mayor Belvedere, and Mayor Cooper, I appreciate the fact that you have um, gone out there and really have done a great job at making sure that people understand that you do have county commissioners up here who are working with you. Um, I've heard it on the street. Um, some of the others, not so much, but I have heard it from your constituents. I actually, Mayor Ortiz, I, I ran into a guy from Grand Palms in um, the Longhorn Steakhouse, and he talked about that. I just want to say that if we move forward with anything, I heard um, someone say that this is going to represent a, a compromise and a changing of the um, interactions and the, and the way that cities feel about counties and counties, the counties feel about the cities. Um, they said the same thing when we did the garbage agreement, and that didn't change anything. And I'm saying to you that if you all really want this to um, look like we actually like each other, then stop the bad-mouthing on the street. And everybody, I'm serious. It, it has to stop because we come here and we work with each other, and I swear to you, if I walk out on the street, they look at me and say, the county hates the city and the, kid, the city hates the county. We are not gonna be able to sell something together if that doesn't stop. So I am asking you all, if we do this, let's stop it from this point on and let's go forward. I love you. I absolutely love you. Um, and, and so that, that, that is my ask today from you. I've already been compromising, but don't go out on the street and say the bad county commissioners don't have your best interests at heart. I don't want to hear another person say this county commission failed any residents, okay? I haven't failed anybody since I've been up here. I didn't get a chance to vote on the last time this was on the ballot. I wasn't even on the commission. So stop saying that. Um, and that's just my message to you all. Anything you ask for, you get from this county commission, um, even when it's like pulling teeth, like the garbage settlement, okay? So let's just put that, and, and let's put that in perspective and let's stop, okay? So um, that's what I have to say today. I'm willing to compromise. Um, Commissioner Wexler, uh, Commissioner Ryan, I think both of you have valid points. Um, Commissioner Wexler, if you've got the support of the cities, um, let's hear what, what you're bringing to the table and um, let's try to come up with something. All right, thank you. Thank you, Vice Mayor Shreve. Team Bean, Team Bean. Thank you, Mayor. Um, you know, each of us in our own capacity, whether we're a city leader or a county leader, we've got it, we've got an understanding of what the needs are of our of the places that we represent. 
And we're, in, this, in this point, we're going to have to figure out a way to put together a collective vision, put together all, all this together. I actually think this 50-50 plan does that in, in a very good way. Um, we're, we are charged with preparing for the future. That's what we have to do. We have to, we have to convince our, the people that we represent that that's exactly what we're doing, that we're preparing for the future. And that's, that's, we're going to have to do that showing a good plan. But first we have to, we need for this to pass. And so I look at this compromise, not so much just as a compromise, but as a strategy. It's, it's also a strategy. And part of that strategy means that all hands are on deck. Because it's going to take all of us to be able to articulate what those needs are, what that collective vision is, what those collective needs are. Um, I actually think that this, this compromise is a place where the whole is um, greater than the sum of its parts. And I say that because when, when we as a county commission have an idea for uh, need, the needs of transportation, I'm going to use the, I talked about this yesterday, but I'll do it again. Uh, for instance, if we wanted to do the FEC, if we wanted to do a passenger rail up and down the FEC, much like what Dade County is doing with their smart plan, priority, FEC coming all the way up, the sum of the parts is we can say we can do the maintenance and operations of that, but we need the cities, we need Hollywood, we need Hollandale, we need every stop, we need Fort Lauderdale to help on the infrastructure. We need them to help build the stations. That's infrastructure. So that's a place where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. We actually get more, if we're thinking that we're only getting 50%, don't think that way. That's not the way this is. We actually get more by working together and each one of us, by supporting those plans, we actually are getting much more than what we think we're getting. And that's a, that's a good selling point. I think citizens want to hear that. A collective plan is not going to be easy to put together. But, it, but that is going to be necessary for, for citizens to vote for this. And I think and I understand what Commissioner Sharif is saying with a limited amount of time, but there are plans that are out there that we really just have to kind of promote the, the big ticket parts and how, how it's going to work together. Cities have an easier job of it, I, I actually think. You can actually show, and, I, and I'm going to use Hollywood for example, our 30-year plan for paving. Everybody wants to know when their street's going to get paved. Everybody wants to know when their sidewalk's going to be going to get uh, fixed. That's part of transportation. And I understand that, and anybody coming from cities understand that, but we should all understand that because people, they're in cars, they're in bikes, they're on, they're walking, there are all kinds of ways that people get around. So though that, that lends itself to that. I'm, I don't think we should be asking for more than what this 50-50 is for, for, the, for the reasons I'm saying. I think, it's a, I think it's fair. When I hear 50-50, that sounds very fair to me. Uh, you know, that's like, okay, that is about as clear-cut a good compromise as you're going to get. And I'm going to support this. And I, and I strongly su suggest that we all support this and move forward. This is, this is a rare opportunity, and we need to grab it. We've all, I mean, I'm, uh, to see this many city officials out here ready to work toward a collective effort, that's a rare, this is rare. 
And we should all recognize how golden on an opportunity this is. And I'm going to say to Commissioner Ryan, but, I, but he's not in here. Right oh, he moved. <laughs> Commissioner Ryan, this is, a this is a chance to build a better Broward. Today I'm using his slogan on him. <laughs> I'm using his slogan for him. Uh, this is a chance to build a better Broward. This is going to do two things. It's going to promote economic development, which I think all of us understand, and it's going to increase quality of life, and I think that's what the, rep the citizens that we represent want to see. So I, I suggest that we pass this today in the 50-50 the proposal that has been put forth by the cities and by Commissioner Wexler and move forward. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Furr. Uh, the next on queue is Commissioner Dale Holness. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, Mayor Ryan said it's two years ago that we started a conversation. In fact, it's much longer than that. I've been here, this is my sixth year, and ever since I got here, we've been talking about transportation enhancement to ensure that we're growing the economy, that we're positioning ourselves to be a city that attracts economic development through large companies, helping our local community grow. But even go beyond that, 2006, we hear the conversation about. And, and, and Ms. Henry, in the 2006 plan, that was purely for transportation, am I correct? And what was the allocation for cities in that plan? Commissioner, as I recall, it was 10%. 10%. We've put, we've put forth a plan for our transportation needs for Broad County, a very comprehensive, robust plan. And that would have taken us 70.75 penny, 0.75% uh, of a penny, in order to fulfill. When we started this at the MPO, the only conversation we're having about this was about transportation, not infrastructure. Somehow, in the last year, infrastructure came in. And the conversation was we would go for infrastructure, but then the city came up with a plan, well, if the county doesn't put something on for transportation, we're going to put something on for infrastructure. Hoping that the county would put something on, and then that wouldn't go forward. Guess what? We're blindsided. I was. Because instead of seeking to ensure we have the transportation ta uh, surtax on, we had an infrastructure tax. Well, let's negotiate. Let's compromise. We put forth a plan. We said, well, we need 75%, a minimum. We negotiated down to 30%. We thought we had an agreement. Then none. We're going to put the surtax on. I was, I was shocked at the MPO meeting. 
It's all of our residents. And a huge need is for transportation. It is. My major issues with this is that it's a regressive tax. I mean, seniors on fixed income, low-income communities are going to be more adversely affected by this. Yet in everything I see, there's no real provisions to ensure that they be given the tools to ensure that they can get to where they need to go, whether it be to the doctor for the seniors, to work or to school for those who are in the workforce. It's not here. In fact, the MPO East-West Transit System Alignment, Central County, doesn't go central. It goes to Griffin Road, where there's no ridership. Not currently. Well, the idea is, well, we got some vacant land out there that will be developed. How about the people now? Who needs this transit system to get to work, to get to, to school, to get to the doctors? There was no compromise there on the part of the MPO to ensure that we're looking out for those people who needs it most. It's about the developers and, that vacant, and those vacant land so that they can be developed. Well, there, there's redevelopment opportunities also within the corridor where people are taking our transit system now. Oakland Park, 441. Broad Boulevard, Sunrise Boulevard. Far greater use than Griffin Road. We have the wave system, funded in great part by the CRA for Northwest Fort Lauderdale, which covers the Cistrunk area. Guess what? That transportation system is not going over there where most of the money comes from. 9% of the people in the area utilize transit system compared to 2% where it's being placed. How could I support something that doesn't provide for that? So that's my issue. Now, we got down to where I thought we're going to be at about 62.5% of this penny. Then I found out, no, that's not what it is. It's strictly a 50-50 deal. No compromise. Because at 62 at 62%, we can put some rail in, some transit system that really reaches the community that needs it the most. And on the issue of the whole penny, if it went to for infrastructure, county attorney, that's a 60-40 split, 40% to the the county and 60% to the cities. It is. And how about the 15% provision for economic development? Is there well, something in the statute that speaks to that? You're correct. Um, in our, our opinion, the 15% comes out of the total proceeds, and thereafter it's a 60-40 split okay. on only um, capital infrastructure. So if the penny passes that you have, you're not going to get 50-50. So, Commissioner, I should be clear. Yeah. The 15% um, is not part of the city's proposal. 
It would be a strict 60-40 split. I, I understand, but the statute allows for that 15%. The, uh, that 15% should be, can be designated for economic development. If the county passes that version, that's correct. That's correct. And, and, and that's basically the intent of the legislature. The city has put something different in place than what the legislative intent was in terms of that 15% uh, being put in place. So I'm not going to be able to support uh, a 50-50. I, I think that the proposal that Commissioner Ryan has come up with really stretches to the limit. And here's the other part of this. We have a solid plan, detailed, dollar for dollar, very accountable, with oversight. The cities, so five-year capital improvement plan. What happened year 10? What happened year 15? Uh, how is that? So... Yeah, again, I'm not able to to, to support a, a plan that, that doesn't make allocation to ensure that where needs are greatest, that is addressed. Thank you. Hey, guys, if we all speak in the audience, we're coming to your county commission to speak in there. So, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Commissioner LaMarca. Thank you, Mayor. Um, Commissioner Holmes, I voted with you at the MPO. That one year I was on the MPO, I voted with you to go down Broward Boulevard and State Road Seven, because that's I knew where the where the trap where the uh, ridership was. Um, I think I, I think most folks here know where I am on this issue, and not, it's not just based on sales tax issue, but uh, compromise has been has been the word of the day. Um, and compromise doesn't always mean it, it's a 50-50 deal and everybody gets half of where they're going. Um, it's kind of like whenever I'm around my good friend, Congresswoman Wexler, and I'm the only person on the other side of the aisle, she considers, I'm sorry, the other one, sorry, the uh, Frankel. That, that is considered, well, listen, I'm just saying, maybe, maybe that's your next option. So... 50-50 is not always the magic formula because it's considered when I walk into a room, that entire room has now become bipartisan. Um, <laughs> it, but, but I am supportive of a solution that's, that's going to make this move forward. Um, when we're looking at moving this forward now, I would say a few things. Um, we're all kidding ourselves, myself included, if we haven't uh, done a poll recently. We're kidding ourselves if we think we have name ID over 50% in our own cities. Um, where, where, we're, where we're looking at making this successful has been talked a little bit about. How are you going to advertise this? How are you going to market it? How are you going to get the ground game together? So the, 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 the one issue that I'm, I'm looking at, all right, here's this side. We have the cities and the county, which guess what, we all, we're all local government. We're all close to the people. I live next to, uh, you know, down the street from my city commissioner. The same people that I see walking my dog, he sees walking his dog, so we're all closest to the people. We're local government. The same can't be said about the folks who work in Tallahassee only for the simple reason that they, they go to work somewhere else. Um, the, the issue I'm looking at is, all right, what's the other side going to say? If we take the, if, if we were to take the 75 percent of one penny, and that passes by itself, that is a 12.5 percent sales tax increase. If the 50-50 passed, which is one cent or any variation of the other one cent proposal, 
It's a 17% sales tax increase. If the one cent and the 75% of one cent passes, that's a 29% sales tax increase. As the mayor said, that is that would make us the highest by, I believe, 25% uh, of a penny. I believe some cities that in the state of Florida that are seven and a half cents. Um, so I want to look. I want to look at where. So where are we with this, the possibility of this, this succeeding? I want to go back to a, a couple of issues, and I want to thank uh, one one particular city that I represent. That's 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 here. Not the city where I live. I don't believe there's anybody here from the city where I live. Um, but the city right next door, which considers us their northern uh, portion of their city, uh, is here. And when we had the very difficult conversation about 911. Um, I made a very difficult decision to vote against it. Not public safety, not communications, not consolidated communications. Um, that may have been what you heard or read the following campaign, but it was about, it was about fairness and fiscal equity. Um, and that city that had a former communications center in their city uh, cut their taxes to, to make up the difference. Um, they also just went on to announce their budget, they're going to be cutting taxes to their residents this year. Uh, and I think we all know that's the city of Pompano Beach. So I appreciate that working together. And that's what I'd love to be able to see with the other seven cities that I represent. Um, this board agreed yesterday to cut a portion of the property tax uh, millage rate, ultimately in really cutting a, a portion of the of the increase. So I guess that's tomorrow that's cutting taxes. but. Um, <laughs> But we ultimately, we will be cutting a portion of the Broward County Board of County Commissioners millage rate uh, to, to keep the average homesteaded property value uh, with no increase. So I think that's, that's where we need to be. U ultimately, we're looking at, and Commissioner Holness highlighted, we're looking at people in, this, in, in our communities that are, that are varied. Um, some cities are, are not very, uh, are not so much varied in their, in their uh, demographics, such as financial. Um, and some have everything in between. Uh, certainly the cities that I represent, for example, Fort Lauderdale, Pompano Beach, Deerfield Beach, have, have uh, varying income levels, and we need to make sure that we're always thinking about both ends of the spectrum. Um, I agree with Commissioner Sharif, and that's, you know, that is her, her vision of how is this going to pass, right? So I got elected twice in a district that was about minus 9 or 10% in registration. Um, I don't look at that. I look at the folks and the issues, and that's how we that's how we move forward together. But this is the first time in 24 years that that happened in Broward County. Um, but that but that wasn't a campaign that was fought in four months. This is a campaign. If you're if you're thinking any different, and you're kidding yourself. It's a marketing campaign. It is an advertising campaign, and quite honestly, it is a down in down in the trenches ground game. And I believe pl placing this on the ballot jeopardizes. A 2018 campaign from succeeding. My proposal proposal would be this, and I'll tell you the other issue I have before I go to that, is that what we did yesterday wasn't wasn't to make a big difference in people's pocketbooks. It was to build a little bit, go back to building a little bit of trust in in people and why they why they may have distrust in their in their public servants or in government. And we all know it's not us. It's kind of like Congress. 92% of people are, are disapproved of Congress, but probably closer to 100% like their member of Congress, right? Mayor, everybody loves you, but maybe they're not real happy with the city commission at times or the, or the county commission. 
There's a reason why there is a person with absolutely zero political experience waiting to go on stage in Cleveland, Ohio, to represent one of the two major political parties. There's a reason why somebody who isn't even a registered member of the other party was giving a long-term member of that party fits all the way up through now. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, Bernie, Bernie Sanders is an independent. Um, the, the reality is people have a distrust in government as a whole. And I, like I said, they may look at us and we're, we're individuals who are their neighbors, we're very close to them, they may trust us. But what we need to do is build on the idea that we'll go back to you and we'll say, all right, how do you think this is working? Now, especially with the city's plan, I understand and I can, I can cede a little bit of uh, agreement to the county that if we're going to put rail system out there, you've got to bond it over 30 years, and you've got to do this, you've got to do that. But the infrastructure projects, if you'd be willing to go back and say, well, we want, we want to allow the voters to let us know if we're doing a good job in 10 years or every 10 years, you're, you're doing projects that aren't, th they're not 30-year projects. They are smaller projects, uh, you're, for the most part, and if, some, if, if you were able to do 10 years worth of projects, prove, your, prove, prove what you're doing, and the same thing goes for us outside of the rail. Um, prove that what you're doing is working and allow them to vote on it, just like Children's Services Council, which passed with almost three-quarters of the vote. Um, I would be supportive. The other thing I don't see in the room here is I don't see chambers, business owners, Broward Workshop, uh, the exec associations, the different members of the private sector that would be, because if you don't have them on your side or we don't have them on our side collectively, it didn't pass them. It's 2006 all over again. Um, the reality is this has to be on both sides. Um, what I would say is we, we need to allow the voters the ability to say, you're doing a good job, maybe you're not doing a good job, and it can't be 30 years. 30 years, as I mentioned yesterday, my wife and I have been married 21 years. We don't have children, but we could, we could produce a child, and that child could have a child, and I'd be a grandparent by the time this gets reauthorized. That's, that's not trusting the voters. That's, if we get them to vote for it, we're good to go. So I am on board for what Barbara, Barbara mentioned. Set up a plan where we spend the entire next 365 days agreeing with what we're going to do, and that's a compromise. It's not going to be everything we want. It's not going to be everything you want. And spend the, the year of 2018 campaigning to, to make it happen because unless I see somewhere where we're going to go down to 10 years and allow people to vote up or down whether they want to continue to do this, I can't support it. Well, I think we can all agree, Chip, that your wife is a saint. Um, but with that said, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> just, it's true. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak now, and then Commissioner Bogan, and then Commissioner Wexter will be the last to speak. And then after that, I think we should start taking votes on different things. Um, well, I'll tell you my thoughts. You know, this has been a uh, pretty rough issue for me from the beginning. And the reason being is because I've always resisted supporting any proposed increases in the sales tax. I was... Looking back at my legislative record, and I think I opposed just about every single one, and I've tried to oppose it here too because I truly believe that increases in the sales tax are most difficult on folks to have the least. They are, as Commissioner Holden has said, a very regressive tax. Uh, folks that don't have a whole lot of money and seniors living on fixed incomes, every single dime they have or that they make they tend to spend to live. And 
anytime you increase the sales tax, it's most difficult on those folks. Now, regardless how I feel about this issue, and by the way, I want to thank all the folks in the cities, all the mayors, all the commissioners, Commissioner Wexler, Commissioner Ryan, everybody that put, uh, Commissioner Sturmer especially, uh, every, Mayor Sturmer, I keep calling you that, you know, I keep demoting you, I'm sorry about that, and you do a great job as the mayor of Weston. Um, everybody has done a wonderful job on this issue, You've worked very hard, and uh, I'm incredibly impressed uh, by the work that's been put in. And for me, I almost feel like I'm between a rock and a hard place because I've been trying to reason this out and I pretty much stayed up all night thinking about this. You know, right now, as we said before, you have two proposals that are on the ballot. If we do nothing today, those are going to be on the ballot. And as Commissioner LaMarcus said, you have the counties, uh, 0.75 of 1%, and you have the cities, 1%. If both of them pass, the sales tax goes from 6, per, six cents to 7.75 cents the highest increase in the state, the highest in the state, and that would be a 29% increase. And so for me, if that passed, that would be especially detrimental to low-income folks and to seniors living on fixed incomes because that's a very, very big jump and something that I just can't stomach. And for me, uh, what we have now, it seems to be a compromise between the cities and the county. I know that both... Commissioner Wexler and Commissioner Ryan have proposals that are before us. And if either of those pass, I, I would expect, especially if Commissioner Wexler's passes, because I don't think I got a commitment from the folks out there that if Commissioner Ryan's passes, that you would pull yours from the ballot. Is that the case? I, need to know, I actually need to know that. You are correct. Okay, thank you. So if... And, and just so you are aware, there are meetings scheduled starting this afternoon through Friday representing more than 70% of the population in Broward to take up the ILA that passes today, presumptively mm -hmm. Commissioner Wexler's. Okay. I cannot tell you what will happen should Commissioner Ryan's, there may be inaction with regard to that item. Great. Well, thank you. And I um, can't guarantee it, but that's my belief. I, I understand. And that's where I'm kind of coming from. And I want to say, Commissioner Ryan, I think you've done a very good job. Um, but for me, I just cannot stomach anything on the ballot that could increase the sales tax more than a penny. I'm not even happy with a penny, but more than that would be not just detrimental to our residents that live here, but to our tourism industry and others. And so for myself, uh, and I'm just one vote, uh, I'm willing today to support Commissioner Wexler's compromise uh, language. Um, and the reason being, though, the reason being is not because I agree with the policy, and it's not because I think we should have a sales tax increase. It's because I would like to help fix what's currently on the ballot uh, so that our residents um, can have the chance of voting for one specific thing. And I do have to say this. I think it's important that we vote for compromise because I also think it's a big disservice to our residents if we have two, com two proposals on there that could increase the sales tax almost eight cents. And so that's where I'm coming from today. Uh, and so with that said, I want to thank everybody for being here. Commissioner Bogan, you are up, my good man. You know, I don't feel good. I'm going to go back. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we used to call that taking a walk in the legislature. You know? It's okay. We'll get the Fort Lauderdale police to stop yeah. you because they're from the city. <laughs> you know, I'm going to start off by saying uh, Mayor Sturmer is such a cheap SOB, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> He proposes with no ring. There's not no ring, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this has been tough for me. I've uh, been very consistent 
since day one, said I'm really opposed to raising taxes. I, I campaigned on, um, against raising taxes. So I've been voting against this all, throughout this time, on not on the on the issue of the financial issue, but more on just on on my own pledge not to raise taxes. And the only reason I, I voted for this last time was on the on the suggestion, well, let the voters decide, and uh, let's move this forward and let the voters, Mark, you're not uh, going to raise taxes, we'll let the voters decide. And so, really, everything that comes down to it, comes down to it, this is a deal, right? I've been a lawyer for 33 years, we're trying to make a deal. But a deal has to be good for both sides, right? A deal has to work for you, the cities, and a deal has to work for the county, right? If it doesn't work for one of the other parties, it shouldn't go through. So most of you were not at the MPO a couple months ago when all the city representatives and the county agreed to a 70-30 deal. They, everybody agreed to a deal. And then subsequent, there was another meeting and the cities rescinded because the deal wasn't good for them. And I respect, you gotta only do what's good for your city. And so this is a this is all about does the deal work for everybody? And in the past couple days, I've gotten phone calls. Mark, come on, this is good for the cities. The cities need this. Vote with the cities. But the only problem is, is I, I'm elected as a county commissioner. My job is a county commissioner. If I'm sitting with the city of Coconut Creek, the great mayor of Belvedere, or any of the other cities, Margate and Pompano, and anybody else, I, I'm gonna fight for the city. But my job, I think our job, is to fight for the county and the county needs. So this deal has to be good for both parties. So the question comes down to very simple. It's a very simple question. Does the money that the county is getting Will that allow us to do a robust transportation system? It's that simple in my mind. Will it or won't it? Because you can't take some money, as Commissioner Wexler proposed, some is better than none. Usually I would agree with that. But you can't take some money and tell the voters, we're gonna be doing a robust rail and bus and lie to the voters. Okay, we cannot lie to the voters and we gotta be honest with our, our voters. And so are we gonna be able to get enough money to do our job, and my job as a county commissioner, I believe our job as county commissioners is to focus on a robust transportation system. And yesterday at the workshop, which I even asked for, the county's numbers were that the 50% would not allow us to do a robust rail or transportation system. Now I understand the deal's good for the cities, but if you are now an elected county commissioner, isn't your job to do the functions on behalf of the county. And so I sit here wanting to help the cities. I do, I wanna help the cities. I live in, out in cities, and, and, but my job here is very, I think we need to look at our job. And as I sit here today, right now, what we looked at yesterday in the workshop where Mayor Sturmer was there, this, we've been presented that the money that we would get would not allow us to do a rail and bus transportation system that we would be representing to the people of Broward County. So I don't understand, you know, I don't understand how we can agree to something when the deal isn't good for our side. I mean, it's a deal, it, we gotta cut a deal that's good for everybody. 
And not one person who called me or talked to me said, hey, Mark, is, is this going to be good for the county? What do we need to do to help the county? Not one person out there is talking about the county's needs. It's all about one side, and, and I'm kind of troubled with that, and I'm sitting here wanting to vote with the cities. I really do. I, wanna, I fought for Coconut Creek when we were together with waste management. I, I want to be an advocate, but I, I don't see how I can do my job properly and be honest with the voters if, the 50, if we're being informed by the county staff that 50% will not allow us to do, that half penny will not allow us to do a robust transportation system, it won't accomplish our goal. So um, that's where I am right now. And um, yeah, you know, I, I also wanted to see you know, why is this, what, we're coming down to the wire here and um, there's no time, as Commissioner Sharif said, there's no time. But, uh, you know, we, we spoke to Dr. Snipes today, and she said she's willing to extend this out to the second week of July. I don't know if that makes a difference. I was told it won't make a difference. It will make a difference. But uh, I, if, if a half a penny, a quarter a penny, an eighth a penny, if it will accomplish our, our robust transportation goals, I'm for it. If it won't, i got to be, as a county commissioner, against it. So, uh, our, uh, so that's where I'm at right now. I, I am... Uh, you know, I need, as a county commissioner, to have sufficient funds to do our job, and that's where I'm at. Thank you, Commissioner Bogan. Uh, the final uh, person, it would be Commissioner Wexler. You want to speak? Thank you. Absolutely. Um, I want to address a few things, and I particularly want to speak to you, Commissioner Bogan, because we don't get the opportunity except here. Probably the biggest difference between your leadership and my leadership is not just history and experience, but believing whatever it is that's put in front of you. And I typically don't believe what's put in front of me. And I ask, like those from Missouri, to show me. And some old timers here know exactly what I mean. The, the young plate. kids don't know what I mean. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> but the reality is, is that this. What we saw yesterday was a wish list. It was a plan. You heard Commissioner Holness talk about east-west. That's not even on the radar screen. The, the pictures that were shown to us yesterday, it's not even there. The, it, it, the, the reality is of hundreds of new buses that so many of them would be coming through federal match funds. You know, bringing up the whole story, not just what they want, is, is really our job to get to the bottom of. I look at the $155 million a year that would be generated through just a half a penny. That ain't chump change. That's really a lot of money annually, annually, that's beyond the 13% floor that is part of that ILA that we worked, we worked really hard last Thursday with the cities to get the right language with their attorneys, with Mayor Sturmer, to get the right language so that there was almost a guarantee. And a, you, you were in and out of the room, but 
course. Ask me questions. Ask him questions. Ask Drew sure, questions. Sure. So, so why are you talking also to Commissioner Ryan's also? His position is that we need seven-tenths to accomplish our goals. It's not just me. I mean, uh, I, you know, why aren't we addressing whether – so the issue comes down to very simple. It's very simple. Do we need – will – Five tenths now. Five tenths accomplish your goal. Commissioner Fur says it's fair. I, I don't think this is an issue of being fair. I think the issue is, can we do our job? Yes or no. I'm going to be so bluntly honest, and it's probably going to be the nail in my casket. But I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to give you politics right now. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. So we had all of this that went on with the MPO. Ah, I hate you. I hate you. Blah 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 blah. Right. Okay, many of you are on the MPO. So that, that occurred. That's the reality that happened. They, they, there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of frustration. They voted on what they voted, and they went ahead with the infrastructure, they being city elected officials. Okay, I know you were. I wasn't, but I spent six years there, so I know exactly how and the behavior. And you know what? You all described it to us. So... I can feel what happened. Commissioner Ryan brought forward the three quarters of a penny. We all, well, most of us, I don't know if it was unanimous, Tim, or not, it but it was most of us, including myself, voted for it. Do you know why? You know why? Because I wanted your attention. Guess what? We got it. Did we get it? All right. So sometimes in the art of negotiation, in this, to get to a place where you want to be of compromise, Commissioner Bogan, you've got to push the envelope. And that's why I supported what Commissioner Ryan brought forward that Tuesday in order to push that envelope to get their attention. So, so your original strategy. support of three quarters of a penny was not, was not sincere, you what bet. you're saying? You bet. It was not sincere. You bet it was not sincere. And Quite frankly, at the appropriate time today, I, depending on what happens, we'll see what happens with that conversation. But I wanted to bring you... You'll see. I have an, an item to submit, potentially. But I, I'm going to be hopeful. I'm going to be hopeful. My, my reality is, is that there are so many moving parts in the political piece of this. So that's what... The MPO did. That's what the cities did. This is what the county commission did. It Commissioner Wexler, it, it, it's all BS. It comes down to one thing. All these moving parts, all it matters is can we're doing this only for one reason, and correct me if I'm wrong. We're putting on the county, I'm not talking about the city, the county is putting on a tax and asking the voters to put on a tax so we can accomplish traffic. Uh, traffic issues, so we can solve traffic problems and the traffic congestion. Isn't that correct? Is it correct that that's it, it, why we're doing this tax? Real fast, if it's okay, um, I prefer not to have a back and forth up here at this time. No, Commissioner Bogan, if, no, if, Lois asked, if, if Commissioner Wexler asks you a question, then please, but she has the floor, so let her please have the floor. If she, if she would like I, to ask you a question, she can, I, but it's her floor, but I would appreciate, I, I, I would I appreciate not I, having a back and forth. She's fine. I don't have a problem with the debate and the back and forth. However, I, I, I do have my, I was explaining how we got here and correcting a couple of statements that you had made and what Commissioner Holness had made regarding the plans, the rail plans, and the fact that 
your non-support of the compromise proposal is because of the county's needs and what staff said yesterday. What staff said yesterday made me even more convinced of supporting a compromise today. And the information that they gave us yesterday convinced me even more that a plan should be a living document. It should be flexible and could and should be adjusted accordingly. So let's now fast forward to right now. We've got these, these things that have already been sent to the supervisor. If the infrastructure question that the cities propose put, would be putting on the ballot, if that moves forward, if we don't support some kind of a compromise here today, then what that winds up being is 40% for infrastructure only for the county. That gets you nowhere with that plan. Nowhere with that plan because you can't use it for operations and maintenance. You can't use it for that. The state law prohibits that. So that would be disastrous for us. That's part of why I'm working so hard to support some kind of a compromise. That would be bad for all of us. I support moving forward. I heard Commissioner Sh Vice Mayor Sharif and, and, and yourself talk about let's wait until 2018. You know what? I, hate, I, I supported yesterday rolling back the millage so that it didn't in increase and that, and that we, we held people flat that had homestead exemption. Because I am a cheapskate, because I really am very fiscally conservative, but I really believe that, and I believe in them, and I believe in their ability to get out there and sell, and I believe in a, that a pack will be created, and I believe that, and let the public have an opportunity. And by the way, when we, in our great wisdom and the leadership of the Broward Workshop 10 years ago, 2006, and I was here then, actually um, put a ballot question out there, and I voted no for that to go forward, by the way, along with two others of my colleagues up here at that time. And guess what? It had lots and lots of business money behind it and two years' worth of planning behind it, and it failed. 61% voted no. How do you like them apples? So for me, I... I don't know how to try something else. Working hand in hand with my partners, the cities, is a breath of fresh air. It should all give us a positive opportunity to possibly sell something because if the infrastructure one does pass, that would be really bad for us as county commissioners and for county government. So may he respond or the mayor, I, I, I don't, I, I don't have a problem it, with, with if the mayor, the purpose I thought of this sure. is to have a discussion, right? So you'll allow us no, to have a discussion. You no, know, actually, the, the only thing is once that happens and everybody starts jumping in and it gets on, it, it, it's hard to control. But since Commissioner Wexler did She's, ask you a question and ask you to respond, of course you can. And then well, Commissioner Furr is also on the if, queue as well. If you don't mind, you know, we as a board entrusted Commissioner Ryan to negotiate on our behalf. For, and, and I'd like to bring him into this conversation. I'd like to ask Commissioner Ryan to state, you, 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 you've stated at the beginning, you've stated why, why the county needs 
X versus Y. And then if I can, wait, if I can let me, let me just say thing. this: if, if you if you pose the question to me, Commissioner Wexler has the floor. Commissioner Wexler, do you yield for me to respond? Well, can I actually let me let me actually, let me take control of this real fast? Listen no. to me for a second. No, it's uh, no, let, me, yeah. okay. let me uh, let me just jump in this real fast. Here's the thing: they, these I think are going to be appropriate discussions when we take up these amendments. Uh, Commissioner Furr still wanted to speak on where we are right now. I, if, I, I as soon as he's sitting there, right? <laughs> let's let's do it this way. When Posing a question oh, okay. to him at all. Okay, so He's let's, posing a the, question to me. Then here's what we're going to do. Commissioner Wexler is going to finish up. Then Commissioner Furr is going to speak. And then we're going to discuss the amendments. And then uh, that's when I think it's the appropriate time for these to come up. So, Commissioner Wexler, uh, please continue. I, I, I want to talk about compromise because it was mentioned here um, this morning. And it was identified that the cities were not in the spirit of compromise. I wrote down a few notes regarding compromise and what and where we were and where we came to. The cities were at one cent for infrastructure. We're now at a half a cent. The cities were at a floor of 10%. We're now at 13%. Required, required. But most important, and you heard this last week, and it, I didn't pull it out of the sky. But I drew a line in the sand with my friend, Mayor Sturmer. And it was the following, that they be hooked together, which the ballot language is. And, he st and I didn't know what his answer was. I had no idea until last week when he stood in front of us at the end of the conversation and said, we will go along with that. So how much more compromise do we want? Coming to consensus means everyone gives and everybody actually leaves the table unhappy. But it's a deal that we can all live with. That's the point. I support this. I hope that you will be able to support the 50-50 compromise as having been negotiated in good faith and not brought forward this morning, first a five-year, then a 10-year, and now a 15-year proposal regarding moving us in another direction on this interlocal agreement. Thanks. Commissioner Furr. Thank you. Um, and thank you for what you were just saying there. Infrastructure by itself, I do not think is a good idea because there's no way that we can leverage um, federal funds, all those kind of things that we need to be able to make a, a good transportation system. I'm not, I wasn't just saying that it was fair, the 50-50, just, just because it sounds fair. The fact is, it's necessary. It's absolutely necessary to have those two components. And, and let me give you a good example. If you're trying to build electro, uh, electric charging stations, this county needs an entire network. It needs one in every city. It needs one all over the place. So you start to be able to, to move forward into into the future, that that's infrastructure, and we should. And but what it requires is leadership on our part, saying, "Here's what a good transportation network looks like. Here's how you help us build it." That's what it comes down to. We have not put forth as good a plan as we need for them to know exactly what to build on. But that's forthcoming, and that's where that's our job. It's our job to say, you know what, we need that FEC all the way down, and we need stations everywhere. And if Hollandale says they have a log jam on Holland W. Boulevard, 
And then they're going to need signalization. Signalization is the infrastructure. That's not just transportation. There are places where those two work together absolutely. So thinking that we're, that it's, that we're losing out is not. We're absolutely gaining by being able to build, build with each other what that overall plan is. It also allows cities to, to do the other things they need. But the, to, and the other part is 10, 15 years, we don't know what's going to happen. And when I look at the possibilities of autonomous cars and various things, we can't plan that far ahead. And, and we, you know, we know what's in front of us a little bit. But there's a lot of things that are going to be changing. And we don't know what infrastructure is going to be needed, nor do we know exactly what transportation networks are going to be needed. We, we should not let more than these two things go on the ballot. Because we, cannot, we will not have a transportation system that we need. If it only goes infrastructure, that's not good. Because then, if you want to do FEC, there's no maintenance and operation. You want to do a, a, a better bus service east-west, don't, we don't have the maintenance and operation money to do it. You have to have the two to do it. You have to have a split. You've got to have those two support each other. And we've got to be able to, and it comes down to coordination, a comprehensive plan, and coordination between us all so that we make this work. To think that one, that one, one or the other is going to, if either one of them go forward by themselves, it doesn't work as well. If the infrastructure goes by itself, you lose out all this stuff. If transportation goes by itself, the fact is we won't have the support of 150 people trying to pass it. It doesn't make sense. The only one that makes sense is the plan that's in front of us that allows us to, to work together comprehensively co with coordination, that allows us to build a good transportation system together and, and, and move this county forward. Thank you. Thank you. Now, with that said, I'm going to go to the county attorney. Uh, Ms. Coffey, there are three different items on today's agenda. There are a number of amendments. Uh, do you recommend we take the ILA up first, or, or should we take uh, agenda item four up first? What would be the best manner of us proceeding? If you take item four up first, um, you are unilaterally voting to decrease the 0.75% contingent on reaching an interlocal agreement. So you're essentially okay. just postponing decision of the ILA. In, in my view, you might as well take up the ILA first, so we'll, but it's at your discretion. Okay. So we'll take up item number five first, the ILA. Now, the ILA was sponsored by Commissioner Wexler. So I'm going to give Commissioner Wexler the floor to make a motion or to whatever you'd like to do. There is. There are. There are also. There are. are there an amendments. It, Commissioner Ryan has right. an amendment as well. So I guess what right, we're going to do now is to ask for amendments. Yes, okay. Of course. All right. So let me just. Um, I, I just to, to summarize. We're on item number five. The Wexler ILA is the 50/50 um, split of the penny for a 30-year period. The amendment that I have sponsored, which is item five, paren three. You'll find it in your backup with the, uh, it's got a yellow cover sheet and additional material for this morning's meeting. The only difference between the interlocal agreement that had been drafted after negotiations with Mayor Sturmer representing the interests of the cities is that the funding formula in the ILA that I am sponsoring has a 50-50 split of the penny for years one through 15. And then 
in years 16 through 30, the split is the infrastructure half penny is 60% to the cities and 40% to the county. The transportation funding remains at one half penny for county regional transportation needs. There are two other changes that you'll find in my um, version of the interlocal agreement. The 60% uh, requirement or limitation on the amount that both the county and the city can bond on the revenue flow has been removed to allow greater flexibility for the cities if they wish to, to seek bonding at a level higher than 60% of the estimated revenue flow. The other revision that you'll find in the ILA that I'm sponsoring is a removal during the second half of the 30-year term from years 16 through 30, removes the 13% transportation uh, uh, mobility requirement for the city. So the portion of the half penny that the cities receive in years 16 through 30 does not is not encumbered or is it not tied into spending any portion of it on transportation? So um, if, if Mayor, oh, excuse me, you were Mayor Wexler, but if, if Commissioner Wexler wishes to move her motion first, her ILA, I will yield to you. If you wish for me to, to move my version of the ILA first, I'll make the motion. Okay. Sure. All right, so mine's, mine's a substitute. So um, Mayor, I move the interlocal agreement as described, and uh, it's identified as item five, print three. Is there a second? I'll second it. There's been a motion and a second. Is there discussion? Yes, I'd like some discussion. Commissioner Bogan. Um, I'd like to ask uh, Commissioner Ryan, why don't you just summarize exactly what you're trying to do here? I, thank you, Commissioner. We had a discussion about, about what are going to be the future transportation needs in Broward County. We, we looked at where our revenue flow is currently with respect to funding our public transit system. We had uh, clear indications that the uh, revenue flow from the gas tax has remained flat, that there is a sixth penny gas tax that is coming up for renewal the end of 2018 that is quite likely to reduce the revenue flow. The expenses to operate our transit system have increased and we are below the national average in the number of buses on the road per capita. There is significant needs for improvements in our transit system. None of this occurs without significant cost. If we build out light rail, we have to be able to show the federal government in order to receive funding for capital costs for light rail, which I mentioned earlier, is approximately $60 million per mile to build out, and then significant uh, operations and maintenance expenses. In order to do that, the federal government requires that you demonstrate, the county demonstrates, that its public transit system is operating and has the financial capacity to continue to operate under the current needs and the anticipated greater needs and, and capacity of public transit, which is tied into the rail. So as you run a light rail line, then there's increased need for uh, bus service to access to and from the rail line. So based upon that, based upon the figures 
that were provided by staff, none of which were contested with respect to their accuracy, it was very clear that we cannot take rail beyond a small range within Fort Lauderdale without additional funding for operations and maintenance, which can be accomplished in the second half of the 30-year term. It, it takes a lot of time to build out rail. It would be probably 10 years before we would get it out to the west. But we would then, with that revenue flow, we could demonstrate to the federal government that we have the capacity to operate, and thereby we would draw down significant, uh, significant amounts of federal funding that would allow us to build truly a world-class public transit, transportation system. Commissioner Bogan, are, do you have any, anything further? Yeah, I, I uh, you're, um, I, Sorry, I, I, Commissioner Wexler would like to probably respond to that. I'd like to hear what she has to say. Okay, uh, Commissioner Wexler. Commissioner Bogan has the floor, so he. Yes. Absolutely. Yielding to me. Okay. Commissioner Wexler. Um, pretty much what we just heard from Commissioner Ryan is what staff said yesterday. So I'm not going to reiterate the fact that a plan is a plan. $155 million is the floor of what this Board of County Commissioners would be receiving. It would go up significantly year after year. The cities have stood before us today and said they will not support that motion. They will not support the 15-year I, I can't, you know what, you're asking me why? Why? Everyone worked on, because it came out last night, because it came out this morning, because it's a moving target, Commissioner Bogan, that's why. The spirit of compromise is flawed here. You have a proposal, you move it forward, you negotiate in good faith, and you try to come to compromise. That's what honorable people do. They don't keep moving the goalpost, boom, 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 as you get closer and closer and closer. And that's what I feel that we are in that, we're there today. We are in that goalpost. Last night got moved from, oh, gee, 10% didn't fly, let me try for 15. That's, that, that, that's terrible. And that's why. Why? So I, I, I just, I, I, it's, it's not, it's not, we're, we're not, I don't believe, in a good place with that. Um, I know that Commissioner Ryan, with all of his heart, believes that our infrastructure needs, excuse me, our transit needs are what our transit needs are. I just believe that we work to get half a loaf because that's better than none. And that's how I believe we should move forward here, Commissioner. So if you've posed that question to me, I've answered why. Commissioner Bogan, you still have the Yeah, you know, you, you talk about compromise. There was a 70-30 deal. I sat there with Tim Ryan, with Dale Holness, and Barbara Sharif, and the city representatives at one point agreed. They then came back and rescinded it. They then decided they want to do an infrastructure. This is not my opinion. This is a facts what happened. Okay? Then they decided maybe that won't pass, so let's do a deal with the county now of 
And, um, and, and so I don't really see where's the, you know, I've been negotiating for many years. Where's the compromise? Um, it's 50, 50. I see that Tim said, well, we need maybe some more money. How about three years? No, five years? No, 10 years? No, no, no. I don't see where the, where the compromise is being made by anybody. I, so you, so I'd love you to, 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 where's the compromise being made by the cities and the county? I'd love to hear about that. Well, I have to tell you, what we should do is um, it, we should vote, but I think we need every county commissioner on the dais for this vote. Well, so why why do you want gonna, to cut off discussion? What's it? <laughs> I'm not cut off discussion. I, I, what's okay. it? No, eventually we, we can we – can, look, I will let everybody speak as long as they want. I just think that we've, we've spoken about this over and over and over yesterday, today, and I'm happy to keep on going. So if you all would like to continue speaking, I'll gladly allow that to Mayor, occur. I will. We know what, uh, Commissioner Fur, you had a couple things you wanted to say, and then I'll go, uh, go see if we can get Barbara. I'm looking at the implementation plan right now for the 2016 to 25. That's our plan. On that plan are so many things that have to do with infrastructure park and ride lots, transit and intermodal centers, pedestrian, complete streets, downtown multimodal center. This is, they, all these things are infrastructure. All of these things can be, can be with a plan that we work together can be done. It, the, the rail is not even on this plan. And, you're, and, and it's, I mean, it's, it's got modern streetcar expansion of the wave, but it doesn't have, the, the, our plan doesn't even have going out west. So you're, you're asking to find them, it's a plan. This is a plan. Most of it, a good part of it is infrastructure. And, and so it's not nothing's I'm cooked. Not, nothing's cooked right. Yeah, I don't understand so, I mean, why you would be even for so if, if the details aren't there. How can you support anything? No, the details are for the combination of, of both the infrastructure and, and enhanced bus routes. That's what's here. That's what I'm looking at right now. And, and those parts that are here, the 50 50 can fund. It does fund it. What's not on here, and I've said this before. Is, is something that is, is as important as the FEC, where it doesn't require as much infrastructure because those tracks are being built, but it does require M&O, O&M. And it does require those stations to be built. Those are the kind of things that need to be added to this that both, that requires the county, county support and municipality support. But if you look at this by itself, what we are proposing here, this we can accomplish this with what we have in front of us. But there is no plan on here right now for rapid re -rail, re, you know, rail going out west, and it's not on here. But remember, you're stuck with that for 30 years. Are no, we going to no, be able to do not, rail not, for no? With because that? this is a this beam. Is if it's okay, I think I, you know. I, I, you know what it is? I think the issue, if it's okay, right now there are people that feel strongly on this. I don't think anybody's mind is going to be changed. I think we should vote on this matter, if that's okay. I mean, I don't want to cut people off. But, we're voting on Tim's amendment. And then, you know, and, I mean, I don't want to cut anybody off. I mean, if you all have more you want to say, I think that's good. But I think we should vote on this. Beam, is that okay if we vote, or do you want a few more things to say? So there's been a motion and a second. It's been on, on Tim's, on basically the substitute amendment. There's been a motion and a second. All in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed. Kind of, if you can raise your hand. Wait, wait. First, count the, count the yeas. Let, let me count the yeas, if you can raise aye. your hand. Show the item fails four to four. So uh, now we move on back to, yes. Oh, sure, the, uh, 
the uh, the item right uh, the item failed the amendment failed four to four voting in favor were commissioners Ryan who else Sharif and Bogan and voting against were the rest of us okay. uh, so now we move on to Commissioner Wexler's amendment uh, uh, Commissioner Wexler's item I'm moving I'm moving the 50-50 plan which is um, my amendment there's been a motion is there a second Second. all right there's been a motion and a second on the 50-50 plan which is Commissioner Wexler's amendment all in favor well, are we gonna have discussion on that oh sure we can have discussion absolutely Tim absolutely. based on uh, that your amended motion failed do you feel differently at all I know that um, we will never achieve our transportation objectives with a half penny based upon the discussions and the analysis and we'll be locked in for 30 years that we will not be able to go back to the public and ask for additional transportation money so I am against the Wexler motion Commissioner Lamarca I, I just want to point out so this isn't a debate up here with with you Commissioner but you're opposed to it because we'll have we won't be able to go back to the voters for 30 years because what we want for transportation is not in it but you're not opposed to any of the other issues not being able to go back to the voters and that's the that's my problem here I'm not listen I'm not a anti uh, investment reinvestment infrastructure commissioner I'm an anti lack of input from the voters so if we're gonna do that I'd like I'd like to see someone come to, you know bring that crank that number down to, to 10 or 12 years and maybe 15 and you know does anybody else want to comment yeah please. okay Vice Mayor Sharif Okay, I'm trying to compromise. So are you, because right now, the way I count, I'm counting votes, and both of these are gonna die because nobody's moving. If, if, if Commissioner Wexler, is it possible to amend your motion to bring it down, what's the duration? 15, you said? The cities 15. have to agree. It, it, this is also. I, the I got it. I got it. I'm trying. What I'm trying. Okay, we're making sausage again, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I'm saying is, you're going to be at a four-four split again. I, you're going to be at a four-four split again, and I, I won't say who, but I'm just saying, if, if do you think that that would be possible? Is that going to be feasible to cut the duration of the tax down to 15 years instead of 30 years? I, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Ken, do you think that the cities would agree to that on a 50-50 split and cut it, cut the duration of the tax down to 15 from 30? Do you think they would agree to that? May, Vice Mayor, you have issues when local communities go out and bond dollars. And the problem becomes you generally do a 20-year bond. Uh -huh. So the problem becomes how do you reauthorize something that has a – how do you agree to reauthorize something that is shorter than the term of the bond? Because then you have an issue going out and selling that – getting that instrument funded in the first place. You can't do a bond of less. I will not – I don't think it's feasible to turn around and commit to cities now who have different financial structures of what may be beneficial for their local budget. I know, each, each of the, uh, well, and that's the problem. It's the okay. financial side of it. I'm, and I'm trying to get, I'm and, trying to get it to pass. And I'm, trying and to I'm give you the saying best to you, is it feasible to get a 15-year bond instead of a 20-year bond? The, the, no, for, I believe the answer is no. And the, here's the other problem: once year one passes, year 16 rolls on, and you're outside of that window, so you can only bond for one year. 
the problem becomes once you move past that first year and you take off the out years, uh -huh. there's no more ability because the period will end. Okay. That's the problem. So are you saying that 20 could is feasible? For certain people, yes. Then after year two, for certain people, okay. not the majority of the cities, because after year two, then you can't do a 20-year bond. You're still stuck in the same position. It's a bonding issue. It's the financial instrument of taking what is the local revenue stream that would be created and using it and pledging it towards whatever you're going to do. Understand, the project doesn't take 20 years. The payout for the money you got does. That's the issue. It's not the length of the project. No, it's the borrowing I, I to do it, just so we're clear. I, I'm just trying to figure out a way to do this. Barbara, but can I ask I you guess a I can. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, hold on. Sorry. Ma I mayor, go back mayor. To the mayor. Uh, uh, sure. Wait, wait. Logan. Absolutely. Okay, sure. All right. Yes, it is. Are, are you trying to tell me that um, a, a sunset of 15 or 20 years, uh, you, are you just saying it's difficult or are you saying it's not possible? Because I've dealt with um, issues regarding bonding and um, are you trying to just tell me it's not ideal for the cities or it's impossible for the cities to accomplish? Because to me, it, it, there's no downside. X years is better than no years, right? Well, let me do this. For those that said the 15-year financial instrument would work, please stand. For those that would say a 20-year instrument would work, please stand. Is that just answered your question? Yeah, but uh, the people who just stood up, are they, are they, uh, do they, have, is their financial advisors? No. 15 year or 20 year, but a longer period works better. Please stand. The interest rate is less on a 30 year. You get a better rate. Just saying. Yeah. Do you have some more? Commissioner Bogan, do you have some more that you'd like to ask? Oh, well, well then I want to, then I, I just want to say, here's the problem. Look, you know, for us to get, if we get something passed, you have to have cities representing at least 50% plus one of the population repeal their resolutions. And, you know, I saw about maybe about 40%, 30% of the folks stand up. Right now, there's been a proposal that all the cities support. We're not meeting again all year. We're not meeting until until August, not all year. We are, we are coming back in August. We are, we are. That's true. But... I, you know, I just don't know how we can we can change this. Mayor, now. Let, let me let me say this, and this has been a yeah. constant. Uh, you've heard me say, and every member of the commission's heard me say, <laughs> we are not a private vendor seeking a contract from the county that you can negotiate the terms standing here in the well. We are 31 local governments like you, who represent our residents, and we just can't stand here. We have daises that we'd have to take things back to and vote on. I'm just telling you that that's where we sit today, and I just want to be clear. We're not a private vendor that you can say, we want something today, and they give you. That can't happen here. That's the issue. But the meeting's already set, so you can go back to the cities. That's why it's, it's crucial for us to talk now before your meeting. Right? We need an ILA to take back. If there's no ILA, there's no need to have the meetings. That's the point. No ILA, I can tell every city, or they can hear, we're going to cancel the meetings. There's nothing to do. I think it's time to vote. All right. You guys ready? All right. So there's been a motion. Was there a Wait second? Wait a second. Hold on, Marty. Barbara, are you done with your... Uh... Well, the, what, I was, what I was trying to accomplish, he just said, I can't accomplish from here. So I have to stop now because nope. that, that's done. So we're going to have to take up and go ahead and call the question on Commissioner Wexler's motion as it stands in its current form. Okay.
Mark, your mic's on. Remember, still. we don't call the question. Here. Right. There's I been. Mean, a, I, I there was been a motion. It, was there a second? Well, I'm yeah. calling the question. There's a second. Because I'm stopping the, my debate. Here's it. There's a there's a motion and a second. Uh, discussion's been had. All in favor, uh, please raise your hand. One, two, three, four. Uh, show that um, Commissioner Fur, Commissioner Wexler, Mayor Kerr, and Vice Mayor Sharif vote in favor. Everybody else voted no, so it fails four to four. Uh, with that said, um, I'm going to make a motion. My motion is um, I wanted a compromise to happen. I cannot stomach having a 1.75 cent uh, increase, even go near the voters. And I probably, I may not even get a second on this, but I would like to make a motion to repeal the county's 0.75 that is placing on the ballot. That's exactly what this document does. Does it? Uh, sh sure. Would you second my motion? Definitely. It's uh, Vice Mayor Sharif, you have the, the gavel. Okay, so we have a motion on the floor to remove, yeah, I'm going to restate the motion and then I'm going to have discussion. We have a motion on the floor to remove the county's request to place on the ballot a 0.75% uh, surtax for transportation, which um, Commissioner Wexler had brought forth. She has a second. Well, no, 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 you had the 0.75 was yours. That's why we got it on there, right? No, no, no. Commissioner Okay, so it's Commissioner Ryan's. Okay, so she wants to, re she wants to repeal that off the ballot. She has a motion and she has a second the on the floor. Order. So we're going to have discussion on that right now. Point of order. Um, the Mayor, first person. Yes. Um, this is actually item four on your agenda. Item four. Oh, okay. Have you completed your action on item five? Yes. Or do you wish to yes. put that aside for t the time being and then go to item four? Well, it appears. Item five. I mean, it, let, me, let me suggest we just, we, we now that we've, we've had two, two lockups at 4-4, four, four, why don't we move off item five? If you want to go to item four, Let's go to item four. Commissioner Ryan, um, as mayor of Broward County, I'm going to hold up to the floor for right now, if you don't mind. All right. So what we're doing is we're going to, we, we've, uh, item number five has failed on both ends, just so you know. We, we failed on both sides. So you're, what you wanted failed and what Commissioner Ryan wanted failed. So as far as I'm concerned, we have disposed of item five at this point. We're, item five is, is, is no longer in play. We're going to go to item number four, and we're going to consider the motion that has been put upon the floor. We can always go back and do a reconsideration, Commissioner Ryan. We're going to consider this motion that's been placed before us. At this time, Commissioner Ryan is first in queue to speak on the new motion. Thank you, Acting Mayor Let's Sharif. Take one. Um, You're very we, um, When we brought forward the transportation tax, the, as I had commented earlier, the infrastructure tax had been uh, advanced unilaterally by the cities, and this was a three-quarters penny that was passed in order to advance the transportation needs of Broward County. If we were to support Mayor Kerr's position, then we would say transportation is not important in Broward County. Let's only support infrastructure let's abandon transportation that is a policy that's a very very significant that's a monumental policy shift of this county if we're going to do that if you want to abandon transportation and pay only for infrastructure then you will support mayor cares motion and we will give up on the three-quarters penny for transportation and we will support only infrastructure 
with 60% to the cities and 40% to the county. And if you think that that advances mobility and the transportation needs of this county, then vote for Mayor Kerr's motion. I strongly, strongly urge you to vote no on Mayor Kerr's motion. The next person in queue, in queue is Commissioner Lamarca. It's probably out of order, but I think uh, I think I'd like to make a motion that this board send through the mayor a letter to the governor's office to make an appointment to the ninth commission seat. <laughs> okay, next person in queue is Commissioner Wexler. I'm going to speak in favor of the motion, and I hope it passes. I don't believe that there should be multiple motions and multiple questions on the ballot. I'm hoping that this passes, Mayor, and if it does, I will, hopefully, there will be a motion to reconsider, and the intent to work together will be solidified. When I made a statement before about the city's question of the infrastructure ballot language would only give the county 40%, I wasn't speaking in favor of that. I wasn't speaking in favor of it at all. We have O&M needs. We re that's our biggest need is O&M. So, Again, it's really a matter of do we have everything on the ballot that we are looking at now, which would be three questions potentially, or do we arrange through negotiations here today that we come out with one ballot question? And I think that this begins us on that journey to get back there. The next person in queue is Commissioner Furr. Thank you. I'm going to vote in favor of this because I'd like us to get down back to reconsideration of the other one. I think this one clears the slate, so I, and I hope we can do that. Thank you. Next person in queue is is Mayor Keir. Actually, everybody knows where I stand in this. I, I'm not to speak anymore. Okay. So you are yes on this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Next person in queue is Commissioner Holness. Thank you. I'm with Commissioner Ryan on this. And here's a take that I have. Currently, if we have the operation and maintenance money, we can draw down millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in capital funds from the state and the federal government. For us to take that off the table is actually robbing our taxpayers of the opportunity. For them to get back some of their dollars that they sent to Tallahassee and to Washington. So I couldn't sit here and support us not at least making the effort to ensure that we can uh, get those funds that we are already sending to Tallahassee and to Washington, D.C., back in our community. And, and it would be a great setback if all we did was pass this infrastructure tax that at the end of the day, really doesn't advance the greatest needs that exist within Broward County. Okay, um, Commissioner Bogan, you, are you, you're up next. 
Okay, so at this point in time, uh, every all the discussion is completed. Um, I'm counting the votes. I see that I see three yeses, and I see one, two, three, four, five noes. But I'll, call, I'll okay. I'm going to go ahead and let the question go forward. That's what I just said. So okay, so at this point in time. We've already discussed the substitute, the the, the motion by Commissioner um, by, by Mayor Hakir, uh, and seconded by Commissioner Wexler. All those in favor of the motion to remove the 0.75 percent um, tax off the roll that the county had placed there, signify by saying "aye" and raise your hand. Aye. Okay, no. that's three. I told you what it was going to happen. All those opposed? No. Raise your hand. There's five. One, two, three. That's five. Okay, so I just told you what that vote was going to be. That's five to three. Okay, so that that disposes of item number four. I'm handing the gavel back to Mayor Keir. All right. So, I, item number four, item number five. Now we're going on to item number seven, which is basically uh, it's an ordinance of the Board of County Commissioners. Is if you would like to, Miss Coffee, you'd I like just to a point of clarification. I'm not sure that you finished your work on item five. You don't have to take it up at this time, but rather than needing a motion to reconsider, I think you simply laid it on the table for the time being. You can return to it if you wish okay, to. I'll make the motion. I, I, I move that we lay item five on the table. Okay. There, can I ask for a point of order? Uh, how is that a possible? No, it's, it, it's been 4-4 four, four on both sides. You lay it on the table. We can pick it back up later in the meeting. It failed 4-4 on both sides. How can you lay an item that failed four four on both sides? You I can thought, you can still do that? I thought it automatically died. I, I thought it automatically four four. died when you it, did a four four. It dies, four. but there's a lot of conversation about reconsideration here. Okay, so then somebody needs the to make a motion. I want to make a motion for reconsideration. Um, well, I have a second on that. You need well, a motion. I'll, I'll second it, but just for, for point of order. Do you make a motion for reconsideration, bring it back you up, and the then a second motion to lay it on the table? Is that correct, Ms. Coffey? Yeah. Is there a first motion to reconsider, that, and if that passes, then there's a second motion to lay it on the table. Is that correct? That's correct. Thank you, yes. uh, Assistant County Attorney Sharif. I'm sorry. All there's right. no prevailing side, so anybody so, can make it. All right. To get you to where you want to right. Go. Anybody can make right. it. So basically, anybody just can make bring, it nobody so prevails. So Bogan makes a motion to reconsider. I second the motion to reconsider. Uh, there's been a motion and a second. Uh, all in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed. Show it passed unanimously. We now need another, mo another motion. I make a motion table. to lay item five on the table. Is there a second? Second. There's been a motion, a second to lay item five on the table. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed, show item five is laid on the table. Now we go to seven. Now let's move on to item number seven. Item number seven is an uh, ordinance of the Board of County Commissioners. This is the uh, for pertaining to the county's changes to the infrastructure. Uh, so everybody knows, and I know everybody does. And I'll, I'll bring up, I'll bring up uh, Commissioner Ryan. We'll talk next. But the, do we need a motion to extend? Do we need a motion to extend, Miss Coffey? Let, let's uh, let's do a motion to extend till the end of item number seven. There's been a motion, a second. All in favor, signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed. Show it's been extended. This is the issue. Uh, just so I can lay it out for everybody. The cities voted 94%, uh, who represent 94% of the population, to put their infrastructure tax on the ballot. Uh, the county believes that they were not permitted to do that, that only the county was able to do that uh, pursuant to statute. And so the language has been changed. And if this is put on the ballot, it will be there along with the city's item on the ballot. 
Uh, so with that said, uh, I'm going to start with Commissioner Ryan. Thank you. I, I think that I'll have support on this one. Item number seven modifies the city proposal where the city had a proposed one penny infrastructure tax for a um, indefinite period without any oversight. Uh, the county had proposed language in there that added some specificity on the county infrastructure projects and also had added an element that had a 15% economic development component that would go directly to the counties. If in fact we go down this road, which I didn't want to do, where we have two competing ballot initiatives, a penny for infrastructure and three quarters of a penny for transportation, I don't want to see a third item on the ballot. So I'm going to move that we, uh, that we vote against item number seven and that we do not go forward with the ordinance with respect to a competing infrastructure tax. There's been a motion. Is there a second? second. There's been a motion and a Mr. second. Mayor, if uh, I may. Yes. What I'd ask is if you're going to deal with item number seven, Mr. Uh, Myers is in possession of language that the cities would ask that you vote upon favorably with regard to the, uh, that way it's created by ordinance, which would comport with Ms. Coffey's view that the county attorney's office believes that in order to properly get it on the ballot, we have a different opinion that um, there needs to be language put forth. We've proffered language to Mr. Myers that we'd ask that you take positive action on. I have to, um, and I also have to say I forgot about something. I was asked specifically by Mr. Cole and Mr. Gorn uh, that they could have the opportunity to speak for each for three minutes if a compromise was not reached. Uh, so, but before I do, I'm going to ask Ms. Coffey to uh, speak to us. I'm going to just let you know what I understand the language to be that, that I think Mr. Cole is simply going to, um, to request that, that you enact. It says, shall, it's, it's city language, shall construction and improvement of public buildings, facilities, and roads, transportation projects, pedestrian safety projects, purchase of equipment and public safety vehicles, and recreation, conservation, land acquisitions be funded by levying a 1% sales surtax paid by residents and visitors with proceeds held in trust prior to lawful expenditure. And I, I would point out to you that um, this is the, the full penny, um, that, that it deletes the county's version of the oversight board. There is no sunset, and it does not address the county's version of 15% for economic development. This um, is and, and you would want, if you, if you approve this language, to ask the cities to, um, to make this... Um, uh, contingent on their withdrawing their original language. Um, I will say with regard to your statutory responsibilities that heretofore the cities have contended that they have the authority to unilater unilaterally place the one penny infrastructure on the ballot. Um, we have a legal disagreement, but they have taken that position that whatever legal risk um, um, there would be in taking no action would be more to, to a much greater degree on the cities than on, on the county. So that summarizes it. Thank you. Um, uh, before, uh, Commissioner, before I come to you, let me let, give them the opportunity to speak. Uh, hi, Mr. Cole. If, uh, if you could keep it within three minutes, I'd appreciate it immensely. Uh, certainly. Uh, thank, thank you, Mayor. And it's unfortunate that I'm speaking because I was really hoping that one of the compromises would be reached today. Um, given that none have been reached, the question is now, first, whether you're going to have two infrastructure questions on the ballot, which certainly does not make sense, um, or whether the proposal made by the cities will go on the ballot. Now, it is our opinion um, that well before I say that one thing we clearly agree with the county attorney on is that the statute is not a very clear statute It's not perfectly clear how this is supposed to work What we the position we've taken is that the cities do have the power to put it on the ballot um, This is what was done in another county And so there's a clear precedent to doing it this way and we believe we can put it on the ballot The supervisor elections has said it's going to be on the ballot So we believe that it is on the ballot the way we passed it 
That being said, the county attorney has a different opinion, and her opinion is that the county commission has a ministerial duty to place it on the ballot, the infrastructure on the ballot. If that is correct, then you have to place an infrastructure on the ballot. Now, it's our position, and, and Mr. Gordon and I have submitted a letter that explains why. What you have to put on the ballot is what we passed. You can't now put on a different infrastructure proposal. For example, if we wanted to do an unlimited infrastructure proposal, and then you say, all right, we'll satisfy our ministerial duty by putting a one-year surtax, that clearly does not satisfy your ministerial obligation. So it is our position that from a you have a ministerial, if you accept the county attorney's position, which I guess you have to since she's your attorney, you have a ministerial duty to place on the ballot a infrastructure surtax along the lines of what we passed. Now, the ballot language does not have to be exactly word for word. We have worked very closely with the county attorney's office to come up with language that was going to be in the compromise plan, and we are willing to go with that. So you know, that language is fine with us, and what, what Ms. Coffey read is fine. If you want to just accept it with the ballot language that we had approved before, that is okay also. But to substantively change it, to go ahead and take 15% for economic development, to add a 30-year, to add a oversight, to add all these other things that were not in our proposal, that is not consistent, and we think that you'd be breaching your ministerial duty by doing that. So what we would ask is, so that this is determined at the ballot box and not in the courtroom, we don't want any legal challenges. We don't want, you know, you're getting 40% of the money, so obviously you don't want legal challenges on this either. So the, the safest course would be for you to pass item seven with the ballot language that, that we proposed or with the ballot language we initially proposed. Thank you. Mr. Gorham, would you like to say anything? Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Gorin, can you say that on the, on the microphone? Record, I'm still Sam Gorin. Good morning. It's good, good to see you, Sam. Yes, good, good afternoon. Morning. Good afternoon. To the extent that, uh, that we speak with one legal voice for the cities we do, we appreciate the response that you will hopefully give to that support. Um, and to the extent possible, we'll be happy to respond to more questions. But that's the best we can do, and we hope that you'll consider that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, there has been a motion by Commissioner Ryan. Is it his motion, if I can recall, if I, you want to restate it? The cities have already put their infrastructure question on the ballot. Why is it for us to step in the shoes and to try to usurp their home rule powers, let them go with the uh, infrastructure tax issue as written? So I move that we vote no on item seven. There's been a motion. Is there a second? second. Uh, Commissioner Holness, you bigger. You, it, there's been a motion and a second by Commissioner Holness. Is there any discussion? Commissioner Wexler. Let me see if I understand this. So item number seven language was to carve out the 15% to create an oversight board and a trust fund, right? Okay. So if your motion now is to kill this, where they, I thought, I thought, help me remember what you were asking for, because I thought that it was that this be modified. Yes, ma'am. That it be modified to remove the county's portion carve out of the 15%, and that it be modified to have the oversight board and the um, 
the trust fund. I guess the simplest answer is we'd ask you to strike all and replace it with what Ms. Coffey read to you. Exactly. So Thank do you. you have do you have a do we have that handed out? No, it, it's handwritten. We got it at the beginning of the meeting today. I see. So this is another tactic, right? This is another tactic, Commissioner Ryan. I don't know. I mean, I, I took exception when I had submitted my proposal for 15 years and you said moving the goalposts in less than honorable. So yeah. this is not anything that I'm submitting at the last minute. So I, I, I'm concerned about commenting on it and perhaps having that okay. same observation by you, Commissioner Wexler. Okay. So um, I should be clear. This is from the cities. This is from the cities. Well, I, I can imagine it's from the cities because the document that was passed by the cities does not have the oversight board and does not have the trust fund option. And I believe that everybody realizes that that is a flaw. And the reality is, is either the, either it's got to be cured or everything will go down in flames. That's my prediction. That's just my prediction. So having said that, that's what we're really doing here today. I, I get the political strategy of it. So it, it, it's, it's, I just want to make sure that we fully understand, that I fully understand what is proposed in front of me today. So it's kill item number seven and let the cities just go with what they, they passed and let it be. Whatever happens, happens. If that, I could clarify, right, language. Mr. Cole, okay. if I could clarify oh, that. Sure. No, the request no? is to approve item seven, 1% with language submitted this morning by the cities that addresses the revised infrastructure needs that I read to you, omits the oversight board, and um, does not include well, either the 15% for the county or any other county infrastructure which you all have not discussed. Does it include a sunset? No, it does no. not include a sunset. But your motion was to vote no. Vote no. He's so voting just, no against the amendment that the city's proper. No, it's um. If his uh, he wants my proposal is to vote no against seven. The main motion against against uh, item seven, the ordinance that had the fifteen percent economic development out of the infrastructure tax, and to and as I commented, just let the cities go with whatever they've already presented to SOE. Just so our position is clear, um, what what we want is you to pass item seven with either the language that we, all the 95% of the cities have already passed. You can just use that exact language. Alternatively, in conversations with the county attorney's office, they, there were some things about that language they didn't like. Not substantive, non-substantive things. So the language that Ms. Coffey read is the exact language that was in the compromise deal. Deleting the 30-year, deleting the oversight board, and deleting the, the kill switch, which obviously will no longer apply. So either we're okay with either the language we've already passed, which is fine, or working with the county attorney, we've come up with this other language and we're fine with that language also. But we do think that your county attorney has given the opinion you have a ministerial duty to place the infrastructure on the ballot as passed by the cities. So you need to pass this. If I could just restate what our opinion is, you do have a ministerial duty. The cities have continuously contended that they have fulfilled that duty for you. And the original language we have not we have not agreed is is um, is consistent with the statute. We believe that the statute pr preserves to the governing body of the county the ability to draft the ballot language, um, not not a ministerial duty to place whatever language the city's drafted on the ballot. Are we allowed to vote now? Yes. Okay. 
Well, can, um, I just wait, want to know, wait, what is wait, voting wait. no going to do here? I want to clarify this again. Which, Mark, I'll get to you, but first, Commissioner Holmes okay. is on the, on, the, on the queue. Let me make sure I understand, because I second the motion. Voting no on seven basically says we won't put any language on. What the language that the city has already placed, put in place is what goes on the ballot, and we won't interfere with them. That I can be completely clear. In the first place, I have consistently advised you that you have a ministerial duty. The cities have consistently contended that they have the ability to fulfill that duty for you. Whatever legal risk is here is primarily on the cities. They are asking you to relieve them of some of that risk. It's, it's an unresolved issue in the case law. And if you vote no, the county will simply not be placing an infrastructure tax on the ballot. So, so the city, so to be clear, the cities are requesting you take action to um, put Dale, I, I, Mayor Sturmer, um, we have a few county commissioners need to speak. I'll, I'll, sure. I'll get to you. We understand. Thank you, sir. Uh, Commissioner Furr, don't do that to me if I come to Weston. Definitely. Never. Sorry. <laughs> That's pretty, yeah. You mean, you mean recognize you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a motion to table this right now. I, I, don't, I think we need to go back to where we were on number five and actually try to figure out a way to make that work. I don't want to take this any further. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's responsible. I don't think it makes sense, and it's just a lot of games. I think we need to get back to where we all, everybody in this room recognizes that, we, that it's a better place to be some kind of compromise somewhere, as opposed to starting to codify these things and then having to backtrack those as we go back to number five. So I'm making a motion to table this. Wait a minute. There's been a, before that, uh, Commissioner Bogan. No, 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 I'm, I'm happy. Let's, I agree with right. the motion. There's been a, a motion and a second to table this matter. Is there a discussion? No discussion. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Mayor, I think, I agree. I think we need a recess and come back and, and come back and. We'll, we'll come back. We'll reconvene. Right now it's 1247. We'll reconvene at, convene at uh, 215. 2.30? where we could be. I like to, I, I like to over, overly do it. It makes me excited, you know? All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back from lunch, and welcome back to the County Commission. We love having you all here with us. Um, before we start, oh, yes, oh, before we start, uh, Mayor Sturmer uh, has said that he thinks that he has a proposal that we all might agree to, and he said that we could be done in 10 minutes. I believe so, and the cities believe so. Absolutely. Let's hear it. We stay the half a penny for transportation. County gets 100% of it half a penny for infrastructure. Cities get all of it for the first 25 years. In year 25, cities get 60% of it. County gets 40% of it. Year 25, we do away with the TTM, and we do away with the 60% bonding requirement. Well, I guess let's, let's discuss that. Um, Commissioner Ryan, would you like to jump in? There was um, a lot of... Oh, there, was, there was a lot of... Sorry, Weston speaking. 
it's, it's, it's yeah, Weston and Pembroke Pines. The TTM and the bonding would be on day one. Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, so this this would be a variation of the proposal that that I had presented that um, the the cities would have the half penny for 15 years and that it would go 60-40 for the, the second 15 years. And it's a proposal that the cities have the full half penny for 25 years and that county have it for five years. Um, again, it goes to simply the the amount of operating and capital that is necessary for our transportation objectives and uh, based upon the information that we had received from staff that had no factual uh, statement or observations or any data to contradict that information, uh, it does not come close to achieving um, the expansion of rail to the west. So I would uh, object to uh, this settlement proposal. Again, I think that um, after working very carefully to look at the numbers, it was quite a reach to go from 10 years, the last from the third compromise offer on the allocation to the fourth compromise offer, to go from 10 years at 50-50 on the penny and then 20 years to the county at 60-40 at on that half penny, to go to 15 years stretched to the very limits of what the county would be able to do. And because of that, it did scale it back, but it scaled it back to the last and, in my view, manageable uh, number that we can work with on transportation. So that's my um, analysis and reason that I would uh, urge the members not to uh, accept that settlement proposal from the cities. Uh, the next on the queue is Commissioner Holness, but before that, uh, Mayor Sermer had something I, I just wanted to, to clarify something and ask you all to remember the presentation that actually was made yesterday and the conversation of light rail that through your administrator said you could do the downtown out to um, the downtown with the, and the airport and the extensions that were in the yellow, the blue, and the magenta with your half penny. Oh, I'm sorry, the yellow and the blue without the magenta because that was the in-process one before you swung west. The question is, what year were you going to swing west? Probably in the 20s. So this is when that money would become available to you. If you're talking about you need the money because of the concentration to build light rail to go out west, that's when this money become available to you to work with your ability to pull down federal dollars. I just wanted to clarify Thank you. yesterday your presentation from staff. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Holness. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think we really haven't moved anywhere, but let me just let me just let me just uh, say this: that uh, f uh, let me clarify uh, and, and make sure the people that I represent understand where I am, uh, because I got a call earlier. Uh, rail going west, depending on where it goes, but I believe that it ought to go at least to tri-rail, and it ought to expand up to the area of 7th Avenue and Sistrunk Boulevard, or preferably power line at least. Uh, we can use rapid bus systems for the rest of the way. We don't have to necessarily do rail all the way out, and, and, and probably will take years anyhow before we get there. But if we're going to build a system that doesn't uh, provide for uh, rapid bus system and additional systems along or very clogged, roadways, Oakland Park, 441, 
We need more, we need more buses there. And, and, and the folks in the, in the communities need to ensure that there is some expansion of uh, or community bus service so that they can get a closer tie-in, especially seniors who are not going to be able to make those long treks to get to a major bus terminal or transit center. So as it is now, what we have will not move the wave from downtown. It won't go to Sistrunk and, and, and 7th or 9th Avenue. And that area certainly needs economic development just as anywhere else in this county. The folks in that neighborhood need to have transportation and transit system just as anyone else does. So this proposal is not going to get us there. Commissioner Bogan. Mr. Turner, let's make a deal. What we were talking earlier about cutting this at 20 years, and you said no, 25, 20, 20 years. So let's just say 20 years you agreed to cut this, which you're not. I understand you're not. So anything after that point would be gravy. So why can't we do a? Why can't you consider a 60-40 after 20 years instead of 25 years? You could pretend to think about that a little and, and uh, put a frown on your face and. Uh, <laughs> And, and, and make it look bad. I believe, for, I believe, first of all, to start reducing the number of years. No, no, a 30-year deal. Wait, wait, wait a second. Okay. You asked me to say we were talking about something else. Sure. Um, and I said on behalf of the cities, just so the rest of the commission is aware, the cities were prepared to negotiate and agree to a 25-year sunset. I just want the Board of County Commissioners to, since you've heard the cities haven't negotiated right. um, and sought compromise which is abundantly not true. We offered before lunch to reduce the term to 25 years. My understanding is that actually impacts your side more than our side with regard to your O&M and operating your transit system. So I'm not sure that's actually good for you. Where did they do that before lunch? Go ahead. Oh. There were conversations had, Vice Mayor. Outside of the meeting? Yes. Okay. The problem becomes once we start reducing numbers past a certain point, Cities have an issue with bonding, and as the conversation we had before lunch, at a certain point, once you get past a certain period of time on a 20-year bond, that's where the problems occur. Every city has a different financial picture. So therefore, the more we shorten things, it impacts different cities at different points in time. It's that simple. At least 25 years let cities in the beginning and through a decent period of time move through, move through their programs before, it also dovetails in at year 25 with what your light rail construction plans may be to get out west. That's what we understand, since there's, according to your plans, they don't exist yet. Can I interrupt you? I'm done. So um, I, I would be open to um, a 30-year deal, as you have it, and after 20 years, it goes to 60-40, difference and a little different than we were proposing 70-30. You said 60-40 after 25 years. Um, I, I'd like you to move it up to 20. I still think that might, might make us short on what we're looking for, but still provides us more revenue to try to accomplish somewhat some of our goals. I think we can walk out of here with a deal because I'm sure that you, the other commissioners voted 50-50. Certainly you would support that, which would be you know, a better deal for the county, and um, I would be considering uh, uh, that deal. Are you prepared to do away with the 60% bonding requirement from the beginning? Uh, I'm not prepared. I'd have to talk to council on, 
on, on what that would mean. Well, I'm one at a time. One at a time. The sixty percent limit was placed in there at the suggestion of the experts because it's an extremely volatile tax. Um, what the cities have said is their own bond council and um, and finance advisors will amply control the amount of bonds that they can issue. Um, the sixty percent was a rough and conservative estimate of. Um, a good place to bond, but if the cities wanted to take on more debt than that, then that's a that's a decision that you all can make. Hmm. Uh, Commissioner Bogan, do you have any more? Oh, okay. There was just one other point that Drew was making, which is at one time all the money was well, the transportation money flows entirely through the county, and um, there was a point at which the money. Um, would have been flowing, the infrastructure money would have been flowing through the county, and it was an additional protection for the county. Yeah, the, sure, the 60 40 was, excuse me, the 60% limitation was put in to the transportation ILA because all of the proceeds were flowing through the county, and the county was concerned about liability. Um, the surtax money would be flowing directly to the recipients, so as long as they're getting an opinion from bond council, and that's required in the agreement. Uh, there probably isn't as urgent a need for the bond limitation. That's, that's what we're trying to say, which is, it is a reduced risk now. So then you would agree with Mayor Sturmer on that point? It's a business decision, but from a legal standpoint, we don't believe it's a, it's a compelling interest to keep the bond limitation in there. Okay. And the next point? Do away with the TTM. Uh, the, what does that mean? The, the transit... Transportation and mobility issues um, came from an offer by the cities to provide um, certain kinds of road and related infrastructure that, although are not part of the regional system, would benefit or connect to. That's the thirteen percent, correct? System. That's so, 13%. but we're giving we're getting we're giving up thirteen. Is it that really doesn't have anything to do with the regional system? Oh, it doesn't. No, it would benefit the regional system, but it's really city improvements. My, my guess is you're going to get the improvements anyway. You're going to get them anyway. And, and, and that you're talking about on year 20 when, when, they, when it reverts to 60-40 to giving up the TTM, correct? No. T no. TTM and the 60% go away now. Now. You want money on year 20? I want to get rid of the bonding capacity of the cap now and the TTM now. You know, I don't know the significance of that for the county, so I don't want to be speaking of, of you, know, uh, you know, Commissioner Wexler and Commissioner Furr. I don't know, you know, if you've thought about it, and Commissioner Keir. Right. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be detrimental for the county, and and I'd like council to uh, to chime in and our administrator to chime in. We could also ask Ms. Henry as well if you think. And he, oh, you did. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say that, Mark. I don't think that that's detrimental to the county because, as he said earlier, um, the county um, that those improvements were on the city network system um, to the extent that um, there's something that's occurring on the county's network that could assist with the city and, and, the, and it was the city's option to participate, that would be fine. We're okay. married. Of course we would do it. <laughs> Almost. We're, we've been eloping for a while now. Let's see. Uh, the, uh, Mark, do you have any I'm more? I'm an SOB. You, I didn't bring one. I forgot. It's not, uh, do you have any more, uh, any more comments besides those two issues? Nope. Okay. You wanted to negotiate? You got it. 
Well, I'd like to bring it back to the uh, commission. Very empty. Commissioner Wexler. Okay. Let's keep in perspective that for 15 years, the wave has been on the drawing board and a vision and a vote of this commission for 15 years. Um, the first spike hasn't gone into the ground yet. So thinking long term for rail, just to get it, yeah, you got it? Yeah, spike, rail, yeah, okay. <laughs> but Not the golden ones. Back then, who would have thought that 15 years later that we're still talking about it and that it's not operational yet? So just to give us the reality check of how long it takes, how long it absolutely takes, and if we think that for one minute that wherever rail is, that we're going to fund that without federal or state help, uh, that should never be on our horizon. It should always be in partnership with the federal government and the state, particularly the feds. Um, so moving something forward that makes sense today is my ultimate goal, as it sounds like it's many of my colleagues' ultimate goal, because what we have in front of us potentially on the ballot is um, not healthy. We'll leave it at that. So, Mayor Sturmer, may I ask course, him specificity? Absolutely. Then, it's and, and have have you had an opportunity to go back to anybody? All of them. So you have. So you've already okay, yep. flushed this. So we had a meeting in our office. Was that the, on the other side the of the men, wall? The men's room the, or the, the family, other side of the wall? No, the family. Your video restroom. people had to walk through us to get into their office, but yes, we. I see. Councilwoman Starkey is still here, and a few of my other friends, Becky and others. Yeah, so you would have to have used the family restroom. Um, <laughs> Something like that. All right, the 20-year horizon mm -hmm. of this um, um, infrastructure, with 100% of that generated funds remaining with the cities. Correct. Because... Part of that proposal is that the ceiling and the floor be gone. That 13% piece, which is the TTM, be gone, right? And we are going to, but language is still in there, Joni? Oh, Drew, Drew can get rid of that in 30 Language seconds. would still be in there regarding no. your use <coughs> no, for, no, but. Everything related to it would come out. The TTM comes out, it comes out. We're still going to build the projects that are going to supplement the system because that's where they're going to be anyway. You're going to get what you want without the requirement. Well, I. You want I'm to say we're going to build projects yeah, yeah, and there's no, 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 and, there, no and there's no percentage ascribed to it? Okay. No, I think that I think that there. I'm willing to walk away from a requirement of of a number of a percentage, but I think that the spirit of what we're going to do together needs to be acknowledged in in the ILA somewhere. I have no issues with language that says the cities will endeavor to perform exactly with no obligation exactly. to do so. I'm okay with that. With no obligation to do so. Well, that's with no nice, financial that's, obligation to do that's so. That's a nice spirit. <laughs> I'm just, no, no. I'm trying to say because I, I want to say there's no obligation to do it if they if Correct. when it happens. Well, the word endeavor, the word strive, the word may. I'm the fine word, with those. You know, those are words that no are not. A, a requirement. I, I've read enough contracts. 
So I get that. Use all of them. <laughs> yes, you can do it. And he's my friend. Imagine, imagine. <laughs> okay. Yes. Deep breath. Deep breath. Bonding requirement. I'm taking that information from the experts because that is way out of my forte here of knowledge. So if we don't think that anyone is going to be in jeopardy or risk and we can um, waive that, eliminate it, fine. I, I, and then the remaining 10 years would be a 60-40 split, 60 for the cities, 40 Correct. for the county? Correct. Yes. The other way around? No. No, no, no. The statutory split is 60-40 <laughs> in favor of the cities. We'd revert to the statutory right. split. That's a conversation I had with I, you back then. I knew that answer, but I needed to make sure if we, we were going to be beyond the statutory split. No. We're prepared to go to the statutory split on year 20. Okay. All or nothing. No, no, we no, were never no, at 50, no, 50. no, no, Mark, no. Mark, Mark, Correct. for their half of a penny, we were at 13 before. Right. So now for the remaining 10 years, we would be at 40 right, 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 right. of the half a cent, right. which is really 20. Right. You were never at 13. Excuse me? Well, uh, hold on. Yes, if we can, sir, we were. We the, need, the, the, the allocation was 60-40 in my proposal after year 15. She just mentioned 13. 13% is the obligation to spend on transportation out of the infrastructure funds that, was going, that were going to the cities. So 13% didn't have anything to do with the allocation between the city and the county of the penny. I, I love everybody, but I would appreciate if you all would go through the Commissioner chair. Commissioner Bogan asked a question about the percentage previously, I thought you were talking about the 50-50 deal that was the compromise deal. So that's the only thing I feel comfortable responding to. The floor on that or the minimum requirement was 13% of the city's portion of the infrastructure. Now with what you're proposing, it looks like it's up to 40%. So did I say something? Um, that's inappropriate, because if it is, please correct the it, record. It really is a function of how you look at the 13%. Um, under the proposal that, that is under discussion right now, um, the amount that would be allocated to the cities would be 60%, and it would be a 40% purely for the county. Previously, the 13% was already city money. It was just a limitation on how it would be used. It was a commitment from the cities to spend it on projects that directly or indirectly connected to or benefit the regional transportation system. Right. Language was right. Dan, if you would go to the chair, too, I'd appreciate it as Sorry. well. Thank you very Politics. much. Like I said, don't treat me like that in Weston, though. You Come know, on by. The, uh, okay, so I, I fully understand what's in front of me, and I'd like to hear from the rest of my colleagues. Thank hey, you. Uh, Commissioner Lamarca. Uh, Mayor Sturmer, you mentioned that you had a meeting in the family restroom uh, outside the outside the wall with with all of the cities with those that are here with those that are here okay so I see my mayor from Pompano and was some of the folks from Deerfield Beach is there anybody here from Lighthouse Point Sea Ranch Lakes Lauder by the Sea Hillsborough Beach Oakland Park or Fort Lauderdale I know Fort Lauderdale was here but 
I can only speak to who's so here. That's 75% of the folks that I represent are, are not. I mean, did, have you spoken to them? Do you have communication? Um, okay. Uh, Mr. Myers made a comment that the, the, legal, the, the legal language is okay, but it's a business decision. Look, I want to get there. I mean, I look at the faces. I see the folks that I work with every day, and I don't have an adversarial relationship with, with anybody except for maybe one of the folks in my hometown, believe it or not. But literally, we, we're friends. We talk to each other at events and, and all that. I want to get there. This negotiating on the, you know, to me, negotiating at the 11th hour here and I know we're all we've 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 kept moving the, the clock and I'm and I'm appreciative that we all want to try to get something done. It just seems I'm going to listen and if there's some way I can jump in I will. But it just seems like there's there's movement and then there's confusion as to what was really said or is going on. So I'm going to listen and leave it at that. I just wanted to see if you were able to speak with the other folks that are that are not Mr. here. Mr. May, if I just may also, Mr. Mayor, if I just may clarify something yes. that may help the discussion. Absolutely. Thank you. In response to Commissioner Lamarca's question, the people I asked the question of were the city managers. I specifically asked the business people that run our cities whether they could, from a business perspective, live with this deal. I, I understand. And, it did, and I just wanted to be clear that okay. I just I, didn't I, ask the electeds because... I appreciate you clarifying that, and that's who I'd rather you ask, to be that's honest with you. who and, I asked. And I, uh, yes? <laughs> but are any, any of those from those eight cities? I got who I got. Okay. Thank you. Vice Mayor Sharif. Okay, so I talked to a few of the city managers from my cities when, um, when I was driving. Um, and my understanding of this, Mayor Sturmer, is that you have gotten a general consensus that whatever you guys decide today um, as a whole or as a majority, that the majority of the cities that you have spoken to will go along with. Um, that's the understanding that I received from my city manager. So if, when, whatever decision that you come to today, mm -hmm. most of the cities who are having these meetings mm -hmm. are going to agree with that, right? Yes. That's the simple answer to Commissioner Lamarca's question is what I was trying to get Correct. at. Okay. So um, for me, I, I need to make sure that I do have um, clarity on the second part of the offer, and that is... When the 20, at, the, at the, the time that the 20 years comes up, you're saying that we have our 50, you had your, have your 50 up to your number 20. On your number 20, on, of your 50, you're going to allocate 40% of your 50 toward transportation no. projects? No, we, we are going to allocate to the county 40% uh -huh. of the infrastructure, half a penny. Got it. So then at that, at that point, we would... And it's year 21. Right, right. I know. We get to 20 and then... Right. I just want to be clear. That's fine. Okay, so you're going to allocate that your half penny, 40% of your half penny, back to the county. Or it will come directly from DOR. I don't care. What I'm just, I, let's just be... Yes. Let me make sure we're clear. Yep. All right. So basically, um, Commissioner Bogan, that would be in our favor to kind of complete some of the other higher dollar projects that other people were concerned about. I don't think we're going to ever get it 100%. My goal at, here today was to hopefully um, come out of this with a, a collaborative agreement where we both would be able to work together toward trying to get it passed. And I think that that's a, a pretty good compromise and I appreciate that. Thank you, Mayor Sturmer. Thank you 
to the city commissioners and mayors that are sitting out there, and thank you to the attorneys. Commissioner Holmes. Thank you. So basically, Commissioner Ryan's proposal was at 15 years, we would get what is being offered now. No, Commissioner at 20 Ryan's years. At, twi at 20 years. But you're taking from that, well, at, at, at 20 years, it's, uh, of, the, of the penny, 70% would be going to the cities. To, I'm sorry, to the county. Oh, okay. And 30%, so they, and he's, he was proposing at 15 years. 70% goes to the county and 30% to the cities of the whole penny. What would be the whole, yes, what would have been the whole penny, yes. Yeah, I, I know my calculations. On the whole penny, yes. Yes, on the whole penny. Uh, so, but you're taking out that 13% upfront that would be dedicated to uh, transportation uh, that would help to feed into our system. I, I, I don't think that we really move much on that. Uh, we're, we're pretty much five years later, and, and you're taking uh, what you said you would do anyway. So if you're going to do it anyway, uh, you, you said this is stuff you're going to do anyhow. So if, it, if you're going to do it anyhow, let it stay in. It will stay in. It's just not going to be a requirement. You're going to uh, get it done. <laughs> well, you see, you, when you it's deal fun. with contracts and, deal, uh, and negotiations, you, you don't leave the chance. You, 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 you shall endeavor, will try, and, and all of that, at the end of the day, has no, 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 no enforcement whatsoever. So you say, I tried. Doesn't mean a lot. Here's another thing that I talked about when, we, when this came up at the MPO, and, and uh, remind, I'm reminded of it uh, at lunchtime. The allocation is per population. Yes, which, which you know, I guess it's not a bad formula. It's probably the easiest one for you to figure out. It's not as there is needs. And for some of the smaller cities that have huge needs, they're not going to be able to utilize, they're not going to get enough in my mind. You take a small city like West Park that, and Pembroke Park, Lauderdale Lakes, Dania, at a certain point in time, larger cities that might not have anywhere near the amount of needs that needs to be filled. We'll have money to build a new city hall, uh, even though they don't need one. Uh, so, so I have a concern, of, a, a, a deep concern about that. Uh, and, and I know that it's not, I mean, it's, it's on the cities, yes, but they're all a part of Broward County. Uh, and and I, I am convinced that if we have the funds earlier, we will fill where the needs are greatest first. That's what we do. Mark Bogan. Oh, Commissioner Bogan. Bogan. Bogan, Bogan. Um, look, I'm, I'm prepared to change my vote, my position uh, on this. I uh, think it's a good, I think it's a better deal than what we had. I think leaving the status quo as it is of leaving 1.75 on the ballot, as Commissioner Lamarca pointed out, it's a 20-something percent, 29 percent increase in our sales tax is not something that's uh, good for our county or voters. Um, I'm prepared to move this forward, and I think uh, the county attorney is going to need to advise us of I need to make a motion to rescind. Uh, I'm sorry, motion to. Um, no, 
No, it's on the table. Okay, good. I'm I'm prepared to move this forward and get this thing done. Right. Yeah. We can get it done. The um before we vote on it, Commissioner Fur asked to speak, and then we'll we'll take a vote. Okay. Um, I can support this um, I, because I think with the, with regard to the bond, your bond council is going to determine what's right. what's going to work and what's not. I, I've just run the numbers myself. It actually it may or may not be accurate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that has about a 50-50 chance of being right as well. But it, it's no, there's no harm on either side. It's actually a wash, uh, except for we may end up getting the infrastructure more when we need it. But the numbers are, are actually the, the same, you know. So it's not a, so it's fine. I think it's it becomes up to us. I I, I hate to see the the TTM come out of it, but it just means that we have to be more compelling in in what projects we put forth, and to make more clear where there's room for partnerships, where there's room for support, and to and where there's a need that is understood by cities and county that we work together on that. And that's that, be, that means we have to put forth a compelling plan to do that. So I am willing to support this. Thank and, you, Commissioner. And if I can, uh, if I can ask Ms. Coffey, so um, that means we take back up items four and five. You can take five. up five first. Five, so this would be basically we're now, right now this has been an agreement to amend the ILA. Yeah, you're on so item, no. item five. No, I, yes. ILA is item seven. No, 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 no. the ILA is five and five. We're, uh, number se item seven was the ordinance that we're going okay, to be able to. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm the only one that hasn't spoke. I'm going to speak very briefly, and I'm just going to say that I also fully support this. Uh, I'm glad that a compromise has, that we came to a compromise, and it appears that the votes are definitely here. And it's important because what this means for the public is that right now there is a 1.75%, I guess one penny plus 75 point, you know what I mean, almost a two cent increase on the ballot. One and three quarters on the ballot, where if it would pass, the uh, sales tax would increase from six cents to eight to almost eight cents. What this does, this will repeal that, and the cities tonight are going to start their meetings to repeal the uh, resolutions that they passed to put their proposal on the ballot. And what this will mean now was instead of having a sales tax that could potentially go up to almost eight percent, if it eight cents, if it passes, it would go up to seven cents. Uh, so with that said, Commissioner Bogan, would you like to specifically state your motion? I want to first state that, I, again, I'm opposed to raising any taxes, and I'm actually opposed to, you know, just, just as, as an individual, I, I want to just make sure I'm on record. Uh, but as a point of compromise, uh, my motion is to, um, uh, well, we have the motion ready on the table, right? It, are you so okay, Ms. Coffey, with my the motion? My motion is just to amend the, the, the years between 20 and 30. We would, the county would be receiving 40% of the half penny of the cities. Would you like me to restate the motion? Yes, that would be great. Approve item number five. Um, that would be the um, Commissioner Ryan version because it has certain provisions in it as amended as follows. Um, it would eliminate the contractual bond cap of 60%. It would eliminate the what we call TTM, uh, Municipal Obligation for Transit, Transportation and Mobility, and would contain a pledge of good faith efforts to cooperate in funding um, regional transportation facilities, and we'll figure out some other words for that. And then most importantly, um, the infrastructure tax would be paid for the first 20 years directly to the municipalities pursuant to the formula that's in the interlocal agreement. 
in um, after those 10 years, so beginning in year 21, um, the infrastructure tax would be divided 60% to the cities, again, pursuant to the population formula. The 40% would be um, allocated directly to the county um, for infrastructure purposes, all of infrastructure being obligated to capital funding only. Mayor Sermon, that you fully support that and the cities fully support that? Yes, sir. Excellent. So starting tonight, you're going to start repealing the resolution. As soon as and, we Yes, it has, must be, this must be contingent upon cities representing 50% plus one of the population repealing their resolutions. And support, and, and, and approving uh, the ILA. And, 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 and approving this. It's, there's going to be resolutions to rescind, to approve, and support. Excellent. So this will not go into effect and will not be provided to the supervisor of elections until uh, that, that contingency is, uh, has been fulfilled. What's, what's the deadline on that? A lot of them are having their meetings at 5 o'clock, uh, so can we hurry up? Yeah. Okay, we can, we can. Uh, there Mayor, has been... Mayor, before... Yes. Let me just mention one thing about the deadline on this. Presently, the ILA has a June 24 at noon deadline, as do items 4 and um, 7, public hearing item 7, um, for, for repealing the municipal resolutions and um, getting everything on the ballot. This is, that's is the, If there's more time... I would, I would like to be able to modify that, but with an end point. Um, okay. If June 24th at noon is the last we've heard from the supervisor formally, then we should leave it, I suppose, at June 24th. If there's any more room, if you need it. I, I happen to bump into the supervisor during the lunch break, and she orally told me, as she has told some of you, we have until the middle of July. She would work with us, again, her words. Um, but I saw her when we broke at, whenever we broke, I bumped into her outside of her office. And she said to me, I said, we're still working. She says, I appreciate hearing that. You have until the middle of July. And I didn't say, can you send me an email that says that? I, I take the supervisor at her word that if, when we were done with this meeting, representatives from the commission and your office went down there and said, it's coming, she'll get the space. Commissioner Ryan. All right, if this interlocal agreement um, receives majority of votes, then as to the deadline that um, County Mayor speaks to, uh, which is the deadline for both the cities and the county to withdraw the ballot measures that have already been submitted and accepted by the supervisor of elections, uh, I agree that saying that, that we would have a deadline by noon this Friday would be too early. Uh, based upon the conversations that have been uh, articulated here, why don't we put a deadline of June 30th, and that's to next Thursday, mm -hmm. to to get a final decision for the cities, and the county would understand that the county's current three-quarter penny uh, proposal that we'll take up next, item four, if it is to be withdrawn, it's withdrawn simultaneously with the cities withdrawing their uh, penny uh, infrastructure tax ballot question. So, if if you're acceptable to that. Mayor Sturmer, and if the members are acceptable, I think June 30th provides adequate time to, um, to make the revisions with respect to the technical language on the interlocal agreement and also to get uh, definitive decisions by a majority of the population of the cities of Broward County. We Mayor Sturmer. We appreciate that. It's my understanding based on the meeting scheduled, we may be in excess of 50% by close of business tomorrow. Great. Excellent. So with that said, uh, there has been, has there been a motion? Mogan? It was moved and seconded. So there, there has been a motion and a second. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Wait, 
Uh, what? Wait a minute. Oh, Dale, did you want to speak? I'm sorry. I didn't realize you wanted to speak. We can. So all in favor, uh, please raise your hand, signify by saying aye. One, two, three, four, five. Show the item passes on a five to four, five to three vote. Uh, we're married. Excellent. It's been uh, the commissioners in support. Can we raise our hands one more time? Commissioners in support are Commissioner Fur, Commissioner Wexler, Mayor Kerr, Vice Mayor Sharif, and Commissioner Bogan. Commissioners opposed are uh, Commissioner Holness, Commissioner Lamarca, Commissioner Ryan, and that's it. Um, excellent. So now let's move on to the next one. What do we have to do now? Next item would be go to item four. And um, would somebody like to move item four as amended? Marty. Yes. If I may just of course, make, a, make a quick statement. Uh, I'm not going to support a regressive tax that adversely affects low-income people, seniors in our community on fixed income, unless provisions are made to ensure that they're fully benef beneficial of what we put in place. And I don't see that here, sure. so I can't support it. Actually, actually, before uh, Commissioner Bogan, Commissioner Ryan was first on the queue, then I'll go right over to you after Commissioner Holness is finished. Um, so we take up item four is a, uh, a motion to repeal item four, uh, repeal the uh, ballot question, the three-quarter penny for transportation that's already been submitted to the SOE. I, I think the way we want to um, deal with this, if, if the county attorney has it correct, is we will vote today to uh, instruct the county attorney or, or staff to withdraw that ballot question, the three-quarter penny for transportation. If the cities uh, simultaneously withdraw their penny infrastructure ballot question, and that um, that this will this action will take place no later than June 30th of this year. Yes, that's Section 8 effective date, which will be modified to June 30th. All right, so that would be my motion, Commissioner Bogan. The uh, Commissioner Wexler. Yeah, but the motion was actually a motion to amend that resolution. So, don't we need to make what we voted on in the ILA this amendment? This is drafted so that it um, replaces your 0.75 exactly to a half penny. There's no reference to the ILA in here. We set it up that way on perfect uh, on purpose. But it doesn't go into effect until the ILA is adopted by a requisite number of cities and the municipal re resolutions have been okay. withdrawn. So number five was the ILA. Correct. Number four was always the intent to amend the three-quarters of a penny. So by removing does. that, which is the motion to remove that, the actual language that's going to go on the ballot is where? Is in the ILA? It's, it's both in the ILA as an, as an exhibit and in Section 5 of the resolution. Which is number 4. <laughs> Which is number 4. Exactly. That's why I'm saying I don't know that. It's a half penny. It just doesn't. Okay. That's why I'm saying it's a subs, it's a, an, it's amending it. It's not. It, it by, in Section 1, eliminates the prior resolution. Exactly. That's so all the, I'm trying the, to get when to. When the prior is, one is, is, is um, eliminated. The half penny is substituted. It has no reference it, it, to expenditures. Exactly. And then, but it doesn't go into effect until after the municipal resolutions right. have been withdrawn and the ILA right. is effective. That's not what I heard my colleagues state. I heard that it was 
removing it, but it didn't give me the second part of it, which was to replace it. Replace it. Exactly. I, I agree with Commissioner Wexler. That's how I heard it as well. Well, that's section one actually does replace it because it supersedes it and replaces it. Okay. Section one of the new resolution says, subject to the requirements of section eight, which is the effective date clause, this resolution amends, supersedes, and replaces in full your 0.75 percent okay. resolution. And it's replacing it with the language that Commissioner Bogan proffered a few moments ago. Well, actually, it simply replaces it with a half-cent sales surtax. Okay. All the things about expenditures are wrapped up in the ILA. Okay. As long as you keep us kosher, I'm good. We've worked a long time on this with City okay. Council. Um, the Commissioner Holness has withdrawn his second. So what, you, what, what do you so recommend? So what do we have to do? Pass, pass number four um, as with a June 30 date. Okay. Is there a motion to pass uh, number four with a June 30th date? Second. There's been a motion to second. All in favor signify by saying aye. <laughs> aye. All opposed. So it passes. Uh, are you yes or no, Chip? No. You're no. So it passes six to two. Okay. I think we're good. Oh, do we still have to take up the item number seven? Seven. So let's deal with item number seven, which I would hope we would just reject. So uh, is there um, a uh, item number seven okay, is the motion to consider the ordinance. Is, five is there a motion to, um, I guess, to, to reject item number seven? I have an, ex if I may, may yes. there's an explanation. Of now, course. I've heard a lot of sentiment at the board today simply to take no action or mm -hmm. to, to vote down the, the second reading, the public hearing item, which is okay. Um, but. But there is a, a, a remote chance that the cities would not adopt the ILA and remove their measure. So you have a contingency decision to make. Do you put a county version of 1% on if the cities don't adopt, or do you put nothing on and let the cities proceed? That's your choice. I, I think I would, I would, I think in a good faith, to show a, a good faith, I say we put nothing on and let the cities proceed. There's been a, a motion to remove the item. There's been a second uh, to vote it down. All in, all in favor of voting down item number seven, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Yeah. It's unanimous. Show Thank it everybody. has been voted down. Mr. Mr. Mayor, the zero. only thing, and, and, and only because we need your signature, there are certain meetings that start this evening to take up this item at 5 mm -hmm. o'clock. I can start I, signing it I now. just need you to conceivably start signing some documents as soon as Mr. Myers hands them to you. Sure, absolutely. On behalf of the cities, we want to thank you. Um, we want to thank you for collegiality, um, and we look forward to the next 30 years. Thank you. And I also want to thank you as well again, uh, Mayor Sturmer and everybody that's here. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Mayor and, uh, Sturmer. Let's move on. I want my ring. That's what I want. I want that ring that you keep promising.
We are back and ready to go, and sorry, just wanted to bang it one more time. All right, and we're now moving on to uh, the first item on today's agenda, <laughs> which is item number one, which is, it is motion to establish a process to fill the vacancy at the at-large position in the Charter Review Commission. There's been a motion and a second. Uh, Commissioner Wexler. Question is the following. We have item number 13 on this agenda that actually asks us to not have that meeting date that's identified in item number one to have as the meeting date oh. that we um, do this process. Okay. So to the, well, I guess we move to the next. I don't know. I'd like yeah. to know why we need let, to let, change the let's, ninth. Let's take up uh, item 13 first then. I, All right. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. yours. It's yours, Bogan. All right, so uh, we're going to just just move on from this for a second. 
And we're going to take up item number 13, which is a motion to amend the Broward County Board of County Commissioners meeting schedule to reflect changes to the August schedule, canceling the August 9, 2016 meeting. It's been uh, sponsored by Commissioner Bogan. So, Commissioner Bogan. Yes. Um, since extending this meeting in June, um, I know that at least two commissioners, maybe more, are going not going to be at that meeting anyway. And I thought since we've extended our our commission meetings, um, I would like to uh, prorate that. We'll call it that way. Prorate it and extend the meeting starting one week later. And with that, I would like to see if I can get a second to that. Second. Second. Um, sure. We'll start. Well, first, let's uh, start with Commissioner Wexler. Then we'll go to Commissioner Ryan. Yeah. I mean, thank you for explaining that. Um, Yes, this is an extra meeting versus the calendar that we approved, but it's not really, normally we do go until the end of June, at least through what yesterday would have been uh, with our workshop. So start, and normally we start the second week in August. So having but one meeting in August after being off for six weeks, um, staff needs action taken on items. I don't know how it affects them. And normally, and I mean this respectfully, we ease back. So if we're not going to ease back this year, and I mean with a lighter agenda for our first agenda, if we're not going to do that this year, then we need to be prepared that that one meeting that we have in August is going to be a full and heavy meeting. Okay, that's fine. That's sure. okay. Um, Com Commissioner Ryan. I don't care either way. Yeah. I could support uh, Commissioner Bogus' motion. I just wanted to get confirmation from the county administrator. Uh, do you currently have something, any items on that August 9th meeting that are time sensitive that must be heard prior to um, the subsequent meeting a week later? No, I, I'm not aware of anything uh, at this point, so we will schedule everything around the, re the revisions to the calendar. All right, so Commissioner Wexler said it. I mean, it'll, it'll be a heavy meeting, but. We can handle it. Uh, the, um, you know, we had a discussion with regard to the millage rate at our workshop, our budget workshop yesterday. So you have to um, declare uh, a maximum millage by the end of July. That's before our next meeting. So if it's in order, uh, county attorney, I mean, should we give some direction based upon our discussions at the workshop? Are we going to, for purposes of um, of the county administrator submitting a maximum millage, are we going to work off last year's millage and then we can go down or hold based upon our discussions on the budget? Is that Ms. is that what your intentions you were? What her long-term practice has been, but I believe she heard your comments at the workshop mm -hmm. and, and would set a maximum on July 1st, subject to your further discretion. Well, I know that we're going to set a maximum, but is the maximum She's rate going to be the, the millage rate uh, that we have currently in effect? Is that is that your what your intention is? What I, what I thought I heard is that you wanted me to, to meet with each of you um, individually to get your priorities. At that point, we clarified because I didn't, at the meeting yesterday, I didn't get full consensus, but I, um, I would certainly work through that in my individual well, meetings. Absent, absent a vote from you know, this full board, I mean, what is the protocol? I mean, you're, you're gonna, if you're going to so, pull us all individually, so, then you may have a millage based upon last year's millage, or you may have so, a millage rate that's somewhat lower that you're going to declare as the maximum millage. What I have done in the past is um, at these workshops, um, generally I get, a, I, um, I get the, um, 
the consensus that we're prepared to keep the millage rate the same. I did hear something a little different, which I would have to work um, through um, with each of you. If I'm unclear in any way, I will, um, I will keep the board's maximum flexibility. Because yeah, it would seem to me that the, I, I know that there was uh, a lot of discussion about reducing it by 1%, but I mean, wouldn't it be the more, um, I don't, I mean, the more prudent course, I certainly shouldn't say the more conservative approach, that would catch Commissioner Lamarca out of a nap, and we would go ahead and just hold, and, and hold, and hold at the current millage, and then we can reduce it if that's the will of this commission. So Correct. Is, is that the understanding of how you want to proceed? I want to hear from the members. I, if I can just ask a clarification from the county attorney's office. I thought yesterday the reason that we decided to ask Ms. Henry to speak to each of us individually, especially on the list and on this, was because you said we were becoming dangerously close to sunshine law violations by taking a vote on something uh, that, you know, you know, at the workshop. And this is not something that is on today's agenda. So how far can we go? I think that you're simply asking um, how is she going to perform her responsibility on July 1st, and she's explaining not that she's going to poll you for an exact number, but get a sense of your priorities and set a safe cap on July 1st, subject to your further adjustment, downward. Right, okay. Okay, so setting the cap, and then later on we can we can lower it if yes. you want. Yes, Okay, now, uh, Commissioner Furr. Thank you, and just to, to make uh, note, it wouldn't have been a sunshine violation. Because we already meet. Was so we could, you said that would have been close to a sunshine. Well, no, I think it is. I don't well, think that's it has to be noticed, right? Or well, when it say, uh, it's not a notice. It's that's not right. A, it's a worksheet. Right. Yeah, it, that makes sense. It may have sunshine implications. Let's just leave it there. Oh, okay. Because I thought it was a posted meeting that wouldn't come into play. Anyway, um, I think we should keep it at where we're at so that we have maximum flexibility. That gives us plenty of room to, to move later if we need to. But I don't think we want to take away that flexibility. So I strongly Commissioner, it's uh, Commissioner Lamarca. Yeah. His agenda item. How do we go from moving the meeting to, uh, to talking about I, I uh, think tax? Mayor Ryan or Mayor Commissioner Ryan may have uh, brought us a little off track. Um, I don't think it was purposeful, but I was uh, listening intently what the county administrator said and what all the commissioners said. And I will tell you, I did not walk out of that. Uh, workshop yesterday with any confusion whatsoever that that there was a majority I don't I can't tell you numbers there was a consensus of conversation to lower the mill rate by 1% one measly percent yes uh, but the consent the consensus was not on the area of what of the parking lot issues were priority and that's what the county administrator and staff are going to meet with us on and find out what was going to be done within that 1.3% remaining from the 6.5 less the 4.2, less one would yield you 1.3. Um, that being said, I think it was pretty clear what we did yesterday. Commissioner Bogan. Mayor, can we finish my um, agenda item and then we'll go talk about this we can, This issue, is actually more, more appropriate for non-agenda, I believe. So if we can pick it up back at that time, Commissioner Ryan? Sure. That'd be great. So, uh, Commissioner Bogan, would you like to, to speak about... Uh, I'd like to move my, my item forward about uh, moving the date. There's been a motion and a second. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Show the uh, calendar has been amended. We're now moving on to item number two. Oh, that's right. We're back to one now. Yes. We have uh, an item number one. We have to, if, when we move there, so there has to be an amendment. So I guess it would be taken up on August, is it 16th? Is that the day of the, uh, 
the first hearing back, or uh, August 16th. So um, item number one is a motion to establish the, the charter review commission process uh, to uh, for a new appointee. Um, is Commissioner Commissioner Fur? If that's going to be a, he a more he uh, heavier meeting, we may want to go one week past that because because if you're having a lot of people like we had last time, mm -hmm. if you're having 20 or 30 people talking, could sure. be. Thinking. It's uh is there a person from the Charter Review Commission here? I thought I saw Tom. Hey oh hey Tom and Carlos. If I can just ask you all, does pushing it one more meeting afterwards, does that have which could be a heavy meeting as well, does that though um, have any implications Hi, for you? Um, Tom McDonald, chair of the uh, Broward Charter Review Commission. We have canceled all our meetings in July and August. Oh so, oh, so it can be any time in August. We don't need anybody until the beginning of September. Okay. Thanks. Excellent. Yeah. Well, can we just keep it? Can we keep it? Uh, is that okay? Oh, okay. So we're actually uh, at, we're gonna keep it as August sixteenth, uh, which is that next Tuesday, that next meeting. Uh, so, is there a motion to move item number one uh, amended to reflect August sixteenth? So moved. There's been a motion. It's set to August sixteenth. No, August 16th. Yeah. Oh, 16th. Yeah. Sorry. There's, yes. There's been a motion to second. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Uh, all opposed? All right. Show the item one passes unanimously. Mayor, the, well, actually, the, the item was to estab establish a process to fill the vacancy. We didn't talk about anything but the date. Oh. Process. Oh, um, okay. We're going to go back through the same process we did for the other at large. Okay. Some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> item number two. It's a hard day today. It's true. Can I just add something? To this? I, I, you want to, of course, Vice Mayor Sharif. Yeah. Okay, listen, all these heavy meetings, you know what makes it better? A break and food. So all you have to do is you plan on talking a long time on every item. Just make sure, Mayor, that you order dinner and you order lunch that day. That way we can stay here all night at your wish. We're ordering pork and eggs just for you. You order pork <laughs> and I'm going to hurt you before you become property appraiser. Thank you. Item number two is a, a motion to approve the Transit Traditional Employment Pilot, pilot Program. Uh, this is, And then there's a second motion to authorize the county minister to enter into a grant between the counties and um, uh, different organizations. Um, this item, uh, I think, made it was deferred from June 14th. And uh, is does anybody in the county commission wish to address it? Yes. Oh, Mr. Yes. Mr. Luke, I'd, I'd like to speak to uh, this item. Um, last week, in my absence, I understand there was some consternation and uh, discussion about uh, the process by which we pull items. And I wanted to clarify uh, the reason we pull items and why specifically this item was pulled. Um, as you all know, the charter provides the authority for the county auditor's office to pull an item for up to 30 days. Typically, or typically the reasons for pulling an item are for one of the following reasons. One would be to provide adequate public input. If the item is put on the agenda very late and public notice is not adequately addressed, we would pull an item. And we did that on a separate item, uh, the Sunshine uh, item that's, that's number three today. The other issue would, we would pull it is to ensure that there's adequate time for my office to review the item to ensure that uh, there's enough information to make an informed decision by the board. So we look for information that would uh, supplement or be missing from the item. The third item uh, would be we would look for adherence to your policies. 
And we pulled this item because we felt it was unclear how the um, selection of the intended, um, I guess, uh, providers was determined. And uh, if you recall the week before, we had asked a question about it, and we never got a, a clear answer. Uh, today, that item's back on the agenda, and it's, we have a yellow sheet on it because we believe that it was not, uh, the process was not followed, either the process by procurement code or by the normal process by which the county awards grants. We're recommending that uh, motion 2B be denied and that the, we follow our process for awarding of grants in this case. Um, before we go to the county commission, Ms. Henry, would you like to uh, respond, speak to the item? In, in this case, uh, I just want to clarify that the um, the auditor and I, I don't have a disagreement um, with respect to our normal processes. For this one, we saw it as a different um, um, situation because this was always considered to be a pilot project. Uh, a pilot, um, and we periodically we do pro uh, pilots. Sometimes there are a number of entities that are uniquely qualified to provide um, work on a pilot and sometimes there are some that are that are not and and in this case we really felt like this is a this is a population that we don't do a lot of work with and we wanted to work with an entity that had um, a lot of experience uh, in helping us shape what a future program would be as you recall the original item always contemplated that this was a one-year pro uh, pilot project and we would be back to put this service out on a competitive process. Thank you. Commissioner Wexler. When Mr. Jefferson first came to me with this concept and this idea of this pilot many months ago, my position was exactly what the auditors was, that it's a half a million dollars, it's not pocket change, a pilot program, is it countywide? Is it just in a certain part of the county? Give me a little more details. And by the way, this is has nothing to do, my comments, to OIC or to ARC. I respect both of the leaders of those agencies as well as the good work that the agencies do. But they don't know that he came to visit me, Mr. Jefferson, um, long months ago to at least say, you know, what do you think? I don't know if he met with all the commissioners. He may have along the journey. I meet with and work with um, out there. And I, I mentioned a number of different not-for-profits that could potentially do this kind of work. Um, and I, 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 I will tell you that at the end of the day, the proposal was just for one vendor, one not-for-profit. Um, I had suggested that people with disabilities and that Mr. Haas from ARC be contacted and see if there was any interest, and indeed there was. Um, I've spoken to Mr. Scharf, who um, does all the community programs for BSO. There was a great interest there as well. Um, that's about as far as the phone calls that I made out there. Now. If we're going to do a pilot program, the pilot, in my opinion, should be at least measuring or contemplating um, 
two, two not-for-profits, at least two. That's what we have in front of us. If I had my druthers, would I prefer that this had been competitively bid? You bet, absolutely. Had I asked that it be that done that way months ago? Absolutely. So what I attempted to do was suggest other not-for-profits be contacted and see if they have any interest in participating in this pilot. Funny thing was is that last week we gave out, we did a competitive procurement for $304,000 for um, steam cleaning, walkways, and painting things, and whatever, whatever different divisions in the county um, agreed to say, you know what, people can do this. I am very concerned about not following the process, but by the same token, if this is indeed only a one-year pilot, I'm not gonna be here, folks, you are. If this is, and if next year it's, oh gee, let's continue it exactly the same again, then what? Then it's just fine? No, it's not fine, it's not fine, and it's not fine that the process could have been followed months ago, and we could have had legitimately in front of us, probably OIC and the ARC, and they would have won it competitively because they're both wonderful, outstanding companies. But instead, we have something that I call a gift. And I'm very torn. I'm very, very torn because I know the people being served. I know these companies and the good work that they do. But we're, this is public money. And we are entrusted to follow a transparent process. So I'm really troubled by this. As much as I would, you know, I want to support the auditor, I, 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 I do, but by the same token, I also recognize the need out in the community, and I really want to hear from my colleagues on this one. Thank you. Um, com uh, Commissioner Holmes. Well, I, I didn't necessarily have extensive conversation with uh, Mr. Jefferson uh, on this. I did not. Uh, I think you, Commissioner Wexler, probably had far more than I did. Uh, but we've discussed here many times the need to ensure that we're helping those in our community that needs help. The population that we're seeking to serve here is not served on a large scale by many groups. We've done pilot programs before. I don't know that we've had this kind of discussion, and I believe we had one not too long ago, uh, with Memorial uh, South uh, County Administrator, we had a we had a pilot with Memorial. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Uh, we didn't bid it. The total over over three years is four hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars. We did not bid that. It wasn't even for one year. So three years. So. Should we let this population that have these great needs sit and wait? For how long? How long have they already been there? How much is it costing us by not supporting and helping to ensure that we give them a pathway to productivity? This is what this is all about, is reaching out to folks who needs a pathway to become productive people who are returning from 
or prisons or jails, those who are in low-income communities, those who have been unemployed for a long period of time, to be able to give them a chance. And then our procurement process today is gonna to take us at best, at best, six months. It'll probably take us a whole year if we were to do it. I mean, I've, I've seen procurement goes probably even longer than that since I've been here, okay? So for us to, to then say, okay, we're gonna wait. And here's something that I heard in our past budget year from residents, our buses need to be better kept. I spoke to our director, Mr. Walton, and he says he's having a tough time with filling positions there for this kind of service. And not only that, there's a high absentee rate because the folks that are there don't show up that much. Here's a way for us to augment that system today or in the next couple of weeks rather than a year from now. In terms of entities that deals with folks who return from or prisons, I don't know a whole lot that does at all. Most agencies don't deal with that population. And I know also that OIC, when they had some funding, came to us to work with BARC. Am I correct, uh, County Administrator? They came they to us. With us in the past. They, they didn't go for a bit. They came and says, look, let's partner because you are the best entity. What we're doing here is saying, who is best going to be able to develop this program to serve these folks? OIC has brought into Broward County, and I've worked, uh, been out to ARC. I, I know they do great work also, but not on the magnitude of dealing with folks who have criminal records. They've brought $40 million into our communities to help with these very problems, these very situations. They receive awards. In fact, just this year, from a list of over 233 programs, they made a list of 15 high-performing organizations. And through a process, two organizations stood out. Damien Project in Alabama and OIC of South Florida. I don't believe we ought to delay this process anymore. I think that I respect the order, but I can tell you this, that I'm out there in this community day in, day out. I'm everywhere. I know the need that exists. I interface with most of our nonprofit organizations that deal with these issues. Because a district that I have is overrepresented in terms of needs that exist like this. We can't afford to wait. One year is not going to hurt us. The money is not going to be wasted. There's enough controls in place to ensure that it's spent well and that we get the results that are possible. And then we formulate going out. And, and maybe when it goes out a year from now, 
It might not be them, but I venture to say this, that I can't think of, an, and maybe someone else can come up with a name that has the scope, the depth, the reach of working with this population. Because not only do they do work with the ex-convicts and felons, they work with the hard-to-hire folks, and they go deep. They deal with the issue of dependency. They deal with the issue of the children. How do they help those, those children in those communities? And they get federal grants all the time to do this. We're actually going to be leveraging these dollars by utilizing their services because they have other money in place that they're using for similar programs. So I, I, I Mr. Hardy, I'm sorry. I, we've got to move on this. We can't wait. Thank you. Commissioner Lamarca. Thank you, Mayor. When, um, when I saw this item initially, I, I had questions, not concerns, I had questions about it being a pilot program, and then I uh, had a brief meeting with Mr. Jefferson, with, with, with Alfonso, and I, I had, my questions were answered, and I had no concerns whatsoever with the organizations that were uh, being talked to. Um, you know, we we keep talking about well, we've got to come up with a we've got to come up with a plan to um, to look at the highest unemployment areas, look at the communities that are. I don't want to say least served because, quite honestly, I think we do a great job at, at concentrating our efforts and uh, focusing our efforts on the areas that that need service the most. So I don't know if it's a matter of least served, but certainly. Uh, the numbers aren't changing to where we want them to be. We talk about unemployment in Broward County being 4.2%. In the state, it's 4.7%. Look, we all know those numbers are a little skewed, but hopefully the entire time we've been uh, talking about when it was 11%, it was skewed the same way. So there's always going to be uh, underemployment, and there's always going to be folks who have stopped looking. But the reality is if we're, if we're gauging Broward County by 4.2%, uh, which is the current rate that the alliance is using, the reality is there's still 15, 20, 25 and higher in in some pockets of our community. And uh, whether it's 33311 and 12, uh, for the most part, uh, in our Broward Municipal Services District, so the unincorporated sections of Broward County. Um, and there are issues maybe that, that, uh, that are causing some of that outside of what we're seeing, but clearly looking at persons residing anywhere in Broward County, criminal infraction on the record that is nonviolent, not a sexual offense, and in, in nature are also eligible for the pilot program, as well as dealing with uh, those in our community with special needs. If we're really serious about what we say, and we, always, we, we say a lot of things up here, if we're really serious about it, then, then we will do something like this. And, and if it's one year, I'm not Commissioner Wexler, you will, maybe you'll be Congresswoman Wexler by then, who knows. But um, I am not supporting this past one year, because I believe a pilot program should, should show if it works and at that point, go back, go to procurement. Um, but the work that OIC does, uh, I've been to the facility. It's actually in my district. Uh, uh, met with Newton on uh, Newton Center on a number of occasions, uh, and and been to ARC, which is clearly not in my district. I could take an ARC to get there. Um, but Dennis does a phenomenal job. Both both organizations. I don't have, and, and I put a lot of the auditor knows. I uh, listen to what he says intently and. And make my decisions based on that. But what what got me convinced is the, one of the first questions that Commissioner Wexler asked was, "Well, where where is where, where are the folks being served?" Well, 
the, the locations where the actual work is being done is clearly all over the county, from the from Copens and and the Northeast Transit Center all the way through Central and, and South and West County, uh, and the folks that are being identified. Look, if they can't get the the numbers of, of people to do the work in just those two zip codes or just in those those uh, high unemployment areas, uh, then it will be it's clearly opened up to anybody. So, to me, this is this is a step. Uh, it is not, it's not a, job, a job that we'd want somebody to have as the rest of their life, but certainly it's a way to get them from point A uh, to point B in order to be able to be retrained in something. To me, the unemployment rate in the state at, at a half a percent, or at 5%, I'm sorry, at, uh, equates to about 500,000 uh, people without a job. The real travesty in the state of Florida is there's about 350,000 people or jobs that are unfilled. So there is a job training, there's a skills gap. So if, as, as much as this is just a, uh, a labor position, there's a skills gap that if we can, in that time while they're working and they're not uh, stagnating and doing, doing nothing and they're, and they're earning, earning a, a decent wage per hour, you know, the next step is to, to work with Broward College Career Source and different organizations and OIC and say, all right, well, how do we retrain uh, some of these folks into do something else? So we, we've got to get that that done and the only way you can do that is to have somebody working and being part of the process so I'm going to support this Commissioner Ryan from time to time we have um, criticism that we hear of, of staff of Broward County staff and, and sometimes it's well deserved sometimes not so um, in this instance I mean we identified a problem that we needed to have uh, better bus cleaning service. We, we heard some complaints about buses that were not um, in a condition that, that some of the passengers felt was acceptable. We recognized the problem and we began implementing additional cleaning services. Now, you don't just do that overnight, but the way that this is being conducted is a great match between identifying a problem, finding the solution by which it can be done, taking nonprofits that have experience with a labor force that by definition to be eligible you must have median household income less than $36,000 come from an area with more than 15% unemployment targeting the unincorporated areas gee is it just a coincidence that all of the areas that the cities did not pick up that are unincorporated happen to be the most economically distressed areas in this county drawing people from that target area providing 25 jobs and if they are successful in this pilot project it's only going to be a one-year pilot project why because there is a manner in this whole methodology by which those persons those workers and as Commissioner Lamarca correctly stated it this is no giveaway they're working they're doing a day's work for a fair wage those that are do the job um, in a in a qualified manner will be uh, eligible to go into the, um, what is it called, the, um, the coach service attendant position. And then they can have a permanent job with Broward County in the transit division cleaning buses. So for, for me, it's a win-win. It's a one-year pilot project. It has sufficient safeguards. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised that, you know, it draws so much discussion. But I just want to remind the county administrator because uh, Commissioner Holness and I represent the two unincorporated areas that are economically distressed as reflected by 
uh, all of the, the, the numbers, the statistics, um, you made assurances to us that you would do outreach into those areas and go to the uh, homeowners and civic associations and get the lists of, of persons that we can do outreach to, to, to let them know about their opportunities for employment in this program. Vice Mayor Sharif. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to just say um, I agree that we really did need to ad address this at this time. I mean, I wasn't, um, I understand that, that uh, our position last week may have been taken as an affront to the auditor. I'm not. Um, I simply just saw the importance of the item and I felt um, like I wanted to um, support um, Commissioner Holness's position on this as well as support um, what staff determination was on it. Um, so at this time, I'm, I'm prepared. I'm not going to belabor this. I'm just prepared to support it because I think it's a, a really, um, it's much needed in our community, and I think it's going to help a group of people that we've been trying to help for a very long time. Thank you. Well, with that said, is there a motion? There's been a motion and a second. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Show uh, motions A and B passed unanimously. We're now moving on to item number three, which is a motion to, to approve the voluntary settlement agreement and release between Sunshine Cleaning Systems and Broward County. Um, does it, would anybody like to speak on this matter? Yeah, well, it's, it's my item. Oh, it is? Oh, I'm sorry, Commissioner Shreve. Yeah. Vice Minister, that's true. That's what was my item, and yes. so I, I figured I, I, I should open. I, I apologize. I forgot that it was your item. Yes, uh, Vice Mayor Chief, you can uh, you can open it, and then I'll go right to Mr. Luke. Okay, so it's a speaker. Oh, we have speaker cards. So I'm going to let Commissioner Vice Mayor Shreve open you, it up, and can, I'll go to the speaker. Then I'll go can, to Mr. Luke. If you want to go to the speaker first, you can. I'm you. I'm just I'm going to be very brief anyway. Sure. When the reason why I put this item on in the first place was because. Um, I felt like this was something that we had been um, dragging on for a bit of time. I felt like this company has been performing and providing a service for the county for a very long time. Um, I was kind of uh, taken aback by the fact that although there was no findings, I feel like they're, they're still being punished because their name can't be cleared and they can't move forward. And so I felt like this needed to be heard to kind of put to rest some of the issues that I feel like could hinder a, a company or a small business like them. And so I wanted to bring this forward so that we can finally have some resolution on it. I understand that they had reached a, somewhat of a settlement agreement, even though they didn't have to, because there wasn't anything wrong with what they were doing or there wasn't any findings, but I just felt like we really needed to put this behind us and start to improve our relationship with that company. And so that's why I put this on the agenda. And the reason why I chose to not defer it for 30 days is because I feel like it had already been deferred long enough and I just wanted to um, bring this to a close. And so um, with that, I'll, I'll turn it over to whoever. And uh, before we go to Mr. Platt, who's the one speaker, I think I should give Mr. Lukic the opportunity to speak and then we'll go to Mr. Platt. As I mentioned, one of the reasons we pull an item is because of the uh, adequacy of public notice. Uh, this item came on the agenda late in the day, and that was the principal reason we pulled it. Uh, we also had not, we were not, we were aware some negotiations were going on, but we were not involved in them. And we were concerned 
as to why there was a settlement because based on our understanding of the, um, the process by which we arrived at today's date, that the OIG, the state attorney's office, uh, the administration had been in long-term investigations and evaluations of this company. Uh, and the final assessment was that there, it appeared in, in, to us that because of the, uh, I wouldn't say the company didn't do anything wrong. There was, there was a lot that was done, but they went through their process. And once they went through the process, even though, in my opinion, the process was bungled a good bit, nonetheless, they went through the process, and essentially, the county's claim was, um, the county, if they could pursue a claim, was adversely affected by its own process. Therefore, I was stunned a little bit that there was a settlement to be, be had. Uh, I don't think there was anything that we, we would pursue. Um, so the reason we pulled it, uh, one point of clarification. We have the authority to pull an item for 30 days. It is rare that we ever pull for more than a week or two. Uh, we would have, if we, had, if we had withdrawn the items last week, I would venture to say we would have had them back on this week anyway, uh, just so that we, you don't know that we simply pull for 30 days. We like to see items move through quickly as well. Um, so that, that's our position. We were just wondering why we're having a settlement at all. So... Thank you, Mr. Lukic. Uh, we'll uh, now move on to Mr. Platt at uh, Europe. And thanks for hanging with us today. Yeah. Appreciate it. You've logged a lot of hours in this county commission chambers. A lot of hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's Bernie Friedman Let's right there. Let's get one know? thing clear. I don't get paid by the hour <laughs> or the minute. Um, uh, I'm proud to have uh, represented Sunshine Cleaning since 1985. Um, and uh, watch this company grow. And uh, this process that, uh, that uh, Mr. Lukic described is sort of a painful process, but we went through it. It costs a lot of money, you know, and attorney's fees and time and effort. And, uh, uh, and uh, we just really are uh, thankful that we're here today to try to just put this behind us. We want to look forward. As you know, Larry Cagliafetti, who founded the company and was the CEO, passed away earlier this year, and um, the, the new owners, the new CEO, everybody is looking ahead. We have one good contract here at Broward County left, and we work very hard at it with our CBE subcontractors. Um, the issues that were complained of in, in um, two, late 2011 were completely rectified by March of 2012. Uh, we were penalized. Uh, we were penalized because our CBE compliance was denied for a period of four years. Uh, and also because, quite frankly, uh, you know, once you shifted uh, how selections are made in this county, you know, I think there are some staff people that probably, you know, uh, took it out on us for uh, for a couple of rounds in, in, in competitions for RFPs. So from our perspective, you know, we're working very hard at the airport, and we really want to stay focused on that. So, so as we had discussions with the county administration, uh, we said, you know, what can we do to help you and what can you do to help us so we can put this behind us and move forward? Uh, this agreement was a product of negotiation. Uh, our arms weren't twisted. Uh, um, there were, uh, as in any negotiation, as I witnessed this morning, ouch, back and forth, okay. But nonetheless, um, uh, we go into this with our eyes wide open. The uh, in-kind services that we're talking about here, but the pilot program that you just uh, passed in terms of the, the training that we will do for pressure cleaning and other things, those skills that we can teach, 
Uh, the mentoring programs, because of the experience that we've had, both the good, the bad, and the ugly, with our CVEs over the years, we know the areas where these CVE companies need training, and uh, we're prepared to work with uh, Sandy uh, McDonald and his uh, division to, uh, to really uh, make that happen. And then uh, the uh, interns, uh, from, from our perspective, are something that we were committed to do in any event, as uh, Commissioner uh, Furr knows, because of uh, our commitment uh, to that program. So uh, I thank you for your time and energy on this, and, um, and I thank the staff. And uh, if there are any questions, uh, I have people here who can bind the company uh, who are uh, ready to answer any questions. But we are um, hopeful that you will uh, uh, put this behind us so we can move forward. Thank you very much. Excellent. So now we're going to come back to the County Commission. The first on the queue is uh, Commissioner Wexler. Sure. Thank you, Mayor. I'm going to try to choose my words very carefully here. On May 16th, I received an email. That email was a request for a meeting. It reads like this, and it's from Colleen LaPlante from Becker Polyakov. Bernie has asked me to set a meeting with our client, Sunshine Cleaning, to, to, me, to me, to discuss staff's intention to recommend that the commission denies the last two option years on Sunshine Cleaning's contract at FLL and instead do an immediate RFP. This is supposed to be on the June 7th agenda. Thanks, C. And that sound stands for Colleen. This is really important, and I want this in. I want this in the record. Um, I ha asked my aide to set up a meeting with Mr. Friedman, just to give you a time frame. The Friday before Memorial Day, mind you, this came in on May 16th. The Friday before Memorial Day, in preparation for that meeting, the following week, I called purchasing to find out what was the meaning of this, what does this mean? Because it just sounded mighty unusual to me. And they said to me, yes, Commissioner, we do have an RFP that's ready to go out, but we're not putting it out in June. There are negotiations going on. Um, I suggest you speak to Rob. I called up Mr. Hernandez and said, what do you mean a settlement? What, what is this? What is there to settle? There is nothing to settle. Settle means something wrong was done. If you want to give me a gift, feel free to give me a gift. But for you to call it a settlement agreement is an admission of guilt. And what I'm going to say here is, gee, that RFP is not going to come forward, ladies and gentlemen, but what will come forward as soon as this is signed, sealed, and delivered, and by the way, the negotiations were as high as $85,000 cash. Now it's down to thirty. I will not, in good conscience, sit here as a pay-for-play commissioner. I will not do that, and I will not hold these people hostage. That's why... Last week, I did not support this and supported you. What is past is past. The state attorney did not find any reason to charge them with anything. 
The OIG, well, I don't know, you saw he wasn't a part of this. Staff, he said to me, this is to make the OIG's report, this is answering the OIG's report. Excuse me? I spoke to Mr. Scott. I don't believe he sees this as an answer to his report. The auditor, I don't believe he sees this as an answer to his report. But what will happen in August will be an extension to their contract. Okay? I will give you, I will happily give you, because you perform, you perform well, your price is right, an extension for your contract, and you don't need to pay me to do it. And so I'm not supporting this deal today. And I think none of us should. And just give them their extension. End of the story. You don't hold people hostage. Commissioner Lamarca. Wow. Um, you know, when I saw this, the, the, the same thing that, that occurred to me is that I, six years ago, no, seven years ago, before I was sitting up here, I was a commissioner in the city of Lighthouse Point, and I had a friend of mine. <clears throat> and a friend of mine had have, have me come to the, to the FCA luncheon at uh, Coral Ridge, Presbyterian Church because uh, Bobby Bowden was the speaker and I met uh, Larry Caifetti for the first time there. Um, got to know the business, got to know the people that were in it. Uh, a couple of them <coughs> coached at the uh, same high school I went to, very involved in the community, Never can never do enough in the community. Um, certainly if you want to borrow a fire truck, that's, a, that's, that's always out there, a collection of fire trucks or parades. but but. You know, what, what, what bothers me is we have conversations about taxis and Uber and Lyft and blah, 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 blah. And we talk about personalities and people in, car, in cars. I can't tell you how many times, unlike maybe getting into a, a taxi cab or, or an Uber or Lyft for that matter and getting someone on a bad day with a, with a crappy attitude uh, very unhappy to be doing their job. Again, all three companies and, and, and then some. I can't tell you how many times at FLL, at all four terminals, at Charlotte Airport, um, there's another one out west that I recall seeing a sunshine uh, shirt, um, uniform. And I can't tell you how many times I have said to an employee, typically, uh, typically somebody from the Caribbean, typically somebody uh, doing a job that we just awarded in a pilot program to clean our airport, to keep our airport looking pristine. And so we're not talking about management. We're not talking about supervisors. We're talking about the people cleaning out the bathrooms. Every one of them that I've asked in any airport, how do you like your job? How do you like sunshine? I've never had anybody say anything negative, and they usually say, Mr. Larry's a great guy. So the fact that we're sitting here, the LIG has looked at this and gave us a letter to, to say that <laughs> he did his job. We were asked to have the state attorney look at it. He wrote a lengthy letter to the, to the contrary that was going on. And I'm not here to, 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 to challenge or disagree or agree with, with, with uh, Evan's audit. That's in the past. As he said, he was the first person to say it's in the past. So what, you know, what, what, what gets me 
is that we have a voluntary settlement agreement. And, and Mr. Platt is doing his job when he says, we walked into this with our eyes wide open. Yeah, he represents them. He's represented them since I was a junior at Northeast High School. That's how long this company's been around, that same location. Um, and he's saying, I know what he's saying. He's saying like, my, like anybody who represented me or you would say, hey, let's, get, let's, just, let's wrap this up. Let's get, continue to do work. Um, let's do what's right for the company. Let's do right, what's right for the people. But you look at what was, what was, what was the question of all that was done. Now, I'm not going to try to uh, rationalize one way or the other why it was looked at, why it wasn't looked at. But if the state attorney did not want to move forward with it, the OIG reviewed it. Some changes were made. Look, I know in business, we, we, we sit up here again. We sit up here and we try to figure out how do we get everyone uh, in you know, CBE, small, small businesses, minority-owned businesses, we have it all under CBE. CBE. We try to make sure that we go to the most, the most uh, the highest need and we try to make sure everyone has a job. And then, we, then we ask somebody to hire somebody who can't float payroll for two weeks, let alone four weeks and six weeks. We ask somebody to... to be, be in the CBE program and go work for a larger company, not that Sunshine is actually, I would consider them a relatively smaller business. Uh, but we ask these small CBEs, oh, you have to do your books, you've got to fill out you know, these forms to submit to get paid, and there's this process. I mean, we're seeing highly technical, uh, smart engineering and consulting companies that aren't getting paid from Broward County since January for projects that were done because we decided to change our system. Again, we're doing a good job of catching up on things, but we're asking a mom-and-pop CBE janitorial company with a dozen or, or, or more employees to go out and stand on their own but fold under this company. I, I see it as what this company did was do these folks a favor by doing, doing their books, doing payroll, advancing, advancing dollars. I, I, I get Evan's position on this 100%. I understand what it could look like, and I understand all the other things. I also understand how life works and how it is to have not just a small business, but to have to pay other folks when maybe you're not able to float your own check. And I don't – look, I, I agree with Commissioner Wexler. I don't see that we should take any of their money because typically – and I was told by our county attorney when we were talking about the, the TNC ordinance – I wanted to get in bed with these people and get into business and get the 1% one, 1 of all their business at the airport. I mean, we can get rich, right? They're getting rich. They're worth a gazillion dollars. I was told we can't do that. We can only collect and charge someone or find uh, or appropriate funds to what will allow them to comply. I don't see there's anything to comply with. So as far as I'm concerned, we don't want your money. Elder's gonna, if you're willing to go out and, 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 and uh, be mentors and create a... Uh, uh, a system to try to help some of these new companies. I think that's what it's that's what it's really about. Um, everything that's been said, that Commissioner Wexler said, uh, I agree with. Again, if it's cured, it's cured. If you're willing, I'll put it this way: if you're willing to do the uh, mentorship, the training program, um, I would even say you, you you reach out and you work with 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 folks like OIC. I mean, if we're really serious about putting that last. Uh, that last mile of, of people to work who want to work uh, back to work, then these are the type of things that we can, I think, we can benefit from. Um, if we're going to if we're going to sell the most important thing that anybody can can do, and that's, I've I can tell you that I, when somebody would say to me, well, how do you how do you get support in West Deerfield as opposed to Hillsborough Beach? 
So you talk to people, and they, they ask you, what, what do you think you can do for me? I said, well, the only, thing I can, only thing, reason I'm in this seat is because I think the economy, economic development, and the ability for everyone to have a job, a good job, is the most important thing. And that goes along with, you know, the best social program is a good job. I would venture to say that folks that are with Sunshine Cleaning, uh, again, they're not making a lot of money, but, you know, they're feeding their families, and they've probably been there uh, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, and, and that's the kind of thing we need to do. I mean, we're, we're going to have people from all backgrounds and, and all different financial incomes that are in this community working. I would rather have people working at a job and looking to better themselves to get to that next job than to not being a job at all. And I think penalizing companies that are actually putting people to work is the wrong thing to do. So when the, when, uh, if anybody else has anything to say at, at the right time, I'd like to make a motion to um, not charge this fee, but, but see what can be done to continue that mentorship program when, it's, when the time is right. Great. Um, and before I go to Vice Mayor Sharif, I'd also want to add something that I think is also important about this company. Um, as you know, at our airport, there are many companies that really resisted paying their employees a fair living wage uh, until you know we forced it upon them, which was a great action by this board because it's something we care about. This company, from the beginning, on its own and voluntarily, has always uh, paid its employees a living wage, even when it didn't have to. And that's something that's, I think, important uh, to also put out there as well. With that said, Vice Mayor Sharif. So, I, I Commissioner Lamarca, um, if I had the option of taking that portion out of this item prior to bringing it forward, I would have. But that was staff's negotiation with this company. So, Commissioner Wexler, um, I understand your sentiment and I understand your passion, but saying pay for play commissioner, I just think that that's a little bit uncharacteristic of what the purpose was in bringing this item forward. The purpose in bringing my bringing the item forward was because I knew that they had arrived at an agreement. And I felt like all the time when small businesses come before this county commission, we kick them in the teeth, we punish them. Worse than we do for people who make tons of money off of this county, we punish the people who come here and can't afford to constantly be punished. And I think that their offer was basically out of desperation because they've been going through so much trouble, um, problems for the past four years that they were afraid to lose their two-year contract. And so they decided, look, let me just throw something at them so that this can stop. So I think that that was what this was about because none of us had anything to do with the settlement. I just simply saw them and said, I take pity on the fact that they've been going through that for so many years. Now, let me tell you another thing that I thought was um, different about the county commission in general when I got here. I came from a corporate background where auditing was used for performance improvement and outcomes improvement, right? It was never used as a punitive process. It was always used as a positive to make companies better and to make a process better. Here. It's punitive because it goes into the paper, you're labeled behind it, people look at you as if you're an unsavory co company or have an unsavory character. And so I don't think that they deserve that. We're using their services. They've been there for many years. You go in the airport, it's not dirty. You don't have people skirting their responsibilities. So I felt like it needed to be stopped. So if, the, if it is the will of this board today 
to not accept that voluntary settlement financial portion. I'm, I'm happy with that. Kudos to you for, for doing something and for getting something different than what we normally offer. And I would be more than happy to second that motion and to also, at the appropriate time, when your item comes back up, I'd be more than happy to renew your contract for two more years. So that's all I have to say, Mayor. Would the, um, if that was the case, would the appropriate action be to approve the voluntary settlement minus the uh, monetary, I guess, damages? Monetary, no. 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 Oh, no, I mean minus... Can I just amend my item, please? Well, the thing is, the, uh, I, just, I need to ask the county attorney because there's still... It's not a settlement anymore. No, 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 this I understand, but there are, listen, I mean, if you read it, there are certain claims and things of that nature that the county can have, and I want to make sure that they're protected as well. So I understand that, but this, Ms. Coffey, what, what do you recommend? It can either be withdrawn or if you want to put a permanent end to it, um, vote to not approve the voluntary settlement agreement. Well, I didn't. I thought I could just amend the item to amend the settlement, can't I? You can amend it. I take it that you mean that you would like to leave in the mentoring. I would just say I don't even know if I want to do that. I just want to make it where, um, as a result of whatever conversations that they've had, we remove the stipulation that they pay any monetary um, settlement. And that whatever agreement, we can make it a voluntary agreement to mentor. Can we just change it to that? That as a result of the process, that Sunshine is going to enter a voluntary agreement to mentor? Of course, uh, Mr. Hernandez. And then, um, oh, yes, Mr. Hernandez. Mr. Mayor, if I can, to the commissioner's qu uh, point, the, the $30,000 that is in the agreement is not designed to be a punitive payment. It's actually um, designed to be the firm's contribution to the county to help the county off, uh, defray the costs that we incurred to put on the annual small business conference. So the $30,000 that we would be getting would essentially serve almost as a sponsorship for that business conference and not, a, not to be viewed as a penalty or a punishment in any way. I know, but way. you put it as a settlement. So can... I don't know if I want them. Do you want to make them? $4.2 billion budget. We can put a small business it's conference 30, on. If we're going to have all these CBE requirements really? and try to get everybody working. Come on. I, I think we should leave that alone. I have a yeah. suggestion. Um, uh, Ms. Coffey, but then also after Ms. Coffey, if, if Vice Mayor Shrew's done, Commissioner Ryan's been, been on the queue. Okay, why don't yes. we wait for all the commissioners? All right. Oh, thank you, Commissioner Ryan. We're almost talking over the, um, the, the, the applicant, and so... Um, to you, Mr. Platt, you know, it says voluntary settlement agreement and release. Is this something that your clients wanted to enter into under the terms of this agreement? Do you want to bring finality to this whole issue through this voluntary settlement? Because that's how I understood it when you presented the issue in my office is that you were happy with this agreement, you want this agreement approved, and then you want to move forward. We, uh, we voluntarily negotiated this agreement, um, and Rob uh, Hernandez and, and uh, Drew Myers and Trish Brissett from the county attorney's office um, took us a period of time. Um, Rob indicated that he felt very strongly that the transit pilot program was an area where they could really use our help. Um, we also talked about the mentoring program, and of course we've talked about the summer interns. So those are 
those are voluntary commitments that we're happy to, um, we stand by those whether there's an agreement or not, okay? And we're gonna do that. Um, uh, the monetary part, as I say, was, uh, was a negotiation. And um, uh, our interest was putting this behind us once and for all. Which and I mean? appreciate all the good words that you've said. Uh, that my view is that county staff was, was trying to do the right thing. Uh, it may not have uh, struck you that way. Uh, from our perspective, as, as I say, we are, we are here to just try to move on. All right, so I want to I be clear so we, we understand in this public forum, this is uh, a negotiated agreement which frequently happens between vendors in the county. It's an arm's length transaction. You're satisfied with the result. You want to have this agreement approved by this county commission. We do. There is uh, there are a couple of other provisions in there. If you read it, there are joint releases from both the county and from us against each other. There's an a, a similar to a consent decree that you would be familiar with as a civil attorney. You know, we, there's no admission of wrongdoing on our part. Okay, um, and so uh, in, in that respect, I think those are good recitations to put on the public record. Right, and so and and so just just to confirm this. I mean, this is a matter that you've reviewed. You yourself are a, uh, an experienced attorney. I'm sure other attorneys have reviewed this. This is an agreement that you're satisfied with and you wish to have us approve. I am here to support finalizing this agreement today. I don't want it to go any further than today. All right, I move the item. Um, before that, uh, Commissioner Wexler. I actually did read what's in here, and it's not pretty at all. Mr. Platt, before I refer to one section in here that talks about potential protracted litigation, which really should never exist since you've been cleared of all, your client's been cleared um, by the state attorney. So I, I, I don't even know what our legal people are even talking about. Do you? Uh, it, it really might have related to a memo that went out to you last year that tell you that they had referred this matter to, I think, to uh, um, OESBD and others to review whether or not there were any basis on which to suspend or debar both Sunshine and its CBEs. Right. And what was the result of that? Uh, the, the, we, uh, there was nothing. no result There of was that. nothing. That's the, right. We, uh, we entered into an right. a, uh, a informal conversation right. about um, uh, I, where to go. What number, what dollar amount did you start your negotiations at? Uh, I the number the, I referred to? I did the first draft of the agreement. And I, I put in $10,000 and, uh, uh, and, uh, and the uh, provisions that were in there, less the, uh, the interns, uh, that, that was not in there. That was added later. And, um, and then the county's next draft was at $80,000. $80,000. Okay. So... I thought it was eighty-five, but eighty thousand dollars is where the county started at in cold hard cash from these people. My concern here is I think that calling this a settlement agreement leads one to believe that there was something wrong that was done, and that's not the case. And they've been cleared. And that's what bothers me. I am absolutely in favor of anything they want to give me for free 
mentorship, apprenticeship, uh, um, training for OIC. That's a whole different conversation which they have voluntarily agreed to do, whether there's an agreement in front of us today or not. My link, Vice Mayor, and I'm, it's me. I'm not going to be part of pay for play. I'm not accusing anyone of anything. It's me. And for me, when I read my email from Mr. Friedman asking for that meeting about this RFP and knowing that one was done and that the extension was probably used as a negotiating um, tool, um, I find that concerning. And so if it has a monetary um, component, I'm not going to support it today. If it doesn't have a monetary component, I will support it today. So I don't know if it, I, I don't know where the votes are here. Thank you. I, I will, Commissioner Bogan, and then we'll go to Ms. Coffey and then Rob, of course. You're, you may be confusing criminal versus civil, okay? The settlement agreement is important to them as a lawyer because it has to do, they, being cleared of wrongdoing, now you're talking criminal. Civil, there's also a civil I issue. So that by coming to a settlement agreement and release, it, it takes care of the civil side. So you're, you're kind of mixing both of them at the same time. Sure. Let me ask my attorney. Well, have we have we threatened to go after them civilly? It's not the issue of whether we threaten them. The issue is is is, and I can't speak for Mr. Platt, but as a lawyer, you want to you want to make sure your client is everything's done, as he said. It's all done. It's done. The criminal side's done. The civil side's done. So everybody can just move forward. And to accomplish that goal is through a settlement and a release. And the money actually makes it a consideration. You know, actually, by them paying money, there's consideration validates. It could be a right? hundred bucks. If it could be five hundred bucks, right? Okay. It could be something. But the point is, is that you're you you need this you need the settlement agreement release on the civil side. That's all I'm trying to say. Miss um, um, Coffee, and then uh, and then Mr. Hernandez. Well, I, I think Commissioner Bogan's pretty well summarized it. There is an existing contract claim. There is a contractual obligation under the contract with Sunshine to comply with CBE. And as, of course, everyone is aware, the um, contractual liability under that is under a different standard from criminal law. Um, Vice Mayor Sharif, um, if you have a concern about the monetary issues, paragraph three addresses, or four and excuse me, paragraph four and paragraph five address the monetary issues. If you wish to resolve the civil issues today without any funding, the mutual release would satisfy that and would address many of the concerns that you have. So I just wanted to be very clear that there is an outstanding legal claim, contractual claim, and a potential key TAM claim as well um, because of the uh, good faith claim that, that Sunshine didn't comply with the CPE requirements under the contract. The monetary issues are in paragraphs four and five. Uh, Mr. Hernandez. If I can, Mayor and Commissioners, I just want to offer a few comments in hopes of being helpful to the discussion this afternoon to help frame the issue, um, perhaps to uh, allow you to better understand why staff decided to pursue with this particular item that's before you today. The settlement agreement, while it's important to Sunshine, is also important to the county. I'm going to explain why. So the, it, it is correct that the state attorney's office in April of 2015 issued a report and found um, that um, there was uh, no basis for pursuing any criminal charges against Sunshine. 
We also had a, an investigation that was done by the Inspector General's office. The Inspector General found later that year that there were some questions or some concerns or doubts, and those are my words, not the IG's words, regarding Sunshine's compliance with the various um, community business enterprise programs that were in effect at the time um, uh, Sunshine had its previous contract with us. So we felt that the IG's report compelled us to take some sort of action, that we simply couldn't ignore it and um, not have it go unanswered. Despite the fact, as Mr. Platt pointed out, that the county did in fact put his, uh, his client on notice in 2012 that um, his firm was not in compliance with the contract, they immediately cured. Um, despite the fact that we disallowed essentially four years worth of prior DBE credits that his company um, received, and despite the fact that the contract is no longer in effect, we still felt the need to take some sort of action on the IG's report to at least clear the record from, count from the county's perspective. So at the time, we looked at what administrative or legal remedies that were available to us. And I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail, but let me just tell you that we looked at all of them to include debarment. And that was, we had two, essentially two options under the contract at the time. We could have terminated for Sunshine's alleged noncompliance with the CBE program, but the contract was already uh, uh, terminated. It, it had expired on its own. And so the other tool that was available to us was to pursue potential debarment. So at that time, Commissioner Wexler, um, that's when I, um, I had a conversation with purchasing and I directed them to start moving ahead with a new RFP because at that time we were contemplating moving along the debarment or the suspension route. So then when we sat down with our legal advisors in the county attorney's office, Trisha Brissett, Mike Kerr, and, and, and others, we looked at all the remedies that were available to us and we determined that either they were impractical, uncertain, costly, or time consuming. So understanding that Mr. Platt's client had a desire to put this issue before them, we also had a desire to put the issue before us and that's why we suggested an agreement. Whether we call it a settlement agreement or whatever, the intent was to come up with some sort of formal document where we, the county, could put this issue to rest, close out our file, and so could Mr. Platt's client. Most importantly, though, we wanted to have some sort of formal document that acknowledged that we took, we staff, the county, took this issue very seriously, and that we were more concerned about upholding the integrity and respecting the county's small business programs. And it is for that reason we tailored the, the, um, the actions, the remedies in this agreement um, around either in-kind services and, and focus less on an actual cash contribution. And the cash that we were getting, we made sure that we specified that that money was going back to support the county's small business programs. So we think that um, it is reasonable it's rational, and again, it goes to respecting the county's small business program. And let me just say one other thing, because I know that in speaking to, to, to folks offline, there was some concern that, well, we didn't get enough money out of Sunshine. And um, 
And I can tell you that when we, before we even started working on the draft agreement, we spent a lot of time researching similar agreement, agreements from across the United States. Um, and we found that in most cases where a larger cash contribution was made, that money just went back to the particular governing entity and it wasn't redirected back to supporting small business programs. And we didn't think that that was something that we wanted to do. And we found one agreement between the city of Chicago's public building commission and a construction contractor that seemed to fit the bill. And the agreement before you today was modeled after that, after that agreement. And that is, it supported the, the, the particular government's small business programs, which is what we think we did here, through mentoring, through internships, through technical assistance, um, and, and a small cash contribution that was gonna be funneled back into um, supporting small business programs. So I think, Commissioner, that kind of gives you the full picture on how we got to where we are today. Um, if the board chooses to move forward and approve it, that's fine. If not, that's fine as well. But what we'd like to do is certainly close the record and let, at least let the business community know that we, in fact, took this item seriously um, and we're, we're, we're doing this to support our, our business, uh, small business programs. Vice Mayor Sharif. So at this time, Mayor, I just wanted to make sure that on the, um, we were clear. It appears that um, the representative for Sunshine Cleaning, Mr. George Platt, has expressed an interest in keeping the agreement the same as, it, as I presented it. Is that correct? Uh, my client signed the agreement, so okay. it was signed before it, it made it to the agenda. So we feel duty-bound to, to honor our signature on an agreement that we helped negotiate. Fine. No problem. Okay. So at this point in time, then, I, w I would like to um, ask the mayor if we could go ahead and consider a motion to leave the item as is and approve it. Um, before that, uh, Commissioner Lamarca. I, I, I want to make sure... Uh, Mr. Hernandez, you, you understand? You just turned it off, Chip. In, 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 in no way am I minimizing the work that you put into making sure that we have a fair, we had a fair deal, and I'm sure you looked all around the country for the right agreement. Um, what, what I get frustrated with is we, and Barbara said it, we, we, we take a motion a second, and we get sometimes nine votes for $400 million deal something to settle somewhere you know over where airplanes land for you know tens of millions of dollars but but we miss we miss the point that thirty thousand dollars is still a lot of money thirty thousand dollars is still probably a full-time 40 plus hour a week sunshine cleaning employee at our airport um, so that's look I'm fine with moving it forward they're look they're doing the right thing and they want to put this behind them but if anybody has never heard of the name Raymond J. Donovan, look it up. Uh, he worked for the Department of Labor under the, under the Reagan administration. Uh, he, was, he was actually the Labor Secretary. And, and, and after he got dragged into a, a big mess when he walked out of the federal government, uh, vindicated, um, he asked what, what door he had to go to, to to get his reputation back. And when we do something to somebody, uh, whether, again, if there's allegations, we, it's our duty to, to follow through and investigate those. But when the state attorney goes through this, the inspector general has his concerns but writes a report 
and we ultimately uh, resolve everything and it is cured. That's a term we use here when everything's copacetic. I just hate to see the fact that there is a quote-unquote voluntary settlement, but we need to move this forward. I think we need to also stipulate that uh, I would make a motion to, uh, that as soon as possible we put this, we get an agenda item back here to go through years 2017 and 2018, the fourth and fifth years in this in this uh, contract. Um, and that's, that's all I have to say on it. And there's been a, oh, uh, Commissioner Wexler. That's exactly my point. And that was going to be my question. And that's exactly why I'm not going to support the item today. I fully support an extension, but I do not support them having to do a settlement agreement in order to get that extension. And that's exactly what it looks like. It looks that way, especially based on the item, the email item that I shared that's now part of the record. Okay? So I, I'm not able to support it if they want. I, I just cannot accept those dollars. And then the next meeting in August, I have an extension. It looks terrible. Um, well, let me go uh, Commissioner Bogan and Commissioner Furt. Commissioner Bogan. Regardless of how it looks, Commissioner Wexler, their own attorney is standing in front of you saying that we negotiated with the county and he's fine with it, his client's fine with it, so who are we to say that w w on his behalf, you can speak on our behalf, but, but our county is fine with it, but everyone's, everyone, all the parties who are working together are fine with it. Anyway, I support the item. A commissioner for I'd like to make a motion to remove the $30,000. Is There's been a motion to remove the, so there, there, was, there was already a motion, uh, there was already a motion a second on the table, so this would be a, a substitute motion? We need no. to understand substitute. where the 30000 comes from. Oh, the thirty thousand is. I think it's just extra money. There was like eighty-one thousand in. Uh, right, eighty-one thousand was for in-kind services, right. and the other thirty thousand is for just. It was just a check. Yeah. Paragraph four. Thank you. So, um, okay. So there's been. Take, and I say that because it, there's. I agree. With, I agree with what Commissioner Wexler was saying there. Um, I think I think it's fine. I, I think what what Commissioner Bogan said. Obviously, there needs to be a clearing of things, and I appreciate that argument. I appreciate what the the other parts that are being that are uh, within there with the mentoring. I think those are all good things. But if the if the money is is earmarked for uh, the the CBE, that should be voluntary. That should not be coerced in the, in, in this part. Or for, I'm not sure if that's the right word. But that should be a volunteer, voluntary sponsorship. I don't think we should be asking for a sponsorship for this, for this to be directed that way. And maybe, maybe, yeah. Go ahead. Um, uh, oh, uh, Commissioner Bogan. Yeah, you know how we deal with the money internally is nothing to do with this deal. We're giving no, them, we're, said it's but we're giving them a release. I know. And so they're paying for that release. We are releasing them. And they are paying for the lease. If we use that thirty thousand for employee salary, for sponsorship, for 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 our meals, it doesn't really matter how we internally use that money. I, I just think that we're giving them value. We're giving them a release, and they're paying for that release. But it's saying so, pay pay a settlement of thirty thousand to the county. Yeah. Right. The settlement is 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 a payment to us, and then we're giving them a release. We're giving them a release. Right. It's got to be a value of some of that release. 
But anyway, you made your motion. I, I, I'm for the original deal. I'm for I'm supporting counsel and his client's signature on that deal. Okay, okay. can I just, can I interject since of it's course. my motion? Of course. All right. So the the purpose of the additional 30000 Commissioner Furr, was to get us to a total of the $111,000 that staff had come up with in terms of the settlement. How about we accept the settlement amount as $81,000 of in-kind services, okay, to, in consideration of a, a full um, settlement agreement between the parties in the county, delete the $30,000 monetary requirement from paragraph number four, okay? Yeah. Go back and have Sunshine Cleaning resign the agreement and then that agreement post-signature will be approved because this motion, this, um, this motion that we put forth here today will allow that to be approved as a full and proper settlement of this. Can I we agree. do that? Yes. Okay. That'd be good. And the, uh, the 81,000. good with that? Okay. Right. Yeah. The 81,000, basically, the, the in kind would be a, our consideration. You know, that, that would be. It's and then done. for, for a release Marty, of the. Don't try to explain it. Absolutely. Anymore, There's been a motion and a second. Uh, oh, oh, she gave she me the just, nod. She, she nodded her she head when I said it. <laughs> So there, there's uh, been a, a motion, and was there a second? There was a second? I had a second. A second. Uh, all in favor of the uh, amended settlement agreement uh, with taking out the $30,000 of monetary payment. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Opposed. Show it passes 6 to 2. The uh, next item on the agenda is item number 6, which has been sponsored by Commissioner Holness. And it is uh, a, an ordinance of the Board of County Commissioners pertaining to an additional homestead exemption for persons 65 and older. Uh, Commissioner Holness. It's been a long day. Didn't expect it to go this long, to be honest with you, uh, when we set the special meeting. So I won't take too long on this. Uh, this is an effort to help our seniors who mostly are on fixed income, uh, lower income, as seniors, it's, it's a way for us to ensure that we're helping to keep folks who have lived a long time and are, have helped to build and strengthen our communities uh, to give them a chance to stay in their own homes for some time without being burdened uh, with taxes. So this increases our uh, senior exemption from 25000 to 50000 uh, which will help many of our seniors. Uh, with that, I make the motion. I move the uh, item. Is this is a public hearing item. Oh, it is yeah. a public hearing. That's right. Uh, so let me. Yeah, it's true. So let me. Uh, I'm going to open the public hearing for item number six. Seeing that there are no public speakers wishing to speak on the matter. That's right. Is, does anybody in the public wish to speak on this item? Yes. <laughs> Brittany, you're the only one in the public out there. Let's get. It's, uh, there's seeing nobody from the public wishing to speak. It's back here. Commissioner Holness already spoke on it. Commissioner Lamarca. Just to be clear, this, the, this was, this was a, this was an item brought by Commissioner Holness, but it was also a item in the parking lot of items, correct? Yes. And it has a $1.1 million impact. impact. Um, this might be surprising that I'm not voting for a tax cut, but this $1.1 million would impact the $8.4 million that affects every resident in Broward County. Um, we have double exemption for everyone in, in Broward County. We have an additional senior exemption. 
I know this goes to basically add another $25,000. Not for this year. Is that? It wouldn't, it wouldn't apply for this year. No, no, but I'm saying. So it wouldn't affect this budget. Property is assessed on the first of each year. Of yeah, so we, what, what, we're, what we're putting in place is now, once this is done, we, will, we would have covered the $1.1 million for 2018. Right, so it would affect the 2018 budget, Commissioner Mark. I just wanted to, th this would not take money out of this budget that we're currently dealing okay. with. I think I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be here in 2018. Very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty. Although Commissioner Wexler isn't, and it's going to be a terrible loss for those in the fiscally conservative. She uses the c word. Um, I I understand that it's in next year's, but I'll still be here. It'll be in 1.1 million dollars. Is this basically to give 25,000 additional exemption? It is. Okay. Um, uh, Commissioner Fur. I, I make the motion. Thank you. Great. Uh, there's been a motion and a second. Uh, Commissioner Furr. Thank you. I'm going to support this. I think when we, when we were looking at, we know the property values have gone up. We know there's been a considerable amount of uh, money that, to be used. And I think all of us would like to find some way to, to do a tax cut at some place. I think this is a place to do it. I think this is targeted. I think it affects those people that um, benefit the most. And, and I, think it's a, I think it's a good motion. So I'm going to support it. Thank you. Um, definitely. Is uh, Commissioner Hollis, your mic's on. Did you want to? Oh, there's been a motion and a second. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Oh, I'm sorry. Co Commissioner Lamarck. Considering that we had support yesterday for the overall 1%, uh, and that this is for next year and it's, 20, and it's a $25,000 exemption, it's not the other proposal that Commissioner Holmes put forward that basically would wipe out taxes, correct? Right. Okay. You, you got I'm going to support it. All right. Good man. So let's do it again. All of those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed, show the item passes unanimously. Uh, with that said, one. Not, not agenda. Um, there's just one thing that I, there's just one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, I know this is an item that I hope that we can look back into again. Uh, and it may annoy a few of the people that I'm, I'm bringing this up, but I think it's important. I spoke at uh, the VA um, uh, last week. And the biggest issue on their mind, once again, uh, and rightfully so, was a proposed traffic control device uh, at the intersection right next to it by commercial. And I know this is an issue that we dealt with previously and we've been working on it. For example, I know administration has and the county commission has uh, allowed TOPS to be utilized for veterans to be able to go to, the, to and from the VA and others. Well, uh, since then, uh, and I know that the reason we had not put a traffic control device there is because under the federal guidelines that are also been adopted by the state, uh, county administration county uh, administration determined that I guess there was not enough traffic flow in that area it was too close to the other traffic control devices to be able to put something there. But our members of Congress have provided a letter, uh, all of them from Broward County. They provided to the VA and all of us actually last year, indicating that those are just guidelines that we may follow but we can deviate from. And uh, going there again, I realized how dangerous it is. I saw veterans once again crossing the street, uh, you know, and not going to where they're supposed to cro cross. And since a veteran actually died last year uh, and was hit by a vehicle, I know we removed the, um, the bus stop, but I think it's something else that we should look into again, at least by the time we get back. That's just my two cents. I think it's important. and. Um, uh, they once again had asked me to bring this to the county's attention. 
So I, I was just going to think I'm going to likely bring an agenda item in August when we come back uh, dealing with this matter. And I just want to give everybody the heads up. I, I was told you cannot bring an agenda item to do a traffic signal. Uh, I've now been very involved with, the, as you know, with what's going on in Pompano. I was told that it has to go through the traffic department. He's, um, you're correct. Um, it doesn't really, uh, as as uh, the mayor's indicated, that this issue has been has been discussed a number of times. The staff has looked at it a number of times. Um, I'm not quite sure how it happens. I understand that there are members of the of of our, our delegation um, have indicated that that's advisory. We're getting. Um, we want a specific release for Broward County, and we don't have that yet. And I'm certainly not comfortable asking the engineers to put their license in jeopardy by doing something they know not to be in compliance. We don't do it. We haven't done it. Um, if they could get a release from the federal government for that, it, it gives a protection to the people that, I just that are a, being asked to do that. I just have a fast question. Aside from that, so... What would happen if I brought an agenda item and it passed? Would uh, the county not follow it? Uh, I'm just kind of curious I, about I that. I would not I ask. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, absolutely. I, would, I would certainly look to the county attorney's office to ask, how do I protect those employees that are being asked to do something that they know would not be safe? Then may I ask this then? Would... Uh, county staff reach out to whoever the appropriate government official is uh, over our break and and ask if they would sign a release for that matter and try to pursue that before we come back would be happy to do that if there's no objection I would like to if see you that would happen. get in it if they would if they would do that I know <laughs> but thank you I appreciate that with that said does anybody have any non-agenda yeah. Starting with Commissioner Bogan, we'll go around the okay, side, around the queue. Uh, I got two two quick things. Let's start with the first one. The easiest one is, and and I think we should really thank Commissioner Ryan for all the time effort you put into this uh, penny tax thing. No, yeah. seriously, yeah, I I, actually, I, I just can't believe it. I, you've, you've done a great job. Yeah. Jazz hands. And 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 I and I don't think Commissioner Wexler meant to say what she meant to say earlier. Matter of fact, no, I'm going didn't. to I'm going to apologize as soon as it's my turn because okay. I don't remember saying anything. But okay. thank you for telling me I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but and also the second thing I want to bring up, which I'm sure nobody wants to talk about, um, I got a phone call from uh, some gentleman, a small company named Tudor Perini, and they wanted to know when they would be on the agenda uh, for the. Remember, we were going to come back and talk uh, at some point. So I was just curious. I know there's a non-agenda item. Um, are we bringing that back, that issue back, at some point? Pardon me. The courthouse. Yeah. No, no. The uh, for the. Uh, you the remember. Pardon me? Convention Center. Convention Center. Remember, we were uh, we were determining whether, uh, is, it, is this something I shouldn't be uh, discussing? You're looking at me like I should shut up. No, no. I, I, I wasn't, sh when you said tutor, I wasn't sure that we had any, um, if there was anything specific. Now that we're talking about the Convention Center expansion right. project, uh, when you come back from break, we'll have that ready. If you recall, just recently, there's been um, uh, a significant event um, the ability for us to uh, require that leasehold, and that's going to have a big um, um, conversation between ourselves and the developer on what that plan might be revised to look like, and we'll be addressing the, uh, any other outstanding issues at that time. Okay. 
And lastly, I want to wish everybody a good summer break. Nice. Thank you. You extended it for us. Thank you. Pardon me? I wish everybody a good summer break, and uh, that's it. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Holness. Yes, thank you. Uh, I'll be knocking doors. <laughs> this Saturday evening, I'll be uh, attending the Sistrunk Historical Organization's annual gala. Uh, the theme this year is Bright Lights, Big Dreams, Sistrunk, Making a Dream a Reality. The objectives of the gala are to raise funds for the Sistrunk Scholarship and recognize leaders of the, uh, of the community who makes a difference. Also, in our Broad Municipal Service District uh, this Saturday in Boulevard Gardens, we'll have a community cleanup June 25th from 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. Vo volunteers are needed. And uh, our staff asks that you come out to 313 Northwest 28 Terrace uh, in Fort Lauderdale. Each volunteer that comes will receive a T-shirt and refreshments. Students, students are eligible for community service hours. For more information, you may call the president of the Boulevard Gardens Association, Reverend Jesse Scipio, at 954-592-8901. Thank you. Thank you. Good I, summer. Oh, thank you. Commissioner Lamarca. I was going to ask Mary Pride from my office to come out here, but I don't. I don't see her. Uh, so we have some travel coming out with regard to uh, a couple of us. Actually, we're going to be going to Orlando next week for the FAC annual conference where we'll be voting for our next uh, second vice president. And Barbara's going to be rolling into the most, most uh, admirable position of anyone in elected office, most recent past president, <laughs> which means she doesn't have to work as hard. But she, I believe she'll be out in... In, uh, in Long Beach, where uh, we'll be electing our former uh, state fact president before Barbara and a uh, Leon County Commissioner Brian Deloge as the next NACO president national. Um, actually, I wanted to ask Mary to come out here because I, don't, I, I always get to sign these great letters about people's uh, commitment to working at Broward County, and I haven't gotten to the point where I, have, I can keep somebody five years. So for some reason, Mary stuck around for five years, and I wanted to recognize her, her five-year appreciation here. Hey, and we're not going to take a picture or any of that. I know she gets, she gets embarrassed of that stuff. Yeah, Mary's great. Mary was with the City Lighthouse Board for 21 years, and anybody can put up with that for 21 years. Thank you, Mary. Um, a couple other quick things. We had a, uh, we, we get these emails about awards, and it got me thinking. I got this email about John Burkholder and. God knows all the stuff we dragged him through with the TNCs and trying to figure out what insurance is good, bad, and indifferent. And it turned out he was right. Um, but he was, he was awarded uh, the Public Risk Management Association's Public Risk Manager of the Year. And uh, also his staff, uh, Jacqueline Bins and Phil Naxaniski. That's a, I don't do well with, uh, with, with, with skis, but uh, it, it, they're, uh, they're both the one was awarded. The Management Safety, uh, Safety and Health Specialist uh, was awarded as well as Jacqueline, and Jacqueline uh, was awarded for her work uh, in identifying and prioritizing those uh, structures most in need of hardening against potential hurricane and storm damage. That's important for us. A um, couple other quick things. The, 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 the American Heritages and the Pinecrest and the Carter Gibbons of the world um, always have these great one-page spreads about their, you know, kids going to Harvard and Brown and Columbia and all that. Um, 
and the Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance and the Sun Sentinel and the Broward County School System put together a similar one of students that went to our awesome public schools and I was happy to see that there was one student from Northeast High School. Uh, she's going to the University of Virginia, but there are kids here going to Harvard, to Yale, and our military institutions. Um, if anybody's ever aiming, you know, driving, uh, wandering aimlessly on Federal Highway North uh, past uh, Oakland Park Boulevard, there was a brand new fresh market right there at the former Coral Ridge uh, Country Club, the American Golf Course. And the final thing I have is I went, when I went to the Western Regional Conference for NACO, uh, there was a, a lot of their data was, was uh, on economic engines and different things and justice and all the different things they promote. Well, on the economic engine one, it's Halloween over here, uh, they were promoting Port Everglades on the front of the uh, economic engine uh, data report and uh, just happy to see our port on the cover of that. So with that being said, I will see you in Orlando. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so on Wednesday, June the 15th, I just want to let you know that Miramar uh, cut the ribbon on its new 65,000-square-foot police headquarters. Unbelievable. I could not believe. It was an unbelievable project. Um, it, it, it's amazing to see what you can do with the outside of a parking garage. So um, I couldn't, I didn't expect for it to be that large. But it was huge, and um, actually, after I fin it, it was huge. Um, and I'm just saying congratulations to them. The second thing that I thought was worthy of mention today is the Broward County and Kiwanis Divisions 23 and 24 are collaborating on the Christmas in July project to benefit children living in Broward County who are homeless. Um, Christmas in July provides children from newborns to age 18 with new clothing, socks, shoes, underwear, and school supplies for the upcoming school year. There are over 2,000 homeless children that need supplies this year. This is all made possible through the generosity of Broward County residents, companies, and county employees. Collection bo boxes were placed at select county facilities and at all Broward County libraries through July 3rd. Um, the following is a list of suggested items for donation, school supplies, pants, slacks, shorts, shirts, dresses, shirts, blouses, skirts and dresses, shirts, blouses, shoes and socks, undergarments, diapers, wipes, baby clothing, and books. You can drop those off at any of the collection um, stops or um, here at the county. So I just wanted to mention that because it's coming up very quickly. Thank you. This morning my office sponsored the breakfast and my aide uh, Pratima Raju was not in attendance because she's from the state of Ohio and she returned to Cleveland to join in the celebrations with the national championship of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Into the void stepped uh, Mary and she assisted Kristen in preparing the breakfast, getting it organized. Mary Pride, I don't know how you put up with Chip Lamarca for five years, but we certainly thank you for your uh, assistance this morning in a pinch. And I heard that everybody thought that the breakfast was delicious. Except me. I thought your bagels were kind of hard. I, I have three things. This Thursday, and this is very special, and I don't know if Ms. Henry was going to say it or not, but this Thursday is the groundbreaking for BARC. 
and it is 9 a.m. Were you going to mention it? You go right okay. ahead. It's 9 a.m. in the morning. We've waited 17 years or so for this day. Um, so please, you should have had the invitation that came out a number of weeks ago, and I hope that you're all going to be there to celebrate that wonderful occasion. Um, the second thing is I want to wish everybody a healthy, happy break, a safe break. And the third thing is, which Commissioner Ryan just let me read, um, it was mentioned to me, Tim, that I said something that was out of line, and I apologize for that. And I had no, rec no recollection of even saying it, so in the heat of the moment, well, it, it was it was not particularly kind, and oh, for yeah, that for that I apologize. Well, I, I I will tell you this: when we get into um, contentious issues, everybody gets excited, and it's a reflection of the passion of each of the members. Uh, the year that I was mayor, I I mentioned on multiple occasions to the members, let's slow down, and whatever you do, don't mention your fellow members' personalities, their character, uh, statements that um, uh, are less than, than kind and, and get off the issues. Um, things happen, it, we're passed, and I accept the apology. I, Commissioner Furr. Team B. Team B. Team B. Team B. Team B. Uh, I just want to say I think we did a, uh, some good work today. And we did, everybody, actually. have a great summer. You too. Oh, we are adjourned. That's okay. Miss Henry. What are you doing, sir? Is it none whatsoever? Miss Henry. Very simple. Um, I'd like to uh, wish you all a happy summer. And while you're uh, taking time, when I know Florida Association of Counties and NACO and others. Uh, Banging on doors. That's yes, we're doing. <laughs> we will, yeah, for those of you that are knocking on doors as well, um, we'll try to have some communication out to you with regard to how uh, the actions that were taken today would manifest itself over the summer break, so we'll try to keep you informed. So just pay close to your emails. Thank you. I have two items. First, I'd like to thank Commissioner Bogan for giving us an extended week on the break. <laughs> okay. Secondly, I wish you enjoy the entire break. <laughs>